Hello everyone, welcome to episode 88 of Floating Through Film. This week we conclude our Brisson series, sadly, but not sadly, with two of maybe my favorite movies, as I guess we're doing at the end of this episode, ranking. Okay. I'm being forced against my will. Yes, sir. To rank. We're making him. We're tying um, him up. It'll be a tiered list, though. It'll be a tiered list for me, probably. Uh, Weak. But we'll see in that... That these, okay, I'll just say it. These are two of my favorite. These will be in the, the very top tier. And especially, like, you guys, I've probably brought up Larjan a few times on the, throughout this podcast. Oh, you've seen it like eight times, I feel like. No, seventh. I think this is my seventh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Basically, <laughs> you get the point. Yeah, you're basically right, yeah. Um, like, there's, there's a time, I remember, it's like, it felt like every other week you were watching Larjan. Like, the time we were doing that. It was, there was a, yeah, I don't, I don't remember what that was. I just remember it happening. Like, like, damn, damn, watching the again. Like, what's the surprise. I mean, so can you blame me? Though? Honestly, I can't blame you. Like, only eighty something minutes. I yeah, think. So nice. Like, flows so well. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't. Okay, but but um, I saw the devil probably at like over ninety. And I was like, first song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> See, even I had that. I even I had that thought for a second. I was like, damn, ninety one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get the cast of Eddie's and we're gonna like one hundred and fifty. You know? No, because yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, because we're doing cast face next. Yeah, spoiler have, alert. Have you said that? Uh, you haven't said them. I think I mentioned it. You might have. But, uh, hey, announcement. No, no. But yeah, to conclude, Brisson, we are doing The Devil Probably, that came out in 1977, and L'Argent, that came out in 1983. Uh, before we... Is there anything general? Because there are a lot of similarities between these two movies, for sure. Uh, maybe, like, especially for me thematically. But... <laughs> Yes. Is there any general things that just come up to you just for at first? Between uh, these two movies? Yeah, yeah. Just what, what comes first to mind after watching these two? Pessimistic, I guess, maybe. Okay. Right. Uh, I, it's, it's, at least that's my reaction to it. I don't okay. know if they're inherently pessimistic. Do you think about it more and mm-hmm. we just talk about it? But like, though, probably, definitely, I think is yes. more pessimistic. Largent, maybe. Although, it, like, the, definitely the ending at surface level feels very, like, pessimistic. Yes. But yeah, like two. No, I think that's a, a, a good reaction to have, or a yeah. fair reaction anyway. It's yeah. like two men beaten down by society. And exactly. This is, what, this is what the ending of their of their stories are, basically. Yes. So. It's like, yes. I like that. Su- like uh, death and or just like suicide and uh, suicide. I remember I've, we talked about it before, obviously with Michette and stuff. But yeah. Uh, no, because we'll get we'll get more specific, I guess. But no, that's a. Uh, I like what Blake said, especially too. Like, um, two men kind of like already beaten down by society he's like there's no hope like yeah. uh, i like because i like watching large dawn um and comparing it to honestly the two movies i compared to the most is man escaped and pickpocket like with those two heroes because okay. like those heroes have a Not lot more hope. the country priest i can see that too but these those it's like almost those two movies have a lot more hope at the end you know yeah, like yeah. a way out versus like almost Borsan at the end of his career saying there's like no way out you know it's yeah. like based on the world he sees like i don't actually don't know if he's saying that there is no way out. It's, he's just the world he sees is like he's very more pessimistic about. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, do you guys remember what I said last week? My topic last week, obviously, the presentation versus representation. Yeah. Um, and so this week, it's kind of a continuation of that. Uh, so if you remember last week, kind of like I said, how basically to sum it up, and I'm gonna post the. By the time you hear this episode, you should see those two money call videos as well, like him talking about the uh, presentation versus representation and everything. Uh, but basically, like, to sum it up a little bit, um, 
the pres the presenting of an image uh, is maybe just accepting the literal quality of what you're seeing on screen, you know, as literal as possible, versus being like, okay, this is just a movie, so I know this is not real kind of thing. Yeah. Um, trying to be like almost like showing exactly what the camera is showing, uh, filming. Um, and then so I kind of ended it last week with the with a kind of money calls point is so if you're not representing anything with your images, how do you create meaning for the viewer as they're watching? You know, how do they feel yeah. like they are uh, getting some kind of meaning out of it? Um, and the way he said was by like the rhythm of images basically uh, or sequence and yeah. um, so my th- topic this week is kind of a continuation of that is um, basically what do those rhythm of images create and my topic this week is uh, Brisson's you could say this is kind of like Brisson's as I've read a lot about him over the last couple of months getting ready for the series is one of like maybe the central topic for Brisson for me is uh his idea of relations, the relationship between images is much more po- important than the images themselves. Yeah. So do you remember last week where I said, uh, Rasan has this quote, I'll just read the quote again. Quote, no absolute value in an image. Yeah. You remember that? Where basically like, an image itself should have nothing of value in itself. You know? Yeah. Um, so basically what he's saying there is then the relationship between all the images as a whole is what creates meaning, you know? And uh, what I love about Brisson's movies then is like, especially with both these movies, like you feel like you're watching them and you really don't know what could happen next. You always have that feeling yeah. of anything could happen next, right? Yeah. Um, and because that's because he, he only wants you to grasp that idea of the relationship between all the images at the very end. Okay. You know? Yeah. He only wants you to have that feeling of, it's almost like you don't, you don't want to make a judgment on a song until you hear the whole song. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Because, like, something could change midway the song. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, yeah. like, like, literally, that's something I was going to bring up about L'Argent is that when I'm watching a movie, it's a much different feeling than when I'm thinking about, like, the movie in, in its entirety. Yes. Like, I guess I'll say it now. I think the movie, if you think in the moment, it's, like, very, like, you know, very, like, kind of depressing, but, like, also just, like, very serious. But when you think about it like, at the end, like, the whole thing, it's, like, kind of funny. Like, in funny. a dark, darkly comedic way. Yes. Like, but also, like, the, like the, 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 the chain reaction this thing causes is, like, kind of funny. But to me, it's almost like the... And this is what the relationship thing is, like, uh, you feel this pessimism... There's a pessimism, for sure, with the whole movie, you know? He's pessimist yeah. toward the world. But at the same time, you feel almost like a pleasure while you're watching it. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. he understands, like, this rhythm of literally feelings of, like, at one time you'll feel happy about something a character says or does, and the next moment he'll undercut it. Yeah. Or vice versa. One moment you'll see, like a death scene or something and I'll talk about this week time enlarged on and then the next scene all of a sudden it'll, he'll undercut it the, right, the other way Yeah, and that's what I'm saying like this rhythm of feelings you really don't get like because these movies are so uh, some people say fast paced I would say perfectly paced Yeah, this like rhythm of feelings like kind of almost bouncing one after another you really don't get that sense of the whole of like what you felt until the very end or that's what he's going for anyway Yeah, you know and like my to me in my head the best example of that is Mouchette where like the, the film really doesn't make sense until they after the ending of the movie yeah, basically yeah. where it's like okay like it literally does not make like you don't see what's happening until the very <laughs> yeah, end yeah, you yeah. know like there's no hints at it or anything before that um where like in a relation in a let's say in a representational movie you would probably have a lot of hints of her about to commit suicide before it you know yeah. where it's like uh you would get a lot more representation um like i just said um so let me read a couple quotes uh from his notes that kind of like get this point across so Quote, cinematographer's film, where expression is obtained by relations of images and of sounds, and not by mimicry done with gestures and intonations of voice. 
one that does not analyze or explain that recomposes um and then he has one that mentions colors that i like quote an image must be transformed by contact with other images as it is as is a color by contact with other colors a blue is not the same blue beside a green a yellow a red no art without transformation and then the last one from the clash of sequence of images and sounds a harmony of relationships must be born i love that last quote because it's like it does feel like (laughs) honestly exactly dude exactly that's why I'm, I'm almost positive he must have been reading Murtov or something. <laughs> uh, no, it's, no, I love you. I love how you said that. Uh, but for, for me, like, there's a lot of examples of this in Brisson's movies, and I'll point them out, especially with Lars Don. Like, uh, before we get into the movie specifically, uh, I was reading that book called uh, like uh, Brisson's Late Visual Style by uh, Raymond Watkins, and he talks a lot about the use of color in Lars Don. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, I've seen it eight times, and I'm almost just now starting, to, like understand why i feel a certain way when i watch it Honestly, you know because like he's very specific about how he uses color in there it's almost great like yeah that's why I, that's probably a certain reason why demi must have loved him too you know even though he liked him when black he made black, black and white movies yeah, but, yeah yeah um kind of this idea of just like a movie should be about feeling like there's like something going on screen what the viewer thinks uh they're watching yeah. but if you really think about why you're like feeling a certain way it's almost everything on screen yeah like the colors that you're not even noticing you know like okay. where characters are standing in a certain frame you know yeah. how close the camera is all that kind of stuff like uh that you might not notice the first time you're watching it because you're just paying attention to the story yeah but that's not really what's giving you the feeling you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but one example of that like i was going to say is um let me read the quote first Quote, two persons looking each other in the eye see not their eyes but their looks and I love that because like he's almost saying like if you just look at the eyes that's like looking at the image itself it's not telling you what you need to know about the person yeah. the look is what tells you their relationship to someone else you know yeah. like what they're looking at why they're looking at that someone else uh, yeah. and a lot of his movies are like that uh, where like the words really don't make sense but if you look at what who they're looking at or if they're looking down and stuff they can tell you more about like what the person's thinking or feeling uh, yeah. more than necessarily um, the words but um, to keep going because the reason why I brought relations, relations to as that word is like um, and so, because we're uh, finishing Brisson I thought I would uh, kind of bring this up is like one of the reasons and I love Brisson for a lot of reasons but one of the reasons I love him the most is there's a lot of similarities I see with him in uh, Indian philosophy that I've read um, especially like um, maybe certain uh like, uh, certain, uh, Indian aesthetics, too, and stuff, like, uh, no, he just has a lot of similarities with some of these aspects, and so, I just wanted to bring one up today, because uh, I know Blake has read some about Buddhism, too, yeah. uh, have you, ter- have you ever heard of the term, uh, Pratid Samipada, mm. or Dependent Arising, Don't or Dependent so. or re- Origination, Dependent Arising, no, I don't uh, think so, it's a kind of popular term in Buddhism, uh, it means Dependent Arising, but basically what it means is, uh, um, I'll read it. Uh, this is from an essay called Pratyatamipada uh, in early Mahani Buddhism. Um, I'll read it what it means, and you'll see what I mean uh, after I read it. So, quote <clears throat> In this way, the Bodhisattvas, the Bodhisattvas contemplate the fact that all creatures in samsara dependent, uh, dependently origi- originate. There are, there are no ideas of self and other, of agent and perceiver, of being and non being. Um, and basically, like, that, that last point, that there are no ideas of self and other, agent and no uh, perceiver, being and non-being. Like, to me, that's almost, like, very similar to what Prasad says, there's no value in the image itself. 
you know like there's no value in like what you're seeing uh, okay. and really what the, this whole point is like basically uh, in this idea of Pratisamabhata or uh, dependent arising is the idea of what you see uh, originates from something else right it already has yeah. relationships to other things yeah. and that's kind of like what I've been talking about with Brasan's whole uh, idea of what he says like when you see a person you're not on, what you're seeing is not the whole thing right that person has like depths hidden that we don't even know and like uh, past that we don't perceive all this yeah. kind of stuff um and so that's one word. The other word is called uh, Dharma Datu, and it literally means domain of reality. But uh, I'll read what it actually means, uh, what he says in the, uh, the essay is, quote, Dharma Datu has come to represent the universe as completely correlative, generally interdependent and mutually originated. It is stated that there is no single being that exists independently. And like, that feels like something Prasad would say, like, uh, like literally. Um, like, I even... Uh, do you remember that quote in Diary of a Country Priest? Where he says something similar? I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. No, I do. That's okay. that's why I was saying, like, large on re- reminded me of Diary of a Country Priest a lot. Because okay. you take the quote that... I, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the quote where he says, if we knew I have the quote everything here, like, that we did, like, we wouldn't be able to live with it. Like, yeah, that's, what the, a, that's what the lady says. Because the lady says, you'd never get through the day if you dwelt on such thoughts. And he says, I believe that, madam. I believe God gave us a clear idea of how closely we are bound to each other in good and evil. We truly could not live. Yeah, because Larjean is just like, you're watching that type, that story, basically, of like what this like thread did to like this one man. Like, you're following the thread, basically. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and this is, why I, this is why I get like certain Buddhist ideas with Prasanna while I watch his movies, is because um, this is a core idea with Buddhism. It's like, we really can't see all the relationships in the moment that we we that we're in, you know, um, like like I said, all the the universe is mutually interdependent in ways that we can't see. Uh, like I've kind of been saying, um, and that's why I love Larjan because it's like, because the Buddhist idea is like once you understand these these ideas, you should have compassion for the universe, right? Yes. And to me, that's what Larjan is about. At the end of the day, is like, yes, it's a pessimistic movie, and both these movies, honestly. But Brasan, when he shows them, he shows them with no judgment, which is what I love the most about it. You know, it's like, uh, he's, he is showing this, like, world that, like, uh, none of the characters in it really see how much they're related they are to each other. You know, like, one character, like, yeah. kind of fucks over another character, but they don't see how badly they're fucking over the other character, you know, oh, yeah. and all this, all this stuff. It's almost like we're watching this, and it's like, at the end of the day, like, we can't do anything but just watch, yeah. you know? So it's almost like, for me, it's a, it, it, it makes you want to have compassion in a way, like, for the world... For even people, for even all types of people, you know. This is a point where we're trying to do with cast studies because that's a big part of cast studies. Yeah, well. that's that it. Like why, like a uh, empathy, like, like just empathy for the characters, and like basically, it's like no matter what, like how, like uh, basically, understanding that nobody's perfect and that everyone is like their like flaws, and uh, and he never wants to take like a cheap shot yes. at anybody because generally that they're just human after all. Like no, no. Because I, I know you mentioned like how Cassavetes likes the body, to film the body too. Both of the yes. both of these directors like to a lot, and uh, to me, that's what's beautiful about Persona is it's not only showing the pessimistic sides, right? Because it's like that would be yeah. depressing. Like, yes. In a there is like there is a certain obviously there are depressing there's depressing moments in their movies, both of them. But to me, like why why I find them so exciting to watch and why they're hopeful in a way is like yes, they're just showing uh, how they see the world as depressing, but they're also almost like giving us clues to see to to uh, see people differently you know yeah. to like how to watch people's bodies and stuff yeah. like uh you know like uh 
I've mentioned a few times, like, you notice Brassant's characters when they do, their eyes light up, because it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. You know, but it's just like, I've noticed now just in general, when people's eyes do light up, there's always something behind it. Yeah. You know, there's always, like, there's always, like, that's like a natural, it's like an automatic yeah. reaction, like Brassant. It's not like people, like, fake, really. Yes, at all. exactly. Like, yeah. You don't fake that. Exactly. Because um, we even see that once in uh, The Devil, probably, or like, uh, Michelle is about to leave. Like, it's the two guys. Yeah. And uh, the other guy's about the, the other guy's about to leave the main character that commits suicide. Yeah. And he's only, he, he, he almost, like, tells him to stop the same way uh, he does in Pickpocket. Yeah. And I just, like, noticed that. Um, but it's, like, stuff like that. And that's kind of why, like, uh, there are certain movies that, uh, when they have this, like, kind of presentational aspect to them, where they kind of let you watch them this way. You know where you can kind of pay attention they they're like asking you to pay attention closely you know yeah. but to me that's why you know it's almost like so you can kind of take these same ideas and apply them to real life or other ways uh to view other things you know um because i know tati when he said play playtime he had a very similar quote or something like that yeah. like uh it's something like uh, i wanted to make the movie your movie or something yeah like yeah that. yeah well i after uh after a few times it becomes your movie basically exactly yeah. And that's how I feel about Brisson's movies, too. Yeah. Like, almost all of them now. Like, I feel like they're my movies. <laughs> uh, no one can like, have. The way, because, no uh, I, I think it might be Kent Jones. Who, uh, he was saying something like, Brisson, like, when critics review Brisson's movies, they're famously, like, they famously disagree on details or, like, what happened or a character's motivations. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, there's no clear motivation. Yeah, so yeah, one, yeah. one critic will be like, oh, the character did this because of this or something. But the other critic might say the exact opposite or something yeah. like that, you know? Um, those are kind of my favorite types of movies. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so before I go, before we get to the devil properly, I wanted to read a few more, uh, just like simple quotes about this idea of like, um, Brisson's idea of like grasping the relationship between images, you know, which is, if you think about it, this is, that's kind of what cinema is. Like, I, have you guys both seen that video of like, uh, Scorsese talking about editing being like the power of cinema or what cinema really is. I probably have it Something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kubrick also says something similar where like that's what the one difference between cinema and the other arts is editing. Yeah. But uh, if you really think about editing, editing is not one image and two images, right? Because that's yeah. what photography is. It's really about like the gap between those two images, yeah. you know, and then applying rhythm between. So is, that, you are, is that is that connected to what Brisson's saying? Do you think? Yes. Like, okay. Exactly. Exactly. I know. I heard uh, Monty call on that one video. He's he he had the perfect analogy for it. He said like Einstein uh, said one plus one equals three. Honestly, I can't stop thinking. I I've not stopped you know something about it. So basically like. Uh, no, that's what Scorsese said, I think. No, that's what Monty Cole said. Does he say that in the video? I'm pretty sure, because in that one, the press... No, because in that there. video, he says he he compares Brisson and Eisenhower is different. Yeah, no, but I, no, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I really like that, okay. because I've been having... No, keep thinking about uh, that, and, but that's what the power of cinema is, right? It's like, uh, yeah. I, I've heard Scorsese say something like, what made him attach to cinema at the beginning is like, you have one image, you add another image, and the third image that comes is in your mind's eye. Yeah. You know? It's not actually on the screen. It's in your mind's yeah. eye. Like, so if you put, like, an axe, like we'll see in this movie, and then you see a flower pot, yeah. and you see blood, that's all you need to know. There's a, there's a kill. Or is it a lamp? Or it's a lamp. It's a yeah, lamp. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did I say? You said flower, flower pot. pot. Oh, like... flower pot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lamp. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but you see what I'm saying, though, right? Like, yeah. it's all you, that's what cinema is. It's like that gap could be anything. That's, yeah. like, Brisson's whole thing. It's like... Uh, that's what the power of cinema is. You can literally yeah. do anything with those gaps between the images. But most people are just like, oh, representing what's already in a story. You know, they're being basic about it. Like, yeah. it's already decided beforehand. You know? Um, 
So let me read a few quotes. This first one is by Bruce Elder, who I've been mentioning a lot of times. Uh, a director I've never seen once again. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Dave. Quote, the senses reveal what the mind, unillumined from above, cannot know. So the filmmaker turns his attention to the precise look of things. He does so not in order to apprehend them in themselves. Instead, he just strives, as the extraordinary formal rigor of Brisson suggests, to grasp relations between things in a word. Their co- in a word, their co-naturality. Um, and then, uh, it's funny that you said a uh, pessimistic at the beginning. Because Ken Jones, he he's, uh, said, uh, can it really be said that Larshan or The Devil probably are pessimistic films? And he says, uh, quote, that different outcomes, that different outcomes seem almost impossible for either Charles or Vaughn, the two main characters, yeah. is less important than the fact that beyond the despair felt by each character, the world continues. The events of both films, awful as they are, occur in the same Christian universe where the flowing of water through a stream and the hanging of clothes on a line imprint themselves on the iron ear acquiring a pure heightened beauty that approaches the ecstatic and like that's kind of like a just reading that again like that's kind of why I love both Ozu and Brisson it's like there's almost like two things going on there's like the cruel nature of the story itself with the characters you know that we kind of relate to in some sense but there's almost like a different film that the characters don't see is like the rhythm of the images themselves you know just like the pleasure of watching a film like what both Ozu and Brisson understood like Honestly, to a degree, I don't see really with directors nowadays, but uh, just like pre- that precision, you know, it's yeah. um, it's it's something I love. Obviously, that I've said a lot, but there's kind of like you can have both those in the same movie at the same time, almost. Uh, yeah, which I love. But, um, but yeah, is there anything else that comes to mind before we go to the specifics about that? It's a lot. Uh, awesome. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Have, I don't know, but like, I know you've, st- uh, you've actually read a decent amount of booze, and does Brisson ever... Did, do you see what I'm saying? No, I saw what you were like, saying, for sure. Uh, okay, okay. No, like, what, I had the exact... Like, whenever you said that quote uh, from Diary of a Country Priest, that's why I said that. At, like, I think that's why I said that yeah. at the very beginning. I was going to save it for large on, but then you just brought it up now, so I was like, okay, okay, okay well, okay, whatever, okay. so, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, I've never no, seen it's him definitely... about booze, but... Uh, well, I mean, Christianity and Buddhism aren't that different. Like, they have at, at their things. core, they're especially if you're, like, a New Testament believer, like, they're very similar. Like, what Jesus teaches and what, like, Buddhist, like, uh, Buddhist, like, like idea of compassion. yeah, like, what Buddhist abbots always teach. Like, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. So it's, like, not that big of a stretch to maybe think that he had a, that he had read Buddhism, but it's also might just be his view on Christianity. Like, this is what, like, exactly. his view on Christianity is. No, because, and we'll talk about the devil properly, as his views on Christianity is, like, very philosophical or just, like, uh, religious. Like, he doesn't like the church, as we see, yes. obviously, in the movie. Um, um, but, yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad, I'm glad you thought that, too. So, um, But, yeah, we'll get into The Devil Probably. It also makes sense why Sai loves him, too. Okay. I mean, for sure. Like, we talked about Sai and Buddhism a lot during our Sai, during our Sai yes. episode. We've seen a lot well, of the Sai, same Sai, Sai's, a, Sai's, a, Sai's a director nowadays that does the... Uh, with Ozu and Brisson, like the what you were saying about oh, like the sure. mood that's happening outside the characters. Like, yes, yes. You said you said no one really does that anymore. I was like, I mean, Cars Maki yeah, does it few, too. Uh, no, there's sure. definitely directors that do it. Yeah. yeah. So no one on their level. No. <laughs> Cars Maki. Blake, Blake, what is your like? No, Sai is definitely on. He's he might be better than Brisson. Whoa! Right? He's better. Fight! 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 Let's not go crazy. Let's not go crazy. 
That's not insult. That's not insult. No, it's an insult. He's insulting for Wow. Stock's my favorite director. It's kind of insane, but still. Stock's my favorite director. No, no, no. I, I love Sai, so I can't, I can't heal that. So is John Woo better than Brisson? Like, they're different. <laughs> that would be crazy, <laughs> they're but they are different. And I think Brisson would like John Woo, honestly. Maybe not some of the melodrama, but I don't know. In the music, but and the music <laughs> and, and, and the dialogue, you know. The dialogue he might like. Cause I've been thinking about this. You know, Brisson doesn't like acting that kind of way. Yeah. But I think he might have liked like dialogue that is like flat in terms of like dialogue it's from all my expressive fav- dialogue from my favorite directors you know like he would love them all you know I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking, I'm joking. anyway and he hated me no I'm just kidding oh they, they, they love no, each no, other no. like well yeah no, who's the one that he hated the one I don't think he might have liked don't think he liked is Fleeny. Uh, yeah yeah he, he might not have liked come on because he has one of my favorite uh, like uh, insults because oh, you, 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 you talk about this yeah. which one uh, the, the, the broom yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know on podcast you did, you don't say it again yeah. say it again I don't okay because uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in his notes every time he insults uh, like an actor or someone in the cinema tradition versus cinema, cinematography he uses X so he says uh, like um, it was so, it's something like uh, uh, X. X's film uh, like moves the camera, moves like, the a camera like a broom sweeps his camera across the screen like a broom or something like that <laughs> It's like a great way to describe Fellini. I was like, he must be describing Fellini. He must be describing Fellini. Fellini's bad in Brisson, though. That's the problem. Oh, that's that's crazy. You don't even believe that. Oh, so, come on. You know I You don't like, believe I like, that. You know I like Fellini more than Don't make us kick you off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew I knew. I, I, okay, I you think his peaks are better, maybe. Like, one movie or two. Um, Fellini has a lot of bangers, though. That's the problem. Your bangers are different than our bangers, though. I mean, yeah, that's the main difference is he's got a lot of, he's got some stinkers. The main difference is I could watch Larjon three times and the time it takes you to watch the Dolce Vita. <laughs> Damn, that's great. No, two and a half times. Two, 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 two to like one quarter, honestly. Like, I was like, like, oh, is so good. Yeah. Honestly, I need to be watching that. Just, just as we kept it, we kept it docile on the podcast, so... I think. Yeah. It's a, Haters it's three over here. For me, it's three and a half. For me. What, do you, what do you want? The cowards. I think I give. I think I give it a three. Damn. <laughs> I'm in hell. Okay, I, I'm in hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect time to get you. The the, you're the one that brought up Fellini, not us. And I love uh, the guy. I have a Fellini. No, you you Wait, brought up Fellini. You have a Fellini poster? Yeah. Well, actually, I used to. <laughs> but then it kind of got destroyed. Got he destroyed. has the Fellini box it? set though. So yeah, I do have that. How is it a Brisson Brisson box box set though? That is insane. Probably right. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the rights to a gentlewoman likes a lot or Dover. Anyway, okay, we should. Uh, we'll go to the devil probably. Um, is there anything specific that? Because last week I did say this is his most French New Wave movie. I think I still oh, think okay. I stand by yeah, that. No, I, 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 I see. Because I, 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 I like, I, well, kind of makes me makes me stand out is like the youthful nature of it, like like him focusing on the youth. I feel like he hasn't really done that. Oh, I was gonna say that for large one. Oh, Larjon, wow. I think Danny said this before, but I also agree. It does not feel like a movie made by an old man. Well, I'll say that's what I'm saying. Yeah, both of these, like, they'll probably. Oh, that way, yes. Yeah, these are no, both. No, I'm, I'm talking about, like, just the youthful uh, vigor behind yes, Larjon. Yes, well, yeah, so. okay, I see that. But yeah, but I, I certainly like the kind of focus on, like, the French youth in this movie. Like, yeah, I find it really nice. interesting. Um, and, like, everything we said about it so far, too, I, like, I definitely feel that. Also, like, the documentar- documentary footage Brisson used, like, the, those, kind of, those scenes with the documentary footage, like, I love that because like it's like such like a thing he's like never done before. It's like Honestly, fine it insane. Like, like it startles you too. Exactly like. Uh, oh yeah, no. 
Yeah, uh, and then also just yeah, it, it's hard to explain, but just great moments too, which we'll talk about. But yeah, what are you playing? No, it's it's a great movie, honestly. Like it's very pessimistic, but it's it's kind of pessimistic in the way Alasar Balthazar is. You know, like it's the way the world is like it, it's it's showing the world the way it like actually is and it's showing the effects it's having on the youth which is like where it's different from Alzar Balthazar obviously although that's I mean it's kind of showing the effects on the youth in that one too but is this one is this one more focused focused on on modern, modern day too yeah, like it's, it's also like yeah. focusing like what is this new world doing to like our next generation basically yes so I really yes. like that yeah. I really like that about it and I think this one's gonna be one of the best like on rewatch also because there's a lot in this one okay. like there's a lot of like i know that she, and i think i think we were talking about this earlier but you were like uh Versa would never have so much dialogue and i said hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the devil probably has yeah. a lot of dialogue a lot of, uh, <laughs> um also we, we we i i before i forget we need to mention he loves unibrows a lot he does love unibrows does Is there charles a have one in this one uh, the, not the main character. It's the, the one with the big eyes. Yeah. 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 I think his name uh, is Michelle. Yeah. I want to make sure because yeah. I think that's interesting that Michelle is also the name of the guy in Pickpocket. Yeah. So um, I thought it was interesting. The guy in Florence of a Dreamer has a unibrow. The main guy in that. Uh, the the one of the two kids in Larjean has a unibrow. What, so what what what's your explanation for that? Like what what's what's this? Uh, they're visually interesting. I don't know. They are visually okay, interesting. Okay. That's true. When you get like Anthony Davis, like. Uh, I mean, there's a reason Persona he marketed himself as the brow. We still know him like that. I guess Prasant was ahead of the curve. Or maybe that was just a French thing at the time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, like, it's just like, kind of like insane. Like, he just had like so many unibrows. Like, it's really I like, did notice that for sure. With, uh, does Jock have one too in Four Nights? Yeah, that's what I was he saying. Does. He's yeah, the main okay. guy in Punch Ranger has one. Wait, does Larjan guy have it? Yeah, one of the two kids has the Larjan. Uh, oh. One of the two kids at the beginning. Damn, I didn't notice. And like throughout the movie, yeah, he has. Yeah, okay, I did notice that. Oh, that's a good point. Damn. He loves him. That's what I'm saying. Because you know, there's that video I saw in Vimeo of like the doors of Brasan or the doors of Larjan, I think. Yeah. It's just like a cut of all the doors opening closing. Yeah. Maybe we could do one for the unibrows. Okay. Okay. that's a good catch. Like, there's some stuff like that in Brasan. What's the meaning of the unibrow? There has to be. Anyway. Probably just like I like the look of it or something. Fair enough. I, I, I think he likes certain features on people's faces. Like that's why he cast them. You know, it's so definitely if you're if you're really drawn out. to something that stands, stands out, out, he might yeah. like that more. Uh, but okay, so to go to the devil, probably first I wanted to read a couple quotes uh, from Rasan to kind of explain the movie because I think it will make sense. Uh, so quote: I would have liked to deal with the sacrifice of these boys and girls who are looking for some sort of salvation and non-action. Who are opting out of a scandal society based on only money and profit, war and fear. My heart is drawn to them, and I would like for them to be the subject of my next film. And he was talking that he was saying that right before uh, no, probably, which I love that love quote: uh, "Salvation and non-action." Yeah, which is a because I've kind of talked about that with like Musha, especially. I remember saying this: it's like if you if you're like a character and you like look at the world around you and you don't see any options, you know, because uh, it's almost like Brasan sees a world where like people don't have anything to believe in anymore. You know, sure. where everything around him. It's like, I love the dub probably because you start to notice, like, all the different places he goes to. It's like he's looking for something and it's, like, not there. Like, he goes to a church. He goes to, a, like, a youth rally. He goes to, like, a hippie, like, a yeah, group. Hippie he's a, goes to the... My favorite scene is the uh, psychoanalyst that he goes to. Yeah. Which is a lot of talking you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but that's why I love this kind of idea of salvation and non-action. You know, it's like, that's what he says the characters are looking for. You know, just... Uh, that's a... 
the reason I bring that up, those words specifically, because that's in a way you could say is a Buddhist idea. You know, even oh like for a, sure, a bear, you know this idea of uh... no. I my favorite. I, I don't know if it's my favorite quote because there's a lot of great quotes in the Devil Probably, but he the but the guy says, "I'm not depressed. I just want the right to be myself. I don't want to be forced to give up wanting to replace my true desires with false ones based on statistics, surveys, formula, uh. ultra stupid American <laughs> Russian scientific classifications. I don't want to be a slave or a specialist." Exactly. Dude. But that's how, like, the exactly. youth of today are feeling also. Like, it's not gotten better. That's the other thing. No, no. There's, there's a few quotes I'm going to read that'll uh, definitely, like, you'll see. Uh, yeah. This next quote, maybe it'll explain more because uh, this is by Brisson, too. Is, quote, uh, but this wanting. Uh, but this way of wanting to die is many things. It is a disgust with life, with people around you, with living only for money, to see everything which is good to live for disappear. When you see that you cannot fall in love with people, not only with a woman, but all the people around you, you find yourself alone with people. I can imagine living in disgust with so many things which are against you, around you, and you feel like suicide. And, like, to me, that last uh, line, too, is, like, maybe that explains the whole movie of Devil Probably. Like, this idea of feeling like suicide. Because, um, honestly, like, I feel like a lot of our generation would understand exactly what I'm saying when you when you say that. For sure. You know, like, there's so many times, like, you hear jokes, like, people say, like, I want to kill myself. Oh, I, I say it, like, all the time. Oh, I say it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, pe- people understand it. You know, it's yeah. an understandable feeling. You know, it's like, a, uh, yeah. it's like, yeah, the world just makes you feel that way sometimes. Like, yeah. it's obviously like not something you're actually gonna do, but like, like I said, like that feeling is there. Yeah. Um, and like Brisson gets that feeling. Like that whole movie is like Brisson like hitting you with those feelings over and over again. You know, yeah. like, uh, of like not being able to find something to believe in really in the world. That's uh, what Machetes too. No, it's yeah. what a gentlewoman. Gentlewoman, exactly. <laughs> yes, except, yeah, um, yeah. Would you say that he commits suicide in this? Yeah. I mean, it's an assisted suicide, but yeah, it's assisted suicide, yeah. <laughs> because he's he's got the thing that you were talking about in Mouchette, where it's like whenever her rolling down the hill is like her trying to convince her body basically to die, or her body's not wanting to die, and so she's got to like basically just like gravity take her, yeah, or else yeah. because her body's not not going to do it herself, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And that's the same thing this guy's having. Like he can't kill himself because his body doesn't want to. Like exactly. his mind he wants even to. Says that in the, we'll his mind wants thing. to, but his body doesn't want yeah. to. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like doesn't even. Uh, like, in like modern day society, modern like in modern day society, that guy would have, he would be a charge for murder, you know? Oh, for sure. But in ancient times, like you said, like the ancient <clears throat> Romans, he's doing him a favor, right? It's just, like you said, assisted suicide. It's actually a favor. Yeah. Well, um, that's what, like, Harakiri or Sapoku, like, that's, you always had someone there also. Like, you would cut, you would cut your guts, and then someone would behead you so you don't suffer, obviously. <laughs> like, so that, I, like, that's also yeah, assisted suicide. Exactly. So. so I think the question of Persona is asking is, is assisted suicide murder? Because this is, I think this is Prasant's point. Like, oh, especially yeah. with Shatu, is like the, what society does is it is assist is assist yeah, people with suicide. Right. You know, For before sure. they even get to that point, that's what society does. Um, the suicide or the 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 suicide slash murder in this one is insane, though. Like, whatever, like, you just, like, the tension in the scene is insane, and then you're like, when is he gonna do it? And then he's just like... No, just, dude, well, you already uh, know it's gonna... It's, like, well it's, a, it's a very big cal- Killers of the Flower Moon thing, the thing like, is also, like we were saying yes, before, like, yeah, just bang. Yeah, the, like, but, but what's interesting is that you know it's gonna happen. So yes. It's, like, they would present that at the beginning of the movie. At the very beginning of the movie. But this is why I asked, is it a suicide? Because, yes, um, he definitely, uh, like, asked for the suicide and everything. But there's a moment where, like, it, there's a split moment where it makes you feel like it's murder. Because... He's like walking. They're walking, and he's getting followed. And he's like about to start saying, "It's like uh, he's about to go on his big speech that you yeah. think like a normal movie would give." Uh, but then the guy just all of a sudden, like almost carelessly, you know, because 
It is his last speech. Do you think he would be have some kind of heart and like let him squawk? But he just goes all of a sudden, just shoots him in the face right when he starts talking Dude. to make him feel like he. It gives you that moment of okay, he killed him because this guy still for that moment still wanted to live. Oh yeah, yeah. no, you the know? way the way so the way it happens is like it makes you. It's even persona in that little moment makes you feel like it's not just a a clear suicide for sure. You know, because he's like even that split second he wanted to keep going. Yeah, and he still gets killed by society. You would say this guy just wants his money. Yeah, you know. Um, no, I damn, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's why I love that scene too. Yeah, because uh, it's like yeah. even classic closing moment... film. Talking about the ending already. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I haven't even <laughs> There's a few other. There's a there's a fast winner quote I wanted to read. Oh, like a uh, rainbow. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I knew you were gonna. I knew you lined up for that. I'm sorry, I lined up for that one. Uh, okay, because uh, I'm the only one you've seen movies from. <laughs> yeah, true. I haven't seen any movies. <laughs> like all these directors that love Prasad, I've never seen. Yeah, them, like yeah. quoting them all the time. Like I've seen them. I mean, I, the three, I've, two I've seen. Okay, two or three. Do you see? I kind of made it. Kind of made on. No. no. Not really. That doesn't mean anything, really. I'm yeah, just not at least really, when I watched it, I haven't watched okay. it in a while. But I haven't really, I've nothing really close with me to be honest. But I need to get to him at some point. So. Uh, no, because I know you know obviously Fastbender love for song too. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Oh, he loves because he's a okay, he's a theater director too. He was like yeah, a theater director of origin, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. Anyway. No, but uh, okay, because apparently he was at the Berlin Film Festival as a judge for The Devil Properly. Yeah. And so uh, uh, apparently people are saying, um, so I'll just say. I'll just read what he said. He said, but then people say, what if you show a film like this to the man in the street and he doesn't understand it? First of all, I think that's wrong. But even if that's true, it doesn't mean, I, doesn't it mean that in the future, and this world will probably last for a few thousand years or so, this film will be much more important than all the rubbish which is now considered important, which, but which will never go deep enough. The questions Brasson asked will never be unimportant. Honestly, that's... Uh, I mean, that's why... We literally, said, yeah, we literally like, already talked about, like, it's like, it's honestly, the, like, a lot of this yeah. stuff here. Like, and then I think he really gets to, like, especially the political aspect of this movie, because I... I remember when you first watched this, uh, like maybe a year ago. You said yeah. like this is this, or maybe your review. You said it's a political movie. You know? I deleted that review because I hated oh, it. Well, um, but, uh, what was the review anyway? I said it's like it's most it's like interesting to see him to villain like directly political matters like. Okay. Um, no, because I think uh, that's true. So let me. Uh, I'll see why you see why I'm saying that. So the uh, the guy who was interviewing him at the Berlin Film Festival asked him. Um, so are these characters are they rejecting all <clears throat> existing political forms? And then Fassbender says, yes, rejecting every commitment. Because commitment for the film's young characters, which he seems to understand so well, is mainly an escape into occupation, which keeps that commitment alive. An escape from the awareness that everything goes on around you, regardless of you and your commitment. And I yeah. love that. Like, uh, that's kind of like what uh, Brisson is seeing, like what these young characters are seeing. It's like, like that's that uh, part you mentioned, like uh, a little bit before when he's like talking to the psychologist where he reads that newspaper of like all the... Like, all the advertising stuff he's supposed to buy and, like, his yeah. life planned out for him, basically. Yeah. Uh, he basically sees, like, the world is asking you to basically just forget what's going on all around you. Or, like I said, the relations around you. And just focus on whatever occupation, you know, just be really committed to whatever occupation, regard, like we said, uh, and to ignore the awareness that everything goes on around you, regardless of what you do, you know? Because uh, a lot of times it's, like, you just hear this like fake kind of niceness of oh everything will get better you know everything will always like yeah. but there's like no basis behind it people just say that you know kind of almost get through the day you yeah. know like uh like oh the world sucks but at least it's getting better stuff like that you know these like kind of plain at least in my mind like these like kind of yeah. like it's an interesting quote because like that's what that's something that people would accuse Buddhists of being 
like, yes. like yes. cutting themselves That's off from the world yeah. to just ignore the problems. When I Which mean, is a bad reading of Buddhism. It's, it's a bad reading of Buddhism. It's an easy reading to like have, but it definitely yeah. has a bad reading of it. And, so. and, like, and like all things, it could lead to that. You yes. Know? But... Um, no, exactly. No, I love that you said that because it could like even but you could say Brisson's doing that too by rejecting all political commitment. Yeah. Um, is he just saying leave the world? But to me, like that's what Brisson's movies are saying. It's almost like to pay attention to the world even more. Yeah. But but to the immediate things around you, like literally this object in front of you or a hand in front of you or whatever, you know, without caring too much about like almost these processes that are outside of our control. You yeah. know, like being committed to these ideas that are almost like decided already, like. Think about it. Like, people are driving cars now because a lot of the laws were decided in the 1950s and 60s. That's it. You know, like, our system would be way different now if we could change it. But, you know, because people made decisions back in the 50s and 60s, all of our infrastructure is a certain way and we have to do it a certain way. Yep. You know, that's just one example. But think about all the examples like that in our life that we never even think about. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to read, before we get to the movie itself, I wanted to read one more by uh, Ken Jones again. Because... He kind of, he, I'll, I'll read it first and I'll see, uh, you'll see why. So he says, uh, Brisson's, he, he does say Brisson's vision of the youth in the early 70s is uh, a conservative one, which I think I would kind of agree with. But, but then he says Brisson isn't a reactionary, that by his reckoning, it's the forces at work in the world that leave young people with no sense of hope, as opposed to an, any inherent laziness. And that's kind of what I love, like, uh, where I say, like, Brisson doesn't judge the characters, really. Because yeah. you kind of understand, like, even if they aren't choosing any political commitment, you can kind of see why. You know, if they're not choosing, like, to go to church, you see why, or whatever they're not choosing to do. Yeah. You know, he kind of understands that. Um, but then keep going. He says, Brisson made this implicit position in uh, The Devil Probably, a fascinatingly awkward, thematically burdened film that tests the ideas of whether young people can withstand the monst- monstrous man-made death drive of capitalism when they've been denied a belief system. Uh and then one more quote, because this is the one I actually uh, was going to talk about, because when uh, Blake mentioned Sai was, um, the collective sunken posture of our generation, and he's talking about the 60s generation, or the 70s that kind of Brisson's filming is, as we drifted through the world was a kind of insurance against uh, anything affecting us that we did not want to enter our psyches, a precursor of the contemporary pull towards the organization of life around various information technologies, fax machines, cell phones, PCs, DVD players, whose relationship to their owners, Brisson would have filmed so well. And, like, first of all, yes, Brisson would have filmed that so well. But second is, like, we just watched Sai. Yeah, Sai's already done it. <laughs> uh, but is there any other directors that come? Because there's, there's two other that came to my mind. Uh, or one movie came to my mind. Definitely sure. Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Yeah, that's, really what I, that's that. exactly what I was um, Wait, okay, wait. So, so can you see I'll the read that again? last line. Uh, and, uh... And it... Basically, a precursor of the contemporary pull towards the organization of life around various information technologies, fax machines, cell phones, PCs, and DVD players, okay. whose relationship to their owners, Brissons, would have filmed so well. So basically, the relationship to like the objects, which is now modern objects, which are like technology. Uh, so Tati. Bodies. Tati. If he I was, was thinking more modern, like okay, now. Okay. Like, uh, like, like if Tati was Kiyosho, making movies Like Pulse is the now, movie that first right, came on. Right, it's it's so funny y'all are bringing up Crush Kurosawa in relation to Dale probably. Because uh, one of the movies I thought of when I with, with Larjant is Cure. But we'll get to that. Interesting. Mm. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get to, to get that. I'll get to I kind of like it. No, I can see it. I can I, see yeah, it. He's definitely it. got some like Brisson vibes in terms of like what I'm saying. It's like he lets the images like speak for themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, but also some of the ideas at play, too. I no, exactly. That's what I'm sure, saying. Yeah. Like, uh, and the other one I thought was Weird Sceptical, too, in some of his movies. You get more like these like kind of like neon bright neon lights like right after the forest and stuff like that. And oh, like, I mean, literally, the, uh, Syndrome of the Centuries. The, literally, yes. That's literally the movie. Like, yep. 
comparing the exactly uh, rural hospital to the like city like urban clash almost and then basically the ending is like the combination of the two with the uh, dancers uh, the exercise dancers in the park oh I haven't seen it like that oh it's such a good I love Syndrome Century no like uh, I haven't the ending like that I haven't seen the ending like that oh it's like yeah yeah oh it's so good Damn, we have, we have to do weird stuff. Oh, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll have to get to him. For <laughs> sure. uh, we hate doing modern directors, but... Uh, we did Psy, he's modern. <laughs> modern. He's making, he's making shorts still. <laughs> he's making shorts still. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dave's coming out twice. Yeah, exactly. Counts, modern. Counts, counts. But, um, okay, now we, I think we should uh, actually get into the movie now. Uh, uh, we've already gotten into it. We have gotten into it, yeah. I'll skip over some stuff we talked about. But, like, we talked about at the beginning already, but... Um, remember that this word I've already mentioned a couple times, histron proteron, which is, uh, you guys should know what it means by now. I'm, like, quizzing you guys. Say it again. <laughs> uh, putting the effect before the cause. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I yeah. literally, he does uh, this whole movie again, basically kind of, just to take that tension out, you know? Oh, yeah. Of. I mean, what, 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 let's, let's, let's make a list of all the other movies that used it. I mean, Gentlewoman. Gentlewoman, for sure. Uh, Manscaped. Uh, those are the two that I was thinking oh, of. those are the sure. two you think of? I don't know. Um, was there any other ones that kind of do that? Fuck, I might have to look through the list. <laughs> but those are the two, for sure. Uh, but he does that uh, in, like, little moments of the movie, too. Yeah. Um, in the different movies. Uh, I think I mentioned one in uh, Balthazar, where we learn, like, uh, the father, when he he's, like, getting in trouble about the uh, his land. But we, like, learn the information in reverse, basically. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. exactly what I said, but yeah. It's, he does that in little moments, too. But basically putting the effect before the cause. Okay. Which uh, kind of goes what I was saying with my theme is, like, basically seeing the relationship as a whole. You know? Because if a yeah. movie, like, normally it's like, you're seeing the cause first, you're seeing the cause first, right? And you're being, well, the tension is, okay, what's the effect going to be? And you're kind of, that's yeah. where the exciting the exciting moments of the movie come. It's like, this tension between, we're watching the cause of what's happening, and then we're going to see the effect at the end. Yeah. But if you kind of just take that away, if you put the effect at the beginning... You take that kind of tension away, yeah. so then you're paying attention yeah, to different honestly. things. And yeah, right? I mean, this, you're paying attention. It kind of makes this movie into like another one of the process, like yes, like the process, but it's in a different way, kind of. It's no, more that's, like that's like Larjan exactly that. You know, yeah. you're watching a process. You know, at that point, he's like literally taking characters out of it, like any single character out of it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Versus like his older, his earlier movies still have like a central narrative with the character, kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we get this, the the newspaper. That's all we get is like a, a chaplain like newspaper, just like one shot. Or actually, a lot of like silence do the. Oh, a lot of silence for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, and then it goes to six months before. Do you guys remember how it first shows him? It's like one of my favorite persona openings. Yeah, I, I feel like I do know. Okay, I'll give you my. He's like holding his foot. Okay. Yes. What, yes. Do you yes, yes, what he's yes, doing? Yes. Uh, I remember the. I remember how like kind of jarring it was. It's like weird. Just like holding his foot, but he's like checking people's feet yes, to see if yeah. they walk right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, their yeah, souls yeah, yeah. to see if they walk right. <laughs> That's something Brasson uh, would do. I feel yeah. Like. yeah. Like, all his extras yeah. like eh? like he would know the, the right way to walk. And like that or Tati really. Tati literally did that Us? to everyone. Like he would go up to everyone, all the extras individually, and show them exactly what to do. I mean, yeah. Watching playtime, he had oh, to do that. Gosh, yeah. Damn, how is it not like a documentary of that? Like, we get like some. There is, there is, there is, is, there is yeah. behind the scenes stuff. A playtime? On, on Criterion. Yeah. No, it's not like it's on the DVD. It's not like a ton, but it's like. Of him filming and stuff? No, yeah, there's was, a few, there's a few. It was like, the documentary made on the set of Playtime. So. Tati oh, okay. Yeah, Tati. Oh, yeah, shit, I need to watch there's that. There's also shorts he made. There's a short he made. He didn't direct it, but he starred in a short on the Playtime set. It's in like one of It's basically. It's directed by the same guy, right? By the same guy that did Tativo? 
Uh, I'm not sure, but he, it's it's where he's uh, teaching the class of kids on how to uh, act in certain ways. Yeah. Uh, so it's called evening classes. Highly recommend. Okay, it's, it's on Criterion. It's on Criterion. I mean, acting. You know, I don't believe in acting. That's no problem. No, I can't. Talk. When it's hot tea, you. you, you uh, oh my god, it's so good. Uh, anyway, we'll keep, keep going. going. <laughs> Even though there is a lot of similarities between the two characters, oh, movies. Yeah. I mean, uh, people too, but movies. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. his movies are very similar. Like they're not about watching the tension of something happen. Oh you yeah. You know, if you if you watch a hot tea movie like that. You're basically just gonna be disappointed. You know, you're gonna yeah. be waiting for something that's never happen, that never coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's but, gonna happen on Monster Lewis vacation? Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh! Is he gonna get the girl or, or like <laughs> this kind of stuff? Like, yeah. you know, that's not why you're watching a movie. You're watching it to kind of just watch events unfold. You know. Although maybe I can see like people be like, "Oh, is he gonna? Is he ever gonna? Uh, are him and the one guy yes. ever gonna find each other?" But it's like, no, uh, it, yes, you kind of forget about it too. With though, like, it's, it's not like, the main thrust yeah, of the movie yeah, by yeah. any means. Oh, stretch, definitely. You know? oh, Anyway, yeah. uh, no, it's definitely a tease. It's definitely a tease. Oh. A tease. But uh, anyway, to go back to the movie. Uh, so then we get the first group of like the characters kind of walking together to go see. They're find. They're trying to find their meaning. Uh, Love so this they, dude's hair, but this dude's hair is like so great good. hair. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like so like yes. stands out. Honestly, hundred percent. Never had hair like this. I've never seen him with hair like this. But he might maybe when he was young. <laughs> Because, like, Jacques also has similar long hair, too. Okay, and I've seen yeah. people say, like, that's, like, his autobiographical movie. Um, I mean, yeah, that's actually amazing. Literally, he's but, a painter, yeah, and yeah, he, like, yeah, yeah. he, like, loved that place where they go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the long hair thing, I would love to, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like, the first image I think of this movie is this no, exactly. hair. Like, is that just because, uh, shout out to Steely Dante? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it, maybe, I uh, guess, yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, it, you know, he does, it just fits his characters uh, so well, too. Yeah. Um... But yeah, there's there's just a there's a I, as I go through this movie, I'm just gonna read some quotes throughout because like like I said, there's a lot of talking, um, but like it's like every like phrase has this kind of like you could say it has like a deeper meaning. What he's trying to say, yeah. kind of like because yeah. uh, <laughs> like it's just like random voices speaking in this like crowd. I was just standing there like uh, listening to what they're saying. Uh, someone says like we should destroy everything, and then someone else asks what would be left, and then someone says anything would be an improvement over this. <laughs> Uh, just this kind of feeling so like Persona's yeah. saying like he understands these kind of like what this generation's feeling yeah you know um, and then someone else says uh, the point there is no point which I also oh, love you gosh. know uh, like a very postmodern thing to say uh, but then we get to it cuts to the first shot we see of like the Society for Environmental Con- Conservation um, but I just wanted to ask why, why do you think he has these in here because I know you said they like shocked you uh, and they kind of like surprised you but do you think he has because I have I think I have like my kind of at least idea of why he might have put these in here. Uh, why he put them in there? Because I mean, jarring. You, you're watching at least the baby. The baby seal one's so sad. Like it's so uh, sad. It reminds me. It reminds me a lot of the song Silly Giraffe" one, where it's just like uh, happens out of nowhere. Honestly, yeah. Because it's like they yeah, both just happen they literally out of nowhere. But the baby giraffe one is like they're killing, or not the baby giraffe. The baby seal one is they're killing the baby seal obviously for its fur. It's just so cute. And it's like you can say that's the same. Like it's this. It's paralleled with what capitalism is doing to the young generation yeah. too. It's like that's exactly kind of my point. I was gonna make like honestly, you saying that is like a continuation. I was gonna say is because. I think he's emphasizing Michelle in this movie, uh, in the scene. Anyway, these scenes of like the girl, no, the guy. Oh, the guy. The guy that's in love with the girl that's in love with yeah, Charles, yeah, yeah. Okay, but he can't yeah. get her. Kind of the unibrow guy. The unibrow guy. We'll call him unibrow guy. Unibrow guy. The only reason I say Michelle is because I think it's important his name is Michelle because that's <clears> the same character's name in Pickpocket. Um, yeah. So, and the reason I say that is because like Michelle in this movie, I think like the reason why he has us watching these scenes of like the environmental disaster with Michelle is like. 
it's almost Michelle plays the same role in both uh, as he's watching these environmental scenes as he does with the girl in terms of like she's choosing this like society or this world that's like kind of destroying her but she doesn't know why and he's helpless to stop that the same way as he's helpless to stop like these environmental scenes yeah. I, like literally all we see is every time they go they just go and just watch these highlights yeah. and like one time they literally say like we can't do it we can't we can never show anyone this and that's all they say you know like it's like there's yeah. no action plan or like they but, but really like what Prasad may be saying like there is no action these guys yeah. these people can do you know like all they can do is watch to a certain degree yeah. so like that's kind of how I see him like because he's kind of like a, a uh, like a lame character in some ways, you know? Like, because he is in some ways comparing him to Charles, where Charles seems like the guy who's, like, getting all the women, you know? Yeah, like, without even trying. Without even yeah. trying, like, uh, <laughs> there's, like, one scene where it's, like, I think it might be the next scene where, uh, it's somewhere where, like, Albert, like, one of the girls is waiting for Charles to come pick her up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but he comes with, like, a third girl that comes, that drives oh both God. of them. But he's also, like, because, uh... Uh, Michelle is like with her, like trying to be like. Uh, yeah, like, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally says, uh, "It's like it's this next scene where he's talking to her outside, and then uh, she says to him, it 'It's you I love.' With him, it's something else. And that's when Charles comes. Yeah, but that's when Charles comes. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, uh, this guy. No, because you remember in Lancelot where some one of them says something's driving us against our will. Yeah. It reminds me of a very similar quote of what she says. It's like, it's you I love with him and something it's else. It's also four nights of a dream or two for sure. Something. Yeah, exactly. Like this idea that. Uh, it happens a little later where he says some. He says to her like, "Why don't you just stop loving him?" And he just she just says, "Oh, Michelle." It's like that's not what love is, you know. This whole idea of like you can't just stop loving someone, kind yeah. of. Uh, but yeah, that's a uh, yeah. Uh, that's when he comes and picks her up. But yeah, it's a third a uh, third girl that we never see. And, like, and yeah, and like it's it's only a two seater car, so yeah, she just yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah, slides yeah. in with them. Like, uh, he she drives both of them to like their date, oh my like, God, which man. is just insane. Because <laughs> uh, it's so funny too, like. He, they, they, she drops both of them off, and then like, uh, they both like go to like lay in the bed. Yeah. Um, but Brisson on the soundtrack, he plays like just glass crashing. It's like very unpleasant, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. We can tell what he feels about this. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then the next uh, kind of like environment they go to is the church, which uh, this actually has a lot of talking to. Um, is this where they're playing the porn in between the pamphlets and stuff? Yes, yes. That's so funny. That's so funny. No, it's. This this whole scene has a lot. First, uh, did you notice Marie Riviere is in this? She's in this movie twice, Marie. uncredited. Uh, Riviere, she's the main girl uh, actress in the Green Ray. Oh, really? This. Yeah, I yeah. did not realize that. No, because no, I I looked at it and then in the thankfully in Letterbox it said it has her name listed as uncredited. And uh-huh. uh, I'll have to show you. It's funny. She's in she's in this scene and she's in like an earlier she's in the earlier scene with like a uh, like the protest kind of going on too. Makes uh-huh. sense. No, uh, but basically they're kind of like basically I think it's like almost Brisson saying like the church is kind of given up almost like they basically become the rest of like at least how I see it is like Brisson saying like the church is kind of given up they become like the rest of modern they become capital dude whenever whenever he takes the other guy there the the heroin addict there and you just see all the fucking money the church has like that's obviously how Brisson feels about the church that's how I feel about it too exactly exactly um no, because there's one where uh, I think someone from the church says, you have to evolve with the times. And then someone says, to hell with your times. Yeah. And I love that. It's That's like, a great one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just a bunch of ways of kind of expressing this feeling, you know, about what these kids feel as they go to these different places. Yeah. Um, like one of them says at one point, we've had enough of the old ways. Uh, I guess this is something interesting he does a few times because he does it later in the bus scene that we'll talk about. But do you remember in Man Escaped, 
uh, I mentioned how like P. Adam Sidney had said for most of Brosson's dialogue, it's basically just shot counter shot dialogue. Yeah. But in this in uh, Man Escape, like in the prison scenes, we actually get like just one shot where like you just hear voices yeah. coming from all over the place. Yeah. But he does that in this like a few times. Yeah. Uh, he's doing it in this church scene, and it's funny in this one because there's a few times where like the kids are like saying stuff and the church just answers with this loud like gong like this organ like ah, oh like, yeah no I, yeah. <laughs> yeah like they have no yeah. answer except for that basically no, I, I love when directors like don't like uh, do that like uh in dialogue scenes only keep the camera one it's like it's super interesting yes like, yes like uh, no and oh, the bus like, is like, the best uh, one where Min- just the voices are coming you don't yeah. like it's not it's not like Minelli does a lot i really like and to me uh, it just gets that point of like person saying like at this point he just he's just trying to express society you know yeah. Like not not even trying to pretend it's like through a character really. Even though Charles is the main character still, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we keep going. We get uh, we get Charles with the he goes. Charles is with uh, Albert. Uh, no, not Albert. The other girl. I actually forgot her name. Fuck. Yeah, I don't. But know anyway, you know the other girl I'm talking about. Yeah. There's two girls. Um, Charles with one of them, and she's actually in love with like this author character apparently. Yeah. Um. So they go is to like. Boss? Is it a boss too? Does she I maybe she works boss, for him? Okay, maybe. I can't remember. But either way, like I think you're right, yeah, because he's like offering the one that she has too. sex with yes, later. Yes. Yeah, okay. it's like basically, yeah. Um, I thought it was yeah, a boss, but it might be your author too. So it might be their the lover slash too, boss. Yeah. Might be yeah, something some, like that. Like, like he doesn't make things clear, so like yeah. if you want two people writing about it, you can see two different ways, you know. Um, but anyway, the reason I want to point the scene is because so they go to his book signing and stuff, and like Charles is getting mad for some like uh, even though this guy's a huge hypocrite, he's like getting mad at. Uh, uh, this author for like kind of like fucking around with her and stuff um but then as they leave the author's like because the author's like been like quoting his book and he's like uh what he says is uh where was i okay yeah and he says accelerating the process of psychological disintegration has already begun already got begun comma through books films and drugs <laughs> and it's just like just an example of like uh one of these minor characters saying something like <clears throat> everson probably doesn't like the character but they're saying something he agrees with uh, yeah um but no, then we get to that's where the next thing is where like Charles is waiting downstairs like at in like on the sidewalk as she's with this other author as they're in bed like yeah uh, just like an hour or something uh, so yeah um, but we go back to uh, as that happening we see Michelle with the other girl that like Michelle's in love with uh, and that's where she says uh, uh, he tells her there's a way stop loving him and love someone else and then she says oh Michelle. And I wanted to point out this scene because it's, uh, let me, I'll read the quote and, uh, I'll, it's, uh, I'll explain why. So Haroon Faraki, he kind of mentioned, he mentions this quote specifically as like an example of, uh, Brisson's, like the reason why Brisson's movies in a certain sense are so is like aesthetically pleasing to watch, uh, even like if the material is kind of uh, depressing is like, but the movements are like so in sync. And so like, yeah. uh, I'll read, uh, in the scene specifically he says, in The Devil Probably, Michelle and Albert meet again and again in the small apartment where Albert has moved to be with Charles. Albert sits down, and Michelle stands up. These two movements appear to be related, as if they were mechanical. Scale, seesaw, machinery, connected to one another. Often the image of Michelle is like a rhyme of the image of Albert. And it's like, yeah. if you watch this, like, like literally, like, when one of them stands up, one of them will sit down. And vice versa, you know, like, uh... Um, and you can kind of tell, like, how people's emotions are based on that, you know, how willing they're close to how close they're willing to be to someone. You know, just, like, little movements of the body, like we've mentioned, that even the characters themselves might not notice, but they're just doing yeah. subconsciously. Yes. Uh, and, like, Brisson really, like, emphasizes those, like, even with looks, too. Like, when one character's head turns one way, another might turn, like, the side or something, if they want to 
meet eyes with them or you know vice versa they do want to meet eyes um but yeah just like little stuff like that so i will be looking for that with cassavetti let's see let's see if he matches up the person like you said <laughs> i think cassavetti is more like he like uh he's like willing to follow the body you know with his camera and stuff like that yeah i mean i i, I would need to think about yeah, it i'd need to think about it okay. yeah no, because uh, I remember I told you Deleuze also saw them as, like, both uh, filmmakers of the body. Yeah. Rasan and Cassavetes. Yeah, there's very interesting compare because they're, like, they're, they're very different, but also there's similarities. It's, it like, is, it's it like a... Foundationally, they're kind of the same in a way, but then, like, they almost take... Like, would you say Cassavetes cares, like, in that example, like, Prune and Froggy said, it kind of goes, like, what I had mentioned a few weeks ago, like, Rasan's idea of uh, autonom- automatism, you know, where uh, he liked the uh, Montaigne quote a lot of uh, gestures discovered us. You know, yeah. so like uh, basically the movements of these people kind of oh we're discovering them as you know as they move right yes like, yes yes that's uh, okay honest, that's a great way to say yes, it. Yeah, just, yes I love that quote too it's, yes. uh, no because uh, Brisson he in his notes he says gestures discover us and then he puts a little uh, parentheses and says uh, but only when they're automatic okay so he's basically or basically only when they're not thought out you know so like mm-hmm. a lot of these movements they're just kind of talking one way you know. But their actions show something else, you know, where yeah. she's not really wanting to be close to him, or, like, every time they're together, she always says, like, I want to be alone right now, kind of thing. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll keep it going to, uh... Honestly, one of my favorite scenes in the in the movie, I kind of mentioned this earlier, where this is maybe his, like, eyes-wide mo- eye moment, is when uh, Charles and Michelle, the two main leads, uh, the two main guys, are talking. Um, do you remember what I'm talking about, where they're, like, kind of talking... It's after, like, uh, Charles has helped this guy doing math, and we see he's actually kind of a smart <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, like, Michelle, they're, like, kind of talking on the side of the, on the, on the, side of the road. And uh, he says, is there, a low, is there no limit to doing nothing? And then Charles says, yes, but beyond that, you experience such unheard of pleasure. Boost, uh, very Buddhist oh, thing very to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, uh, he, it's funny, because then he's, like, uh, Charles is, like, tell me who I, he's asking Michelle, tell me who I love most, Albert uh, Edgewich, uh, that's her name, I guess, the other one. Um, and then Michelle's like almost like annoyed by it, and he's like about to leave, and that's where he's. That's when uh, Charles like grabs him. And he's like, "Stay, don't go." Um, yeah. uh, and then basically he says, uh, "I think he's uh, yeah." He says Albert. He says, "I'm going to decide to mention uh, I'm Mary Albert or something." Yeah. Uh, no, I think he says someone. He says someone, and then Charles says the other one. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So even like he's not serious about it. Really. Yeah. Um, there's a quick shot of them where they go and watch trees falling down. Yes. Do you guys know why? Or how that becomes relevant later on? Because I, I didn't really yeah. realize that honestly until this time. <clears throat> I just thought it was another one of the environmentalists. Like, yeah, like... Yes, things. but it kind like, of... just watching something that you can't control. Like, But in the psychoanalyst scene, he does say to the psychoanalyst that his dad cuts down trees for a living. Oh. Charles or... Charles says that. Oh, okay. So, uh, that's probably why we're watching this, first of all. Yeah. And it's almost like... Even Rasan saying maybe the psychoanalyst is right a little bit too, like because of what the dad, dad does, like this is why he's like this a little bit, yeah. you know. Like, okay. <laughs> he's rebelling. I mean, this is what he's rebelling Charles against. Too, yeah. So. yeah, like he's rebelling against society, but he's also literally rebelling against his parents too. That also yeah. do this yes. literally, you know. Okay. So uh, yeah, because so he obviously just, hates it because he's covering his ears. The yes, exactly, time, so. exactly. Um, and then later, and then they're both in the car together driving, and uh, this has one of my favorite Rasan lines where he's like scroll, looking through that book. Um, and he says something like, "Do you know how uh, civilizations end?" Yeah, this one yeah. might be my favorite. So. And he says, "It's when stupidity is accelerated." It's a great line. But then he's still looking through it, and then yeah. he says, "Growth, growth of what? Happiness, happiness on credit, the credit card, or the happiness of walking in the country and diving in a river?" 
That's like, I love that Another one. Another very oh, loose. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's just like that. Mo- it's like that feeling he understands that people have. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, especially that happiness on the credit card. Like that's still true. You know. Like that's like that's basically oh, what we're saying. This entire movie like, well, is still true. This entire movie has never been more true. No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's the difference between like. Uh, I think I've probably mentioned this before, but like making like. A movie that's true in your own times that still feels true later on. Yeah. Like, I don't know, those, it's just it's weird to think about. It. Like, Brasson was barely specifically making a movie about the 70s generation, as but you can tell. I think it's because, like, it's just like a cycle, basically. Like, that's how but I think it's is. because feelings are way more connected and, like, are way more universal than we think, you know? Even if, like, yeah, the things yeah. that cause them are a lot different. You okay, know? Yeah. Like, that feeling, that's why Brasson's films feel so intimate in so many different countries around the world. It's like, I get that feeling he gets he arrives at you know that feeling of suicide like I said what this movie's really about you know yeah. I'm sure like people all over the world obviously have that kind of feeling even if like the stuff that brings it about it may be different yeah uh, but um we'll keep going we get uh some more pollution shots this, these are my, the one that we get this one is my the brutal ones to me is where we get like the effects of nuclear waste um no I I, I this is like right after he said the thing about happiness on credit the credit card or the happiness of walking in the country and diving in the river and then he shows a cut of them like dumping sludge into the river basically, yeah, so yeah, basically, like, like, okay. basically undercutting that like, yeah basically undercutting that exactly because yeah. like you can, they're taking that option away from you yes. like, you yeah. can't even do it anymore so damn yeah no damn that's a good point because I mentioned that quote at the very beginning uh, when Rasan said it was like you l- feel like you're living in a world that's taking away everything that's worth yeah. loving or something like that that's literally that example like you said um uh but we, they're uh, they keep talking. Uh, they're all they're in a different place now, and they're talking. Uh, no, this is this is the one where uh, he says, "Okay, I'll read the whole thing." So it's funny because he says, "Michelle says, no, you want to be an exceptional guy in an exceptional world." And then uh, Charles says, "What about you? What do you stand for? Well, progress, brotherly love, love." And then Michelle says, "And you?" And then Charles says, "Me, unbridled pleasures, making love like a beast, a wild animal." Uh, and then uh, right after that, a girl comes and picks him up. Yeah, <laughs> as like Michelle was like like angrily watches them. Like, uh, but this is what I'm saying. Like, so he seems like a badass, right? It's like uh, he literally just said that and one yeah. picks him up. Hard cut to him trying to drown himself in the bathtub by himself. Oh, yeah, uh, it's yeah. just like yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny too because it's like he's like trying to drown himself. He gets out. It's like his body looks so lame too. Like as he's just like naked, like getting out of the bathtub. Yeah, and then like that girl walks in and uh, she's like. What are you doing? He's like, I just, uh, you can't rest your head underwater as if on a pillow and wait. It's not possible. And he says, wait for what? I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. It's funny, but it's also yeah. kind of like what I was saying, like with Michelle, yeah, like you Michelle, said, yeah. uh, the same thing about the body not being able to do what the mind wants to do sometimes, you know? Uh, well, I think what you said on the Michelle episode is like, the mind is wanting to do this thing, but the body literally won't allow it because the body is its own thing, basically. Yes. The body knows it wants to stay alive. And the body acts the mind, automatically, even if, yeah. right? As, yeah. as, as I said. Um, damn, yeah. No, and that's kind of why, uh, like I said, with uh, these directors that emphasize presentation or just teaching you maybe new ways to see is paying attention to these things, you know, like where a person might be saying one thing, but their body might be saying doing something else, you know? Yeah. Uh, just things like that. Uh, just, you know, like uh, sort of paying attention to, like, the details around you. Uh but yeah, he keeps talking. Uh, it cuts back to like Michelle and uh, him, Charles again, because they're talking about suicide. Uh, and he says, "I'll have to read the whole quote again." So, could you kill yourself? No. Why not? Because if and then this is Charles is asking Michelle this. So Mich- Charles says, "Could you kill yourself? No. Why not? Because if we're really done for, as you as you say we are, if there really was no hope, I'd still want to live in spite of everything. 
then Charles says, without thinking, just for the sake of it. Uh, and then Michelle says, living for the life force, but I'm certain we'll be okay. Certain? But not through reason or intelligence, something else. And he says, you're right. And it's like, it's like the most hope we get in the movie. And, it, and the reason why I said that, the reason why I say that is because Michelle is kind of this kind of like lame character, like I said, right? This yeah. character, like, as we've seen this whole movie, he has no reason to have hope. But like he's saying, yeah. he's saying, uh, if there really was no hope, I still want to live in spite of everything, you know? Uh, yeah. And that's where you can see maybe the Christianity of Brisson, like having this idea of faith, even if the world has nothing to offer you, you know? Uh, having hope or faith uh, in spite of everything. Uh, and the reason why, like, this is maybe the most emotion Charles shows through this whole movie, because he says, uh, but you're right, uh, when uh, Michelle says, but not through reason or intelligence, something else. And then uh, Charles says, you're right. And he pats him on the shoulder. And it's like the it's like the most emotional we see him show in the whole movie. And it's like so moving when I watch it this time. Yeah, it's like he like smiles and he just pats him on the shoulder. Like he kind of agrees in that moment, you know. Uh, yeah, it just like really got to me that time. But uh, to keep going. Uh, let's see. We'll go to the... Uh, they're kind of like at the... Uh, there's like a scene where they go and... Uh, he's like listening to the hippies play music. Like similar to Four Nights. And the reason I bring the scene up is like... This is, like, another example of this society, like, another kind of group that might be able to offer him a community that really has nothing to offer, because, like, he's like, oh, shoot, a gun. He, like, looks at the yeah. gun, and he, like, even says something, like, it's tempting. Basically, yeah. obviously, being like, it's tempting to kill yourself, so why would you say yeah. that? And the guy's just like, hey, uh, I'll get, I'll, I'll sell you another gun, just don't touch that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then literally, just, like, right after that, just completely looks the other way, like, act like that never just happened, and then he easily takes the gun. Yeah. <laughs> right after the guy just says it's tempting like basically showing like this guy really doesn't care you know yeah. or is just like, unaware to what's going on um, so he takes the gun and then he goes and finally a little later some guy's like hey I just saw Charles with your gun uh, he's like well, why for <laughs> like still not still like it's so stupid he's like why like he's so oh, yeah. close oh, then he's like uh, he was looking at the bullet he's like why was he looking at the bullet he's like I think he's gonna use it he's like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's really a super similar like line in the rules of the game the rules of the game like when uh uh, uh, one of the guys shoots the uh, takes the gun and, like shoots it. He's like he's like oh it's a, that was a gun wait it, it shoots bullets <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't he trying to hide it that he used it or something uh, yeah I think so I'm not, I it's it's like it happened so fast okay, but it's so okay. funny oh, Nobody, yeah. I re- I rewatched that last night. No, because then they go and like they hear gunshots, so you think, oh shit, he used it, and then yeah. it, just, you, you, it cuts to like him just shooting the water on over again. Oh my god. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, basically just like kind of this like brief scene of you know maybe he's about to kill himself. Uh, but then it comes back to uh, him telling Michelle, uh, "I'm getting married to Albert. It's the only it's my only option, or something like that." Yeah. Which is also, I mean, obviously, me and Blake being kind of around that age, just like that's also something the young uh, men feel is like, okay, now we gotta get married, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's around that time. Yeah. It's around that time. <laughs> it's the only solution. Uh, no. Um, well, it's the only solution, especially if you if you don't have anyone else to live with. It's just it, like no, literally, that's, society might. It's like literally says that. Yeah. You know? Like uh. You basically need two paychecks to live. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah. Damn, we could go on on that. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, honestly, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get it a little bit when the cycling looks at the scene too. Um, but uh, we get to a classroom too. So okay, maybe he'll find some hope in the classroom. But maybe the, the future uh, scientists are on the case. Nah, future <laughs> scientists are on the case. It's like all these like uh, ki- these like cultures are asking like uh, they're like asking problems about nuclear uh, like waste and stuff like what what are the downsides and like one of the answers he gives is oh don't worry the engineers and technicians are handling that problem to like one of the questions yeah. uh, um and then one of the students says it doesn't matter never mind it's the future generations who'll pay yeah. and like i love that line because like 
it's kind of proof that even in the 70s, people knew what was going on. You know? Oh, like, this yeah. movie's, like, obviously proof. For like, sure. but, but, you know, people talk about it nowadays. It's like, oh, you know, like, they didn't know really the Oh, we could like, have never deal. assumed Fukushima yeah, exactly. would get hit by a tsunami. Fuck, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Japan's literally on the fucking exactly. coast. Or, like, what no one talking was no, about? talking about this. Or, like, you like, know, no one was warned, you know. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Uh, you know, just, like, kind of proof. Like, people knew back then what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, and they just didn't care. Um, but that's another idea, right? Like, I, I mentioned cars, but that, the big idea is, like, just global warming or kind of destroying the environment in general you know like because of decisions people made in the 60s 50s 40s 20s with oil and stuff like it's destroying the environment now that we can't do anything and and we're talking from like the most privileged people you know let alone people that like uh like are in the worst parts where like the environment will get hit the most yeah um like i mean we know we know just from covid how like the effect of like third world versus Same first thing. world too exactly not even like like i would consider india probably first world but india got fucking slammed by the by covid just because of the population and shit like yeah yeah yep, exactly china too i mean yeah china too no it's like uh most people can't they have no choice in these in these yeah. relations oh, yeah. like i've been saying right like uh um and, and to get to that like, i literally used the word choice but uh the the scene ends with one of the students asks uh whose choice is it and then he says, it's mainly dictated by the work on, on armaments and new types of weapons. And then one of the students says, the, the masterpiece is a weapon that will kill 20 million men, women, and children. It's like, we literally just got Oppenheimer, which is... <laughs> yeah. uh, but to me, the, the, that line is the best uh, kind of example of that is uh, Dr. Strangelove. Of, like, kind of making fun of, like, that idea of, like... Yeah. I mean, uh, people, like, I mean, it's true that the internet we have is, today is literally because the military was trying to design something like... Uh, was basically designing the early internet. You know, that's why we have internet, let yeah. alone, you know, nuclear. Basically, all the technology we have is because of the trying to kill theory. people, yes. trying to find yeah. a way to... Be- Imperialism, exactly. That's how, yeah. most, that's how most advancements happen. It's yes. with military and porn. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen that, like with Blu-ray or something. Which one? No, porn, the porn industry definitely, like, did a lot for home video shit. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Shout to them. Shout to them. <laughs> So we'll keep going to it. Now we're at my maybe favorite scene of the movie is this bus scene. Uh, where, like, everyone's talking on the bus. Um, like I said, the same kind of dialogue where everyone's, like, talking just, like, randomly. Uh, so I'll just read some of my favorite quotes. So it starts with kind of a Michelle saying, uh, what's incredible is that to reassure people you simply have to deny the fact." Oh, Charles says that. What's incredible is that to simply reassure people you have to simply deny the facts. And then Michelle says, what facts? This is supernatural. Nothing is clear. And then he says, you're incredible. And that's a... And then, uh, <laughs> you're incredible. <laughs> uh, but then it's the, this guy says... Because uh, they started accusing the government of like not being uh, able to help people and stuff. And then one guy says, don't accuse governments. No government in the world today can boast it's, actual government, it's actually governing. It's the masses who determine events. Obscure forces whose laws are unfathomable. And then someone else says, it's true that something is driving us against our will. And then someone else says, you have to go along with it. And then someone else says, we, and we do go along with it. Uh, and then someone says, who? Who is that making a mockery of humanity? The devil, probably. Yeah. And then Charles, after he says the devil, probably, Charles nudges M- Michelle, like, hey, let's the movie. <laughs> oh, hey, like, that's like, like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's something like that. It's like, yeah, he's like, awesome. But then he nudges him. Right after that, we, he, he, the bus stops. This bus driver just gets out of the bus randomly. and just, like, walks off. And then we hear some cars crash in the uh, background, almost like this either... 
I don't know what he's doing. Oh, he I thought the bus driver. No, I thought the bus driver rear-ended the car in front of him. Did he rear-end and then get out? And I think that's what okay, happened. Okay. I, but I could easily be wrong. So no, I, think I thought that's right. what I thought I that's what happened because right. he was paying attention to the conversation yes, so yeah, much that he rear-ended the car. Yeah, in front yeah. of him. No, no, that's not the movie. That's not the movie. The scene ends. Bro, how could you pay attention? You just said the movie title. Exactly. Like, yeah. We would do the same thing. No, no, but I will keep. Yeah, not. I just love that scene too. Like. It's just a good, like you said, it's an interesting way to get a lot of dialogue in just a single shot. Yes, um, yeah. That was always interesting. Well, it's just a, also an interesting way of showing, like, these are common people that are on the bus, obviously. And, like, what is the common refrain for, like, everything that's happening? It's like, oh, I mean, the devil, like, especially back in the day, like, back in, like, back in whatever, like, people actually yeah, believed yeah. in the devil, like, oh, it's the devil probably, you know? But yeah. it's almost like, like, the devil's like, like I like how you say so. that, because you're comparing, like, someone to say that in the past, but you understand that feeling today. Like, yeah. It, like he's saying, there's obscure forces driving us against our will. Okay, one explanation is the devil, probably. All right, that's as good as any other effort. Exactly. Like, <laughs> she always loves it's needing my jacket. I, sorry, a cat's making Nilla, me laugh. Nilla, Nilla Denny's cat is needing my jacket. Yeah, so. just, she like, loves it, that jacket. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I got distracted. Uh, no cats in this movie, unfortunately. It's not top two percent. There's one in the next one. Dog in the next one. There's a. Okay, we'll save that. Yeah. That is an important dog, actually. Yeah, very good. Very good boy. Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe not. But... He's not doing a better job protecting. You know? So we'll go. We'll keep going in the movie. Like uh, maybe the next important stuff is like right before they go to the church. Do you remember what they're doing? They're like shooting up heroin. No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I can relate. I don't that. think. Like I, I don't think Charles is shooting up heroin. I think he's trying to help the heroin addict. Oh, okay. Because he's the one. Him. Like the heroin addict. I'm pretty sure the heroin addict was like. Do we not, not ODing? But no, no, Charles doesn't use it. I don't oh. think. Like what? It, what it seems like to me in this scene is like Charles is trying to help this dude. It obviously, like, that, yeah. like especially whenever they go to the church later. Like he's hoping he's hoping this will help him or something maybe. But like, it feels like he's just giving him an administration of heroin so that he can start weaning him off of it. But okay. that's yeah, what right. it seemed like yeah, to me. So but... Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because uh, that actually would make that makes more sense in terms of like because we see them or you see him inject it. Try to go to sleep, and like he still can't go to sleep. Yeah. Another very uh, modern thing about our generation is like no one sleeps. Uh, yeah. Um, I really, yeah. I really and, like sh- literally like everyone I work with like, around my age will say like I can't sleep or Bro, I really know. struggled to sleep last night. Yeah. Exactly. Although it doesn't happen all the time. It's just like okay. okay. But, no, yeah. but that's that's just something. Like he, so he's like trying to sleep, and then they wake back up, and then uh, that's when like they're talking about the church where he, uh, uh, Brisson says. Um, uh, not Brisson. He says they're like, reading the quote, and he, they're uh, Victor Hugo, and he says. He says cathedrals are divine, holy, until a priest shows up. But then God's no longer present. <laughs> too far, too far, don't you think? And then the guy, the guy that's uh, injecting the drugs, he just says, "Me and God," and he's like, has a high. Me and God, yeah. And it's like, yeah. damn, like you, you kind of understand everything. He's like, you don't understand everything he's thinking, but you kind of get that what he's saying. Like, For sure. He just like doesn't want to think about it, or it's like, I don't know. Well, well the, like, that that's just like him saying, like, oh, me and God both have the same idea on priests, basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, no, because uh, then the friend's like, uh, okay, uh, Charles says, we're still doing it, right? And we don't know what they're talking about yet. And the friend's like, on one condition. And he's like, all right. And then it cuts to hard cut of uh, the friend injecting uh, more heroin before they can go. Yeah. Uh, but then it, we start hearing uh, the Ava Maria on the soundtrack, uh, one of the few times we hear music. Um, and then we just see them both laying on the ground. Honestly, one of my, one of my favorite shot. shots of the movie is him. Just in the, uh, he's listening to the music. Just his head up, like, uh, just thinking. We don't know what he's thinking about. 
But then, like, we see the friend go and, like, go start to steal the money. And he's just still, like, hasn't moved, just looking up, thinking about something. And just, like, one of my favorite shots. And, uh... And I love how it ends, too, because it ends with... Basic, we'll talk about this more with L'Argent, but it ends with how Brosson sees cops and priests are basically the same. Because uh, <laughs> the way the cops walk in, they, like, walk in from the back of the church, and they kind of, like, uh, approach, like... Do you guys remember how the... In my head, it reminds me of, like, in Balthazar... When the cop approaches uh, the drunk who's like in the yeah, house, yeah, and he's like, yeah. you see him walk slowly from the back. Yeah, yeah. it's like very similar. While you see the cops kind of like slowly approach from the back, like to the front, kind of just like to stop. Like what that quote I just read. Oh, actually, I do have a similar quote um, from Brisson, basically kind of similar to that Victor Hugo quote, but I'll read it. So, um, quote: "The young man cannot feel God's presence in the daytime with people moving about in the priest there. He goes to find something which he could rely on, but something happens. The police come." I'm sure there are young people who commit suicide because they can't find this anymore. And it's like, I love how he sees like priests and uh, uh, police as priests and police as the same. Yeah. Uh, these like authority figures that kind of like stop spirituality or like uh, stop any kind of way of living. You know. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about more Larjan because the cops are like all over the place in Larjan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then he does get arrested, and then he's at the police station. And they ask him a. Uh, what uh? What were you doing with that record player? And he's uh. Do you refuse to answer? And he's like, no. But you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Yeah. I just love that too. Like, because even if he told him, like, and the cop was... basically like hit him or something. Yeah, they yeah, hit him right after that. Uh... Exactly. Um. Honestly, I'll mention it now because it, it came to my mind. Uh, Ken. I think it's Ken Jones. He mentions how Brisson's use of the cops in Larchant, but you could say that similar here is very similar to how Chaplin uses cops in modern times. Kind of this, like, uh, just an authority figure that's, like, always coming from the side of the... Larjan's way more, you'll notice, like, cops are always coming from the side of the screen or from the back, yeah. just kind of intruding on stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, like I know stuff. that I know that whenever we reviewed uh, Prison on Fire, you brought up Larjan uh, as, a, as a similarity in terms of how they, like, film the prison life, basically. Okay. I'll have to bring... We'll bring that up again, because I have to think about that. I forgot why I mentioned that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so which, one, which movie's better? I mean, I love Prison on Fire so much. Oh, so, so is he saying that's better than Larjan? No, I'm joking. I'm just instigating. I'm just instigating. Yeah, he is instigating. But, okay, now we'll go to um, the psychoanalyst scene. There's, like, a lot of talking that Blake said, yes. obviously. <laughs> uh, but I'll mention, I just want to read a couple. I'll read a quote. I have a lot, but I'll read a couple. Um, so, quote, How did this clash with society arise? It's my normal state. I've kept it quiet for a long time. Don't you get pleasure from non-action? Yes, but the pleasure of despair, obviously. Do you feel guilty? Guilty. Toward yourself? Uh, and then he says, guilty without being so. I know I'm more intelligent than the others. I'm perfectly aware of my superiority. Superiority. But if I did something, then I'd be useful, even in some small way, in a world that disgusts me. I'd betray ideas. It would only entrench me further. I prefer to know that there's no way out. And it's like, that's exactly that feeling moment, you know, like, what I've been saying, like, this whole movie is about, like, he keeps searching for something that he can feel like he can commit himself to, and he just doesn't find it. You know, yes. uh, it's also the superiority aspect of the guy in pickpocket and that, and the guys that does the yes. The Nietzsche, the yeah. Nietzschean kind of, I'm a superior being kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then, uh, but I do even feel like what he's saying in that is like something even young people today can relate to. It's like, why should I try to like improve society, or not even like improve society, but work? to benefit society whenever the society is not doing the same thing for me, basically. Or it's, it's, like, or it's not even it, worth The work it. is actually making it negative. Yeah. You know, like every... Oh, for sure. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, why would I help something that just feels like it's destroying the world instead yeah. of helping it, you know? Uh, like he says, literally, uh, even in a small world... 
but if I did something that it, then I'd be useful, even in some small way in a world that disgusts me. Yeah. Uh, no. And then uh, that the, <clears throat> he keeps going because uh, they say. Uh, is, he says, isn't, isn't begging in the streets as I've seen people like you do a bit degrading? And he says, charity degrades the donor just as much as the recipient. And then, uh, I love this moment because, like, I think Brasan is kind of, like, making a point, like, he doesn't really like psychoanalysis, obviously. But, uh, because, like, this this guy, they're not having a real conversation. Because, like, at this point, he, like, the guy, like, uh, looks down, I guess, notes, like, he's, like, interviewing him. And if you notice his posture, he's, like, kind of, it looks like he's, like, a journalist, like, interviewing him. Like, he's, like, on trial or something. You know, not, yeah. like, how you would think, like, a therapist would be. Um... But he's like, like he's like, and then he says, uh, but isn't that a good, good excuse for laziness? And then he says, perhaps, but what's up? But but so what? If my aim was money and profit, everyone would respect me. Um, and he looks right over into the cabinet of money, uh, the into the guy's open drawer that has oh, all really? the money in it. Damn, I didn't even know. No, I love that. I love that yeah. shot because he says that, and then he like looks right in the right in the drawer that has damn. all the money, and the guy closes it right ah, after, damn. <laughs> like right after he like walks that, away. But... It's so good. And then do you remember the, uh, like, right after this, he, like, wants to, he goes to, like, he stands up and lights a cigarette on, yeah. the, on the guy's desk. Uh, just such a badass. And then he, 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 this, this man never smokes cigarettes. You can obviously oh, tell. Oh, really? for sure. It's, it's just, it is, is this he goes, like, yeah, I think I, that's where I, it comes I, I, from. Yeah, he, like, he's just, like, po- he's just the guy, like, he, well, first he's holding it wrong, but he's just, like, puffing it, and he just throws it away. Yeah, he does, so. yeah. <laughs> He literally does it just to, like, do it in front of this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can respect that. Like, uh... <laughs> Uh, okay, and then this is the last thing before, because there's a lot more, but uh, you kind of just have to watch the scene. Uh, but yeah. the one I wanted to read is like, uh, he like picks up this like newspaper, and because the, the guy says, uh, uh, "Isn't it being right compensation for being alive?" And then the guy uh, Charles says, "And losing my life, here's what I lose." And he like opens this newspaper with like a bunch of ads or something. Yeah. He says, "Family planning, package holidays, cultural, sporting, linguistic, the cultivated man's library, all sports, how to adopt a child, parent teacher associations, education." Teaching, 0 to 4, 0 7 through 14, 14 through 17, preparation for marriage, military duties, Europe, decorations, honorary insignias, the single woman, paid sick leave, unpaid sick leave, the successful man, tax benefits for the elderly, local taxes, higher purchase, radio and TV rentals, credit card, home repairs, index linking, VAT <coughs> consumers. Yeah. And he just tears up, and he just tosses yeah. it. Like, sports, you know? All sports, yeah. No, okay. Now we're talking about sports. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. It. You love sports. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah, sure. No, but I just wanted to read that because it's like, it's just like random words you hear from like, you would just see in a newspaper and yeah. stuff, you know, just like things you're being sold on, like, okay, this is why you should live, this is why you should live, you know, ignore like what I've been saying, like this kind of greater thing that's happening, these yeah. relations that are happening around you. The realities of the uh, world, basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's very, um, uh, very they live. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, dude. I think they live that's a very similar thing. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, like, the fight scene in They Live is almost about, like, getting someone else to try to see yes. it that way. Of how, yeah. you, how, just, how hard it is to realize How this. hard it is to get someone to actually look at the real problems. Exactly. Yes. Or see like, the world how the it really is. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Great movie. Yes. Great movie. And we saw it in theaters. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. You didn't watch it in theaters, and you had the chance to. So. <laughs> and you had the chance to. <laughs> Hearing that score, bro, in a theater, it's like, I think I might have been awesome, working, actually. Dude. I don't remember. I might have been working. No, no. You just don't want to go. I remember. I make sure that no, I got it. Okay, maybe, maybe. It was a Wednesday. Do you work on Wednesdays? Sometimes. Yeah, okay. quite a bit, actually. Okay. okay. It's all right, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, okay, the last quote, I, I know I said the other one, but the last one was like, because I remember I mentioned Schopenhauer uh, when I mentioned Suicide a few weeks ago. How like That's a fire name, by the way. Schopenhauer. Schopenhauer. Great, Schopenhauer great, what the? Oh, my gosh. Great philosopher, too. Even though I haven't read it that okay, much. Really, okay. I, might, I might need to uh, keep but I remember how he said, like, he had mentioned, how it's really only in Christianity you see, like, suicide as, like, a purely negative thing. Yeah. Uh, 
Because we see in this quote where uh, the guy asks him, do you believe in God? And he says, I believe as far as possible in everlasting life. But if I commit suicide, I can't think I'd be condemned for it, for not comp- for not comprehending the incomprehensible. And it's yeah. like, like that's like uh, that's where you can see the difference between like Brisson as a Christian, like a church kind of like oh, yeah. more uh, doctrinal Christian versus the kind of Christian Brisson really is. It's like a yeah, more spiritual, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, I had that quote on Mouchette. Let me find it real quick. Or whenever I not it wasn't on Mouchette. It was just like what. Brisson was saying basically about suicide that that applied to Mouchette. but he like he says like there are so many reasons for suicide, good and bad. I believe that the church has become less less rigorous against it. Sometimes it is inevitable and not always because of madness. To be aware of a certain emptiness can make life impossible. Mm. Yes, like yes. it's so many of his movies are about that. <laughs> yeah, are about that feeling of like life is impossible for some for a lot. Dude, of people. I love that last line you said. Uh, what was it uh, to where emptiness? What, some about emptiness to realize the uh, realizing like uh, here let me find it emptiness to realize life is impossible or something like that. yeah um because one of the core concepts to be least... aware of a certain emptiness can make life impossible yes yes um but you could say in some ways that's what like buddhism's whole idea is like life is suffering right yes. life is impossible and uh and especially in like more uh, mahayana buddhism which comes later is like one of the core concepts is the idea of emptiness like they go a long time so on uh the Sanskrit word is sunyata, but emptiness is like, I love that I use that word, is like, to realize that life is suffering is almost a kind of emptiness, you know? But yeah. instead of like suicide, in the literal sense that we see in this movie, Buddhism is almost like offering a different kind of suicide, you know? like uh, The suicide of the self. So. Yes, exactly. The self or this living to this world kind of thing, being attached to this world. Yeah, We'll, um, we'll get to... Like, we've been kicking around different ideas. Like, we, we love doing directors for our series, but we have been kicking around some different ideas. And I know that me and you both have this, or I, I have this book, and you want to read it, yeah. of, like, seeing, like, the Buddha, or film, like, seeing film like the Buddha or something like that yes. is the book's title. And that might be a series we do, because, like, um, spring, summer, winter, fall, and spring is, like, a perfect Buddhist parable, honestly, because it's, like, you have this temple on a lake that's unmoving, and that's that's what Buddhism is basically trying to say is like we're here we're not going to move even if like the problems of the world can come in here but we're going to still stay the same yes. like it's like this rock in the water basically yeah, yeah. that where all the suffering of life flows around it but you're just yes. living in the moment basically yes. and like helping us realize that we can even though the world changes we can see it in a certain way to help us realize yeah. that that can give a certain peace yeah uh, and I, I think that's why Brisson, I love Brisson's films because that's why I get out his movies you know but uh yeah no damn no yeah because I know I want to do something like that too yeah uh, that would be honestly a good book like it would be a good book to do uh, uh, we'll keep going in the movie uh, we're at like we're basically at the end where uh, he goes to buy a gun you know he's he's able to this is very relatable to America but he's easily yeah. he's <laughs> easily able to buy a gun to, to yes. kill himself uh, well, of course in France he has to do it illegally but here you can just do it simply you know easily oh, yeah. legally. Uh, but yeah, so he goes and buys the gun, and like this has another great shot where he's like waiting for the guy to go get it, and he's just like standing on the ledge of the bridge. Oh, this is some right, just like shots. watching people walk, yeah. kind of just like it's very similar to Michette. This, this scene is very similar to Michette and uh, a gentlewoman, mm-hmm. where like we don't know that we're watching their last moment. I guess like this one we kind of do because we get the yeah. Yeah. But anyway, like we're watching their last moments, but we don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. We just know they're thinking something basically yeah. as he's just standing there watching people. Yeah. Um, and then he goes, he gets the gun, and then he goes on the train. It's the same thing. We get this long shot of him, like, probably 30 seconds of just him standing on the train. 
uh, just like as the train is going, and he's no, like with his friend. He's, he's with his yeah. friend because I skipped yeah. it, but he's already asked his friend to yeah, help to commit do suicide. Yeah. Uh, actually, I did forget because I need to mention the psychoanalyst scene one more time because the way this ends is funny. Is uh, the guys oh, the guys yeah. like worried that he's not gonna be able to pay because he's like yeah. uh, <laughs> he's like uh, it's gonna be two hundred francs. And then the guy, uh, he's like, oh, I'll pay. He says something like, I'll pay next time or something. And he's about to walk out. And then he walks back in to sit down. And he keeps talking more. No. Uh, oh, I, he, I thought he paid him. He paid him. Does he pay him this time? That's what I thought was so funny about this scene, about the ending of that scene. Because he pays him the 200 francs, starts walking out, and then comes back in. Like, he's there for the session, basically. No, that's what, no, because the reason why I say uh, he doesn't pay him is because he, he, he's about to walk out. He walks back down and starts talking. And he says, uh... He says, I don't think I'll ever be able to. And the doctor interrupts and says, oh, to pay? <laughs> because he's like still worried about the money, Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And then he says, to do the deed. To think I would suddenly stop thinking, seeing, hearing. That's why I entrust... And then the doctor says, which I want to bring this up, so the doctor says, that's why uh, the Romans entrusted a servant or friend yeah. to the task. And the reason why I think that's important is the same reason I mentioned Mouchette, where like... Uh, the lady like almost like suggests her killing, like her suicide, like without her knowing, you know? Yeah. Like... Uh, this is almost the same thing the doctor does. Like, Charles literally ta- takes the doctor's advice in the scene. Oh, for sure. You know, like literally, <laughs> he literally goes and like does what the Romans advise. Uh, um, but yeah, so that's how he basically ends up going and getting the idea to go like ask the friend to do it, and the friend's like all too willing, and then ends with a. Uh, that's where I mentioned the famous music, not famous, but the scene I love. And re- you mentioned the real Bravo. Real Bravo. Connecting exactly. it to that, yeah. You saw. Oh, it's like the, oh, it's like anti. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. very brief in this one though. Yeah, the music. I, I wish it lasted longer. But honestly. like I was like, the, it's so funny. Like, the music is just such like a like a usual like. Uh, it sounds like something that being a usual movie that be the turning point. Like it, it truly yeah. sounds like that. When type he of would music. actually have the turning point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and like this is why I love Rosanna. It's like he wants you. The turning point should only be in your head. Yeah. That's for Rosanna. Like the unless it's real Bravo. You know? Unless it's real Bravo. Uh, that's amazing too. No, no, I'm kidding. It's oh, you, it's, yeah. It's a solid movie. It's a solid. You love that moment, though. Oh, that moment, yes. Yeah, like when oh, hears the music. Okay. Moment, yeah. yes. Honestly, the musical moments are some of the best, and are very great. Oh my gosh, that's a good movie. Let's turn it. Real Bravo movie. movie. Okay. I'll say great. I'll say great. Okay, say great. okay. You got me turned around. Howard Hawks. You got me turned. We up. I'll be an amazing moment. No, but yeah, yeah, we're basically at the end. Like he stops for a second. You think maybe he'll change, but keeps walking. And then they keep walking. They go to this. Uh, I think it might be a graveyard. Some I think it might be it a graveyard. graveyard okay, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Definitely graveyard. And then he goes, uh, gives him the gun. They start walking, like I mentioned before, where it's like uh, he says, uh, "At a time like this, I thought I'd have sublime thoughts. Shall I tell you?" And then right before he's about Dude, to start talking, yeah. boom! Like yeah. the gun. It's like the it's like the most surprising gunshot ever. It is. Uh, especially like I knew it was coming, but like it still surprises me all of a sudden because you're like yeah. every time I watch it's it, like, oh, maybe he'll get it out this time. You know, it's or why it's like, so tense because like I didn't like I knew this was the moment he was obviously going to die, but you never know when it's going to happen. And then you just see the the friend or the guy that he chose to like do this, like just slowly get further behind him basically like he's getting prepared to like do it and then you're just like oh shit and then he says that and you're like okay and then he just happens it's fucking insane no it's It's like killers of flowers it's like i was saying or it's like a lot of scorsese movies Scorsese movies. i know scorsese said especially in his later movies though he like started to really be aware of like trying to make the kills as quick as possible. Okay, yeah, that to kind of like not glorify to make the opposite of glorifying. <laughs> it's just funny. Know? It's like thinking of that. Like, like yeah, he doesn't want to do that. And you think about the casino scene where Joe Pesci dies. When like he gets, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they go like oh, it's like so drawn out, but it's like so good. Oh, that one's great. But it's like brutal though. That's that, that was brutal because like just watching Joe Pesci's like nervousness and stuff. Oh my god. Well, and he's like literally like it's like 
because they throw them in the grave yeah, and like yeah, get like yeah. an open grass. Okay, anyway. But for this one, like to go back to uh, this one, um, I do love the kind of just cruelty of it all. You know, kind of just yeah. besides this point again, like even in this like friend that kills him at the end, it's really not a friend. It's just guys doing it for his money. Like shoots him once. Oh, it could easily easily, easily be read as a mugging. A mugging, like, uh, kind of just like he suits him like an assassin. You know, like he's yes, a paid assassin. Sure. You know, no emotion yeah. at all. Well, at the beginning of the movie, they say. Uh, don't they say, uh, they say, oh, this guy committed suicide, but then it, it cuts to an, uh, another newspaper where it says, like, uh, it's actually been declared murder now. Does it say I that? I think it says that at the beginning, right? I, I think, think it so. does. I think I know it does. I know newspaper for sure that says, uh, suicide or something. But then it says, uh, but then, like, it, it, said, it, it pops it up again. It, it, or it, say, it said, like, it, it's been, uh, it's now been ruled a murder. I need, to look, I need to look at that. I think it does do that. Unless I'm thinking of another movie, but I'm pretty sure this is the... The reason why I'm not sure is because uh, before he made this movie, I told that Paul Schrader interview I've been quoting a lot of yeah. that series. Uh, he does mention that, I'll just read the quote, quote, the way this young person wants to die is he doesn't kill himself. He, ma- he makes himself be killed. The old Robin Hood people used to commit suicide with the help of friends. He killed himself for a big purpose. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that he says that, but it's almost like, in a way, that this character thinks he's doing that, but the, the way the friend kills him is the exact opposite. You know, it's just very oh, cold-blooded, sure. like, no purpose at all. Like, yes. Uh, yeah. But and I love how it ends. Just the character just runs into the black with footsteps, and that's it. You know, no yeah. music, just not like literally, just like uh, my uh, file literally just cut, uh, goes. Dude, way well, after, the old, I, I was watching. I watched both these on Criterion, and I was shocked that it just like literally both movies just fucking end. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly, exactly. Just cuts no right music to the or anything. You're like, it's insane. No hope. You know, it's like, yeah, especially yeah. the black. I love the black. That kind of you hear these footsteps just, like fade into the black as the movie ends, and that's yes. a, you know. Um, Yes, I guess in a way pessimistic, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it's funny because uh, I think I, I think we've mentioned a few times like throughout the movies where there's non-pessimistic moments, yeah. but like like I said, uh, especially thematically, a lot of the stuff we brought up may be pessimistic. But as you watch the movie, it's almost like Prasan's way of saying like it's not all pessimism because there's this art too, right? That yeah. we get to watch and like enjoy at the same time. I'm just such a good filmmaker. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so, so good. good. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the rhythm of images. Um, but yeah. This that, one definitely feels pessimistic though. Yeah. No, I was just, I, I'm trying okay, to find check, that scene of him paying. He does pay, yeah, by the way. Okay. Check the but beginning he, too. Uh, check the beginning too. Because uh, I'm pretty sure it says uh, they later ruled dead. Or really oh, check the, yeah, check the beginning. Yeah, well, the newspaper. But so I do. Cool. While I was looking for that, I do love like my one of my favorite quotes in the entire movie comes in that in the psychoanalyst scene, where he's like, where the doctor's like, oh, I'll, pre- I'll prescribe you something. He's like, but doctor, my only problem is like I'm I'm seeing too clearly. Like mm, yeah, that's his only problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same kind. As, of that. that's why it's that's that's one another reason why I just feel super pessimistic though because like. If you see that clearly, how the world basically is, it is really hard to live. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, and maybe to close out, and we'll get more of this idea with Larjan, but I wanted to read a Kent Jones quote um, that uh, kind of gets to this point that you're kind of saying about, like, you kind of have to see this th- th- this, uh, yeah. this change totally. I'll read the quote. It's a quote. Suicide was murder. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I was saying. saying. It says yes. what? It says suicide was murder. Yes, because suicide really, was murder. It, it, it shows that after the yeah, it initially it shows, shows it's a suicide, oh, and then it shows okay, suicide was murder. Yeah, I knew, I knew I wasn't. But crazy. was it murder? I know exactly. But I, I, it's like literally this is like right in the between. You know exactly. Dude, that's oh, what I'm saying. this is a it's two different newspapers. That's what I was saying. That's, it, it's, it's two different. Oh, yeah. like two they're different both reading. Yeah, 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 yeah,
Damn. Damn, that's what I'm I, I honestly kind <laughs> of thought. I honestly thought. No, they're not the same. They're different news later. But yeah. Damn, okay. Honestly, yeah. that's crazy. That's okay. okay. I, knew, I, knew it was, I knew it had that in there, though. I, I knew it wasn't going crazy. I was like, okay, this wasn't, a, this wasn't, this wasn't this was arsenic on old lace or something, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Right, anyway. Okay, but uh, to close it out before we go to our break, um, I'll read this Ken Jones quote. Because I love that you brought Day Live because I hadn't thought about it at all. But it, it does a really good job of showing us, like, if you want to see this different way of living, it has to be. Almost has to be complete, you know, like, uh, and I'll read the quote and it makes sense. So, quote, and he's talking about uh, this kind of sense of resignation that people had in the 60s or the 70s that this movie uses. So, quote, as I look back on it now, it's no mistake that many of us who held on to this sense of resignation went into the arts. So profound was our sense that the real political change had ceased to be possible. Change had to be total or it was meaningless. And it's kind of like, I think what Prasanna's saying, like, change has to be total in some ways, you know, like the way of seeing this, this way of seeing, you know, has to be total. Because uh, it is depressing, you know? Um, well, and also, like, I know, like, Japan has this, had this huge, had this problem also after World War Two of, like, that's, like, the Sun Tribe myth. That's the whole thing of, like, the Sun Tribe myth is, like, these disaffected youths after, like, they don't know their purpose in life, basically. Like, and so many filmmakers in Japan in their, like, in the golden era were filming those lives, basically. And it's, like, filmmakers, like, like, Brisson kind of is, like, saying is, like, the arts choose to like show that basically yes, yes. like it's like it's not even just like making people see it is like something that you have to do also yes. like making them aware that this is even a problem like i said because a lot of people don't think there's there's problems in the world no, like or they so can you use, have to uh, force like them to see that, it by actually but, making a movie so. like that fastbender quote um that i said uh that how a lot of people just want to escape into an occupation instead. Yeah. You know, Escapist, of, escapism, you know. Well, that, escapism. It also makes me remind me of the scene in Clark Orange too. Which one? Of him being forced to watch like, oh, the reality yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then... another thing like that. Yes. Yeah. They live in Clockwork Orange kind of have that same thing, honestly. They do. Like, literally trying to force you to wear the glasses or something. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that will probably. Um, <clears throat> we'll come back with Larshan after this break. back from the break to talk about Brisson's last film what he made when he was 83 years old um Came out, what, did, was he born in 1900 though yes which is funny okay. I was, I was just like, learning this uh, I was re-listening to the I highly recommend it it's on YouTube just search Large John Linklater and you'll see when his uh, Austin Film Society they uh 
watch uh, Larjan. He talks about it after. It's a it's a great video. Um, but he talks about apparently like when Brisson's whole life or for most of his life, people thought he was born in like 1907. Uh-huh. Uh But then they only found out later he was actually born in 1900. Damn. So yeah, he was a uh, 83 because this came out in 83. Yeah, I was saying that's his wife. Yeah, so either he's 82 or 83, like around that age when this came okay. out. Um, which is crazy because like you were saying earlier this has a very youthful energy to us like this is maybe some of his fastest movie in some ways like in terms of how unending it is and like how fast it flows like yeah like uh, when I said French maybe uh, in the thematic content like uh, Devil Probably is more like the French Wave but now that I'm thinking about it like uh, good art 60s movies have this kind of youthful energy you're talking um, uh, I'm kind of mentioning where it's like they feel like there's so, so many ideas and they just have to get them all out to you so fast, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Godard movies feel like... That's why they feel so passionate in some ways. It's like, even when they kind of feel confusing and stuff, it's like... You can tell he just has so much stuff he like, almost yeah. wants to get off his chest and stuff. But, like, that's what Large John feels like, too, uh, with how fast it is. Um, but, I don't know. Would you guys agree with that? Uh, oh, yeah. Like, I, I said in my Letterboxd review, it's like... His image has never been more alive, I feel like. Okay. In this movie. Alive how so? Just as you were saying, like the youthful kind of energy to it, right. like uh, it's, it's like I, I don't even know how to explain it. It just is, just like how it is. I mean, it's, but it's a funny way to describe this movie because you could say like his image has never felt more alive, but the world is showing is almost like a dead world. I know. You know? And, and, yeah, I guess. But it's like I don't know. It's hard. That, to say. But that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like, like that's what Brisson is trying to say. Is like even in this world, like we can still feel alive somehow. You know, it's like yeah. You know, the by the way we. Uh, see yeah. things. You know, yeah, and I think also just what I love most about this movie is just like the chain reaction. It's yes, like it's just exactly. so good. Like, uh, just like exactly. the fact that all of this started just from like these two kids, like two assholes. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> two that's rip, the whole like, point. That's not the start, right? Like that's just one part of the movie. We're yeah, starting guess, yeah, from yeah. that's where the movie starts yeah. from. But that's just one part of where we're coming in. Like, there's yeah. this counterfeit bill yeah. already existed. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what about you, Blake? Is there anything that comes to your mind? No, yeah. So, you've been telling me to watch Larjon for a while. and Like I tell everyone, basically. Like you tell everyone. <laughs> but you should no, have I'm... said, you know those two fucking guys in Rebels of the Neon God? You should watch Larjon because the two yeah. guys, the two young kids we follow in this are the exact same. Like... <laughs> Okay. Like it's it's very oh it's very it's like the exact same honestly like the the two uh the two French kids that we follow in this like they're only one part of the story obviously yeah, yeah. whereas in size it's the, the is their well I mean they're they're still just a part of the of the stories kind of weaving in that one too okay. technically but um but no like these like it starts off with the kids and like whenever it started off with them I was like Danny. You should have just told me this, and I would have watched it immediately. Okay, keep going, because I'm, I'm curious. Well, because, like, well, it's just, the, it's just the way they act, the way they're kind of about in the world, and the way he films them stealing stuff is very similar to the way Sai is filming the kids in Rebels of the Neon God. Because it's showing, it's showing like, Large One is showing the point that led the, or not that led, but, like, the, the, uh, the chain reaction that kind of led these kids yes, even yes. to maybe, like, even using counterfeit bills. Like, we yeah. don't see what led to this point of them actually using it. Yeah. But we can assume that there's something that caused that. Just like we can assume in Rebels, like, there's a reason these guys are stealing. Yes. We don't yeah. know the exact reason why. And but... honestly, maybe just the relationship between the two, too. Like, one of, how yes. one of them looks up to the other one. Yeah. Uh, like, as almost like hero, kind of. Oh. I, I'm still, like, I, I would not have got that for sure, obviously. Like, yeah. oh, I definitely should have told Blake. You I, should have. <laughs> you know, I can definitely see how you're... Well, you'd only see Rebels. I, I never connected I've that either. I never connected that either, like... 
Yeah, maybe. So you're saying Luke, Luke is the one you should get mad at because he's more of a. Side well, I've seen. I, I guess it's because I've seen Rebels a lot, a lot yeah, more, so, like Rebels. many more times than you guys. Yeah. Plus, no, I can definitely see the seen, like, their relationship. Honestly, um, yeah. That kind of rebellious attitude they have too, because there's that moment later on where like the kid has basically gotten away <clears> with it, but he. Uh, he like comes and like sticks his tongue out at that woman. Yeah, and that yeah. starts a new chain reaction. Yeah. Where, like, he gets in trouble again because yeah. of uh, just like that little decision. Uh, but yeah, there's a so to get a large on before we get to the movie. There's like some stuff I wanted to mention was uh, first I want to read some quotes from Brisson uh, that kind of maybe describe this movie. That's uh, a quote. <clears throat> I think in the whole world things are going very badly. People are becoming more and more materialistic and cruel, but cruel in another way than in the Middle Ages. Cruel by laziness, by indifference, egotism, because they think only about themselves and not at all about what is happening around them, so that they let everything grow ugly, stupid. They all are interested in money only. Money is becoming their god. God doesn't exist anymore for many. Money is becoming something you must live for. Uh, and then, uh, but see, that's actually the first point, which is, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, money, the, the movie's called um, Arjan. Well, also, yeah, there's a little like, quote in the movie, Oh, money, God incarnate. Yes, That's yes. literally, like, exactly what Exactly. <laughs> yes, but that kind of character saying that as a positive, but, like, yeah, yeah, is, like, yeah. seen as a negative, you exactly. know? Um, but it's, it's funny, it was, like, that, the last movie I said, The Devil Probably, is, like, people can't find anything to believe in, um, really, when they search, but, really, this is the one thing people do believe in, like, truly, yes. is money, like, that's why people uh, work, you know, most people say that's why they work hard for, to get better jobs, to get pe- better paying jobs is, you know, money at the end of the day. Um, no, that's why, like, it is something, it's, it's, it's so funny, like, uh, like the way I always see it is, uh, like, the proof that most people believe in money when they don't believe in much other things is, like, when you're, when, like, people are, like, making, like, kind of just, like, hypothetical scenarios of getting people to do things, like, okay, would you uh, eat this, like, random thing or something? Like, the yeah. one way to do it is to ask people, would you do it for a million dollars, you know? Yeah, or, yeah, and yeah. really, to get people to do it is just increase the money, right? Because that's yeah. all you have to do is, because that's what people believe in, right? But it's not like, but if, like, in old times, you might be like, would you go to heaven or something? Like, if you see what I'm saying, like, basically, that's what people's priorities are now, or, like, what they believe in is that kind of money. Um, um, there's a lot of ways I could go with that, but that's kind of why I love this movie, is like you said, uh, there's, uh, you guys both kind of mentioned the chain reaction we get in the movie, this kind of idea with the counterfeit bill, but really it's like, to me this movie is kind of makes you think about how really money travels in the world, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. we talked a little bit about uh, environmentalism um, in The Devil Probably, but this movie kind of makes me think about it too, even though it doesn't specifically talk about it in terms of just being like, this is... Like, if you really think about where our money's produced and how we get, how America becomes the richest continent to ever exist, it's not just an accident, you know? It's like, it starts from someone who, an innocent that gets fucked over, basically, by how this movie is, you know? Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure we'll talk about more about money in the movie as, as it goes through. But the, the other quote I wanted to read by Rasan is, um, quote, In my film, when the women are going to die, I want it to appear there's something after death. That's why when people become so materialistic, religion is not possible. Because every religion is poverty, and poverty is the way of having contact with mystery and with God. Um, and I kind of love that idea. It's like uh, what I mentioned in the beginning in terms of like uh, one of my favorite Brisson's quotes is his idea of, quote, uh, no absolute idea in the image, you know. Um, and that's his almost idea. That's like kind of a, a religious idea in terms of anti-materialism, right? Because you would say materialism is about having the image or whatever's in front of you, the object has value, right? But someone's yeah. almost saying the exact the opposite, uh, which is kind of a spiritual idea. Um, but that's why that's why I don't see Larjean as a pessimistic movie, you know? 
because it's like he's showing you this is what the material world is. Okay. He's not yeah, saying sure. that's all it is. He's showing this is what the material world is. But if you want something to believe in, it has to be something else, you know? Um, it's like he's really challenging. Like, Brasson's movies, to me, are, like, some of the most challenging in terms of, like, he's really forcing you to think about questions yourself. Like, okay, if the world is like this and you truly believe that, what are your op- What are your answers, you know? Yes. And, like, Brasson has his own answers, you know? Just, like, for him, it could just be focusing on doors. Uh, and, like, you, you see so many fucking doors in this movie. It's insane. But, like, you can tell, like... Uh, he probably spent so much time just looking at doors in his life and stuff like that. But uh, you get so much stuff like that in his movies. But I think that's why I don't... Like, the more I watch Lajon, it's not pessimistic, you know? It's more, like, about being truthful about the pessimism in the world, but still finding ways to... Or reasons to live otherwise, yes. you know? Um, but what, is there anything that comes to mind when I say that? Like, no? Uh, I mean, honestly, that's a really good way to put it. Okay. Uh, um, but the one other thing I wanted to mention before we get into the movie uh, specifically is... The color in the movie. Oh so, yeah. Is, I mean, you guys didn't mention the color really. Uh, is there anything that stands out about the color? A lot of the greens. Greens. Like, really. Okay. Yes. Um, and the browns too. Very much stand out. The end of the movie. <laughs> Yes. The end of the movie's green. Whenever she, whenever he's picking the tree or whatever, the nuts yeah. off the tree. Oh, yes. fuck, man. What color those are colors those nuts? are? So, is it the red? nuts are like greenish. Okay. Yeah. But the whole thing is just green, blue, and yellow, basically. Yes, yes. So yeah. okay. It reminds me of like, like it's an animated movie, but it reminds me of uh, only yesterday, like those that scene specifically. Oh, when they're uh, picking. The yeah. Blue well, just that type of like color, the type of okay. like it, it's really vibrant. Gives you that feeling. Yeah, yeah. it's really vibrant. No, because Brisson's color in this is like very specific. Like he's like uh, I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like. Um, almost like I said, uh, what Brisson said, like, because no images have value in themselves, the way you create meaning is through the relationship between the images. The same is the way he uses color in this, in his movies. Um, it's not, like, necessarily, like, one scene specifically that has color that you're like, damn, that has an amazing use of color, but, like, over the course of the movie, you just get this feeling of, okay, you're in this scenario, you get these colors. If you're in this environment, you get these colors, and you just get that feeling, and, uh, so I'll give a, a couple examples, like, uh, and this is from the book uh, by Raymond Watkins. Uh, I think it's called Late Visual Style in Brisson. Um, and he goes in detail about a lot, a lot of his movies, but in this one, is uh, he mentions how, for one example, of large, the use of Lajon's colors is you can notice in the change of clothing of the characters. And so for a few examples of that is like, so he mentions how when a character moves from like one uh, environment to another, they'll actually change their clothes sometimes to match the new environment they're going to. Uh, and so he says first that both the black and white used in this movie, he says, are used as kind of transitional colors. And so he says uh, black are... So um, he says black is most often used to highlight a character's transition from a setting requiring a work uniform to another space. Okay. So basically if they're going from work to somewhere else, they wear black as like a transition. Uh, and he mentions a few examples. Then he says uh, white, and this is a better example of what he uses color is. He says he'll often introduce white in a scene right before he introduces, like, a primary uh, vibrant color. Almost like a background, you know? Okay. Like, a, like a paint, like a white canvas almost, like, literally. Yeah. And then he'll introduce, like, a, um, a, a bright color. And a few examples of that is, he says, is the white oil truck we see at the very beginning with uh, his red gloves. Like, okay. It's like we see the white truck and then we see his, like, red gloves enter, you know, to yeah. kind of, like, just put, like, red on white, kind of, like, uh, to em- emphasize it. Um, then we see, like, an all-white ambulance... We see all white laundry. Well, um, isn't is the coffee mug she's holding uh, yeah, in that one white. scene? Is that white? It is. Yes. And then the coffee yes. spills. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Now there's a lot like that. Yep. The white uniforms we see from the hospital staff. Yeah. Um, 
And then we're going to... Uh, Red is my favorite example in the movie, and I'm going to point him out as we go across. But basically, he, uh, he... You'll notice he uses Red almost like a horror movie would use, like, a jump cut. Yeah, actually. You'll notice. Like, uh, like I said, the gloves at the beginning, it's... Uh, it's honestly one of my it's like one of the most cruelest shots in the movie because like how we've been talking about how this like chain reaction happens you know where like yeah. uh, this money travels in ways the characters can't see um, so we've seen like the kid already kind of caused this counterfeit to be out in the open right and now yeah. this lady's gone in trouble and we've already seen uh, the lady be like okay they've accepted the counterfeit they've talked about it and then all of a sudden it cuts to his gloves <laughs> being like almost being like yep and now it's going to pass on to him almost and he has yeah. no he can't control it you know he's just doing his job yeah. Um, and that's where we see the red too uh, but uh, there's a few other examples I'll point out throughout the movie but the other two I wanted to mention was green he mentions as he says the most important because like this is Brisson's like green movie in some ways oh yeah because like Four Nights of a Dreamer is like his blue movie yeah uh, Devil Probably you could say is more like his red movie uh, but I would say more brown too also yeah red and brown uh, yeah, yeah th- that, those kind of like darkest colors I would say Lancelot's green also but yeah no Lancelot is like the contrast between the greens yeah. and like those like yellowish browns kind of um in the steel of the knights no. yes no, no Lancelot is also green too uh but he says uh so Raymond Watkins says uh in Brisson green is used to convey stillness solitude and isolations whether in the pastoral remove of the widow's house or in the urban Parisian scenes. Uh, and then, so then, Brisson uh, thus indicates a shot or scene with Green in many of his long takes, in which models or objects seem frozen in space. And I think that's exactly why you guys both pointed out as Green, as you noticed, because he is pointing that out for a reason, you know, like, yeah. almost like he'll freeze characters in those moments uh, when he's showing that Green, to almost, like, kind of give you that feeling, you know? And, um, do you think he's, like, the Green has anything to do, like, with the connection with money at all, or...? being green or yeah that? I mean no, she, I would say definitely the posters we've seen for a lot of yeah. obviously make that connection yeah you know I don't know if he's specifically doing it cause, their I money mean, is more beige in the movie it was it's yeah I guess brown. so yeah I guess our money which is, is also right. heavy in this movie too yeah brown, brown's very heavy yeah. in this movie for sure so I guess yeah <laughs> it's kind of like it's like kind of in control of the world in a way like and so the last color I wanted to mention um was blue and so is there any specific blues that stand out for you? Oh, there are uniforms in the prison. Is there prison uniforms? Yeah. Or the uh, male uniforms, maybe? Yeah, yeah the uniform. The, the, I, lo- I love how you said that, because um, I'll show Blake after, but I know Luke can see it. This is the... I, I don't know if you guys have been noticing YouTube. I can, uh, I've been using a painting for the yeah. intro for every episode. <laughs> so the, this is not actually not a painting. This is more like a poster. Um, yeah. In the same book, uh, Raymond Watkins has been comparing uh, Brisson to... A lot of his techniques to a lot of the Soviet constructionist era of the 20s, 30s. So that's why I like how you mentioned Vertov, and like uh, I've communicated a lot of Vertov vibes with Brisson too, because he says sees a lot of the same way in like in terms of like how uh, a lot of those directors saw how to place act, how they saw actors basically as like gestures only, like they would freeze their movements in time. Um, But this only wasn't in film; this was also in theater too. Um, and there was a famous uh, theater director called uh, Meyerhold, I think, uh, is his name, a Russian director, um, that would use very similar techniques that Brisson did in terms of his models of acting and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so this poster you'll see on YouTube, if you go and click on uh, the intro, you'll see this poster of a, uh, and you can see it here too. Uh, you see she's wearing all blue, and there's like just black in the middle, and there's like red lettering on the outside, kind of bold, uh, yeah. on a white background. Um, and he points out how he basically the exact quote is if it were possible to concentrate the 81 minutes of Larjan into one image then the result would be no doubt this re, re, this uh, 
Popova sketch, which is the what this sketch is called. Okay. I thought that was interesting because like basically what he's pointing out is like uh, if you look at this painting, there's a whole bunch of like rec- this woman's made of, made of like a bunch of rectang- rectangles that are all blue, or like and then there's some rectangles that are black and there's red on the outside, yeah. and basically like. She's either a person or like how Prasan sees the image sometimes. It's just as- abstract uh, shapes on a frame, and you can just yeah. put color, you know, throughout. Because isn't the old lady wearing blue also? Uh, at or the is end? she wearing black? I can't remember. I should know this. <laughs> yeah, you see, come on, you see it like eight times. <sighs> I don't know. She might be wearing blue too. Because she's a very abstract idea herself, honestly. So that's yes. why it comes to mind. And I, I feel like that scene where they're with like the uh, the nut scene or whatever. Okay, that sounds weird. The berry scene or whatever he picks off the whatever trees. Whatever he's yeah. Whatever he's picking off the trees. Like I feel like she's wearing blue in that scene, but I can't remember. I think you're right. Because it almost feels like she's like, like you said, the judge character and like a gentlewoman obviously is the maid. It almost feels like this woman in the in this one yes. is like the judge for him, oh, yes. obviously. A hundred percent. And that's why I mean, obviously, Dan, we're gonna. Go, I mean, if you've listened, as you know the ending. That that's why I think he kills her. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, at least for the moment, to get rid of that kind of judgment he's feeling when he he keeps saying he doesn't feel it. You know, uh, but I guess the one last example of blue I kind of want to mention was uh, the police uniforms. Oh yeah, because uh, I I think I've told you guys this before. This has one of my favorite action scenes in a movie. Yeah, uh, and exactly the, the car chase. The car chase, yes. But the beginning um, of it with the how the blues enter with these yes, cops. Yes, too. yes, yes. It's just kind of crazy because we uh, it's so funny. Like we get this guy reading a newspaper. Yeah, and we hear his steps as he's like walking, uh, kind of blues, and he looks up and he sees what's going on. And he looks back and then we hear his foot. Yeah. All he hears his footsteps <laughs> yeah. kind of running. That's the. And it's like everyone's in position already, yes, basically. Yes. Like, uh, but but if you think about how that guy's walking. How the cops kind of enter, like I've been saying, like how the cops kind of just enter all of a sudden, uh, these blues kind of enter. Uh, Raymond Watkins says, quote, In each example, Brisson uses off-screen space or mirrors to generate anxiety, as if large numbers of police are stationed at the edges of the screen, are perpetually in motion, and are ready to appear at any moment. Okay. And then he says, This representation of police is uncannily similar to the way they appear in Chaplin's modern times. Like, in terms of just, uh, this anxiety that cops are... Like, every yeah. time you see the cops, they're, like, always, like, looking or, like... They're, For sure. Uh, like, especially when he's, like, waiting in the car and, like, just waiting and all of a sudden the cops are, like, driving by slowly, kind of. Yes. Uh, they, like, literally they're just appearing out of frame and they come and look at him and they go... Pass when they come yeah, back. Yeah, and yeah, like, uh, exactly, yeah. Because um, uh, I think I've mentioned... Maybe I mentioned that at times Persona said he loves uh, City Lights. Yes. Some shots We I have to say the we in there. We. Some shots chaplain. But only when he wasn't acting, right? Only yeah, 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 yeah. Acting, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we. But yeah, that uh, was basically the colors I wanted to mention. And then, okay, actually, there's a, there's two more directors. I've watched one, Adam. Do you guys know who Adam Egoian is? No. Egoian? He made a movie called Exotica. I've heard of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one's a pretty popular movie on Letterboxd. Or the one I watched, I don't know, I'm forgetting the name of. I was hoping Luke might know. know Luke sometimes remembers the movies I've watched better than I do. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so bad with names. Hold on. Okay. Uh, exo- but, I don't uh, know what Exotica is. Oh, The Adjuster. That's the one I'm talking about. Um, I've never seen this guy. Either way, uh, he had like a kind of a section on Brisson that he wrote. Uh, well, actually, the reason I wanted to read it is because his section he literally wrote is called Notes on Larchon. And he wrote a little af- like ten little aphorisms about Larjean, so I-, I wanted to read them. So, uh, quote. No one responds the way we expect them to do. Brisson is entirely comfortable in showing the, b- the banal difference, indifference, which characterizes most of our actions. Second one. 
Nothing is as thrilling as we want it to be. A bank robbery is almost cruel in its apparent sense of visual deprivation. If education is formulated on making us understand the relationship of action to consequence, Brisson is supreme teacher. He is intolerant of the casual viewer. Our sense of morality is aroused by having so little with which to immediately identify. We enter because of an apparent void, only to find that only to find that decisions have been made without our consent. And then this last one's my favorite. This is alarming yet completely transcendent. Completely transcendent. Like uh, those last two, we enter because of an apparent void, only to find that decisions have been made without our consent. This is alarming yet completely transcendent. Is like kind of the whole point I've been making. You know, I was like. Like I, how you said, like the movie starts there, but in a certain sense, it really doesn't start there, right? Yeah. That's like just one part of the. That's just one part of the whole process that's already started before the movie started. Yes. You know, well, it's like uh, like we talked about in Hazar Balthazar. <clears throat> Once you realize the lack of free will you actually have, the happier you'll probably be. So, like he says, this is alarming yet completely transcendent. Yeah. You know, or yeah. maybe uh, how Buddhists would say this is uh, an idea of what uh, Nirvana is supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, but it's easy to talk about it's hard to realize you yeah. know because like I said we're talking about this whole movie but how are we supposed to realize that you know it's like it's all depressing for the most part but <laughs> that's the tough part uh, <clears throat> and then last director before we go to the movie itself is have you have any of you guys seen Olivier Assis Assis oh yeah Assis, 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 Assis? Olivier Assis, yeah I've seen uh, Irma Vep Irma Vep okay did you like it oh yeah it's good it's good I, I think that's the only one I've seen from him though I feel like I like it just because of this quote, but no. <laughs> I've seen one of his, I think, maybe. Actually, like no, I don't think I have. Personal Shopper or Tiny I've Shopper? Seen no, I have I've seen Personal Shopper. Yeah, okay. But, um, That's the only one I've seen. Because yeah. uh, both of these directors, too, are French, I should mention. Adam and Ago and Anna Asaya. So it yeah. kind of makes sense. They're like known as like Brassant Disciples in some ways. Okay. Uh, but I'll read his quote on Lejeune. Argent is a masterpiece of formal audacity, of pure beauty dedicated to showing raw truth, a harrowing and almost unearthly light that pierces the world with its lucidity. Faith is no longer there. All that is left is meaningless. Nothing transcends the actions of humanity. All that is left is a cold, material world, a desolate land where humanity wanders in bondage to diabolical evil. Argent is the testament of a director in his 80s. It is also the film of a radical young man, which dares everything, without compromising with the taste of time, its eyes wide open to reality. Look at look at the picture it leaves us. The world that is ours. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I love that last line too. Look at the picture it leaves us. The world that is ours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that. Um, did you guys have any anything before we get in the movie? Doesn't Molly Call have like a long quote about this movie too? Are you, you talking about my review? On yeah, you posted that. Actually, movie when he's he, the movie he's talking about is Pickpocket. Wait. <laughs> 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 okay. I thought it was because he was like talking about the, his first persona movie. Uh, okay. It implies that my experience of watching. Oh, uh, that's like hilarious. Because <laughs> 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 that's why I started when I came out watching Brisson's film. Ah, uh, so okay, I see what you're doing. I, I can read that too. Oh, no, I'll maybe read that because okay, okay. that this movie is the one that typifies that quote the most, though. Okay, okay. You know, um, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, before, yeah, you yeah. made me reveal that <laughs> <laughs> your secret. You know, uh, you got to read the book and close. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna comment. I'm gonna comment on the review. Uh, fake, you know, it's, it's yeah, extra okay, fake pocket. Like, like expose you. You have to read the book first, and then you're allowed to do that. You got me. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> or just read the book. God damn, it's a great book. You what's it called? What's even called? It's called Unclub in Space. Okay, okay, okay. It's basically just a conversation a guy has with him. I'll go on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Alright, let's start. Um 
I kind of just said that, but it's funny. I haven't read the short story this is based on. Uh, it's a Tolstoy short story called The Counterfeit uh, Bill, Damn. which apparently um, in the large not A to C like special features on Criterion that I've watched, uh, either Linklater or the... I forgot who actually where I learned this, but either way, um, The Counterfeit Bill apparently keeps going where this movie stops. So, like, uh, Versailles, like, stops this, like, where apparently it stops, like, halfway in the book. So, like, oh, the short story keeps going. So, there's two, like, first, it makes me want to read it more, because, like, I don't know why, like, apparently the short story makes it more optimistic by the end, you know, where there's, like, more hope shown. Where, of course, that's why Versailles would stop at halfway. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that makes Maybe me feel so, you know. <laughs> And then also, but it is funny, like, I've, of course, I've read all the Dostoevsky, his uh, adaptations, but not the Tolstoy one. Like <laughs> I don't think I've read a Tolstoy novel at all, actually. I haven't. I've read I own Tolstoy, Anna like, a non-fiction, uh, like, essay he wrote called, like, The uh, Kingdom of Heaven is Within You. Oh, which is actually a, pretty good. It's a like good title. A, it's, yeah, because it's about, like, a verse in Luke uh, that Lord Jesus literally says that, but, uh, um, no, yeah, so I remember reading that, but Tolstoy's books seem, like, very long, like, they are. Which Tolstoy, I mean, Dostoevsky's like that, too. Yeah. They just seem very different, I don't know, from what I know about him, which is not that much. But this one I definitely want to read. Yeah. And I'll read, I have to read War and Peace at some time. Yeah. It's like a movie. You kind of, it's a movie. Yeah, and uh, that's like six hours too, isn't it, or something? No, but like, apparently like, well, it's Sergei Bondarchuk, and apparently he got like a blank check, basically, from the Russian government to make it. And so it's like, apparently like, super high scale. Yeah, yeah, no, I really want to watch it. I've seen clothes from it, it looks amazing, so. But, um, yeah, we'll get into the movie. Uh, it's so funny, there's actually, in the credits, I noticed Simon says uh, at the end, like, uh, music, J.S. Bach. Do you remember where the music is in this movie? Because this is literally, like, Linklater makes this point, like, there's, like, no music in this. And so when he hears it, he's, he says, like, you, it, like, startles you almost. Like, holy shit, there's, like, music all of a sudden. Oh, was it in the, uh, oh, it's the guy playing the piano, right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, apparently yeah. he's playing Bach, so, like, Cause I remember, it's so funny that that little moment gets, like, music, the J.S. Bach, it's, like, that little yeah, moment. Yeah, uh, but also, I just love, because I remember, I love how he's, like, playing the piano, it looks really cool, like. Yes, it's, like, it's, like, like but it's, uh, we'll get, to, I mean, we'll talk about that moment now, I guess, but, uh, because I love that moment, it's, like, this whole persona contradiction, where, like, you think you're getting this moment of peace, like, we're finally getting music, the guy playing the piano. Yeah. But, of course, this guy's, like, put, has a wine glass right on the oh, edge of the piano. Yeah. Uh, just like for no reason, and this fails to like ruin it almost. It feels yeah. like he did it on purpose. So. Base it does because if you notice, like it's uh, this is another one of those moments where like persona shows like automatic movements. It's yeah. like right when it falls, it hits the ground. Hard cut to like she's sweeping. Yeah, yeah. she like literally like as she's sweeping, she puts her broom down and goes to uh, get like the supplies to clean it up, like in yeah. one motion. Yeah. Like it just like all this like just normal to her. Like there's no yeah. reaction of like mad about it or anything. It's just like okay, that's what she does now. Yeah. yeah. It's honestly insane when I noticed that time, but... No, I noticed that this time because, it, to me, that's the moment where he decides he's going to kill the family, basically. Interesting. At that moment... Oh, yeah. like, you think he's trying to show mercy, almost. I like, think... I, I don't think he wants to kill the family at the very beginning whenever he gets there. I honestly no. don't think he does. I think after he sees how they treat her, that's yeah. whenever he... T- that's, that's whenever he kind of... And I think it's this moment where he, like, kind of, like, switches... But, like you think he's almost showing like mercy to her a little bit, like by ending this for her or what? Yes, that's how I yeah. read it. I yeah. thought I thought that no, him exactly. killing no. everyone and her was I him think, was him damn. like releasing her from her suffering. Yeah, almost. And, like almost like she can't see it, the suffering she's going through, yeah. so uh, he has to do it. Time. I think she sees the suffering she's going through too, but she can't. It's the thing like she can't do anything about. It. It's the whole assisted suicide thing, you know. It's like like yeah, she can't like, do anything about it because she can't. Like you know, it's like yeah, Michelle. This is she's one of my favorite characters too because. uh it's not that only she can't do anything. Because she, she almost in some ways realizes it more than he does. Um, like, do you remember in... Uh, 
what Chris Marker movie is it? Um, Letter Siberia, where it's I, I know it's because it's in my quotes where he says uh, it's something like their naivety is probably uh, better than our intelligence or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. forgot the exact quote, but basically like uh, we see people as naive as being stupid or something or innocent as being stupid, but like what I love about her, her character is like even though she kind of sees the same stuff he does. Like, in one of the most peaceful things in the movies is where, like, she's, like, just doing the laundry, you know, like, yeah. the water and stuff. Like, that's, like, to me, like, Brisson's reason why she does it still. You know, it's, like, those moments where she still gets to herself to, like, still just hear the water and do laundry by herself. Yes. You know, it's, like, those moments in life that you never talk about, really, that people usually keep going. Yeah. Right? Um, no, but I love what you're saying, dude, because it's, like, it's almost like you're saying, like... Yeah, like, he thinks he's showing mercy. He but thinks is he, he is. Yeah, yeah, is he, yeah. yeah in a way, he, yeah. you could say, like, the world is saying, like, yeah, like, that's actually a good thing for him to do, you know? Like, if you described her life on, like, a piece of paper, it would only be bad, basically, yeah. you know? Um, but we would still say he shouldn't do that. Yeah, let's describe her life on a piece of paper. Husband that hates her. Um, father. Taking it's her father, which is amazing. It no, it's not. Damn, I did not. Yeah, I thought that was her husband. He does this on purpose, though. He's definitely doing this on purpose. I literally husband. thought that was her husband. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, because, like... The kid that she's taking care of is this not being taken care of her, of her, of her by her actual children, who are the parents of it. So no, all this relationship, he's really just fucking so, with you. Yeah. Like he's he, honestly, this is where it's like kind of funny too, because it's like he's trying to up the sympathy as much as possible. You know, like oh, is he gonna curl this crippled kid and this old? <laughs> yes. <one?"> <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that's no, no, that's what he's doing. Though. I was like, is he really gonna like, kill this crippled kid? <laughs> no, that, that's what makes this like even more horrific than a lot of horror movies. You know, because even like. To me, what made me realize this time, like, this is kind of a horror movie in some ways. Um, oh, I was going to say, this is like this... literally the shot where, yeah. remember when he's following her to the countryside? Oh, It's yeah. literally like Michael oh, Myers or something, oh, yeah, where he's, so like, in the scary. background, like, following, like, oh, and man. we don't know if she knows that he's following or whatever, but... Still, it's the fact like, that we just don't have, like, an entryway into, like, what he's thinking. No, exactly. It's, like, exactly. it's like a big part well, we of it. That's like Michael Myers. Kill, or we just saw him kill two other people. Yeah, it's like, it's like all we, like, yeah. That's all we really need. Yes. Basically. Yes. Well, also, I mean, I can probably talk about but. The, the fact that this woman even like she even got her sympathy for her because like uh, or just uh, because she's like uh, if I could forgive anyone uh, if, I, if I could forgive people in the world if I was God I would forgive everyone basically yes. she's like the most forgiving person ever like, yeah and there's no in. reason behind it right? yeah it's just it reminds me of that uh, that quote from said from the devil probably where um, Michelle says yes but it, it won't be through reason or intelligence it'll be something else you know yeah. That's well, kind of like what this lady represents. She's almost. she's she's the one that kind of like sees not like sees the threads in general, but she understands that who we're seeing at this moment, like you've been saying this entire series, is not the whole of the person. It's yes. just a part, and she yes. that's what she's saying in that. She's like, I'm not going to judge you just because you killed these two people because I don't know what led to that. Basically, yes. this kind of love, like to, we're seeing, is like not rational at all because we've yeah. just seen him kill two people. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm sure. But we'll at get the same there. time, it's the most rational of all because we've seen the lead up to him killing those two yeah, people. Yeah, no, so. exactly. No, uh, that's what I love about this movie is like, it's not necessarily saying like it. It's a one to one, but you can see why he yeah. returned to this. You know. Um, but yeah, uh, to get to the movie itself, like, do you remember the opening shot of this movie during the credits? It's like this kind of. Do you do you know what this background is? No, no. it's the ATM. That they steal. They oh, later. And the reason I mentioned that is so this first shot, you see this like thin beam of light across this ATM as it's going, and then uh, at the very end, apparently you see. Uh, I don't even notice. I uh, Raymond Watkins pointed out this book that you see this red. You see a little blip of red, uh, of the red keyboard behind the ATM that they put in there, um, and he says like that's like a. 
like one of the examples of Brisson showing how he's going to use red in the movie as this like surprise kind of all of a sudden okay. that shows up. Um, but yeah, that's how the movie starts is like this uh, ATM that's going to come back later. Uh, but it really starts with uh, like you said, this kid. He is. It's funny. It's every person in this movie has their own justification. Yeah. Why none yes. of them want to take full blame? Like saying, I actually started this, right? Like this kid, he says. Because his father's not giving him the same amount of money that his friends do, he has to obviously go and turn to a, yeah. his friend to solve the problem. Very rich um, kid. Well, he has to pay. Too. He has to pay someone off too because he took a loan from someone. So, but see, I think that's what Brisson's saying. Like, yeah, it's a rich kid problem as us seen as a detached viewer. Yeah. But for this kid, he just sees it. But I'm poor compared yeah. to my friends. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I have to do something about it. I have to become rich like that. Yeah, like well, he's also yeah, we're seeing from an objective off, position. So. Yeah. He needs the money to pay someone off as well. Exactly. So he's so. even rich. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, we see him as a rich kid because of his surroundings, yeah. but he sees himself as a kid who's poor. Right. He's like, he actually yeah. needs money. Yeah. But his father won't give it to him. Um, but yeah, so then the I love so they I love how they go to the store with this counterfeit um, bill, and the friend is like, uh, besides your father gave it to because she's like, oh, do you have any smaller bills? And he's like, besides your father gave it to you. And then the well, kid's no, like, no, he did. He's like, yes, he did. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, this also this the scene, the shot of like him, uh, her holding up the bill is like so like ingrained in my mind. Huh. It's like it's, it's the it's, shot. It's, it's the head on their box. Yeah. Oh, like, oh yeah. And, and he's like, oh, cause this is another funny thing. It's like, why would you tell her to check it? He's like, uh, yeah. You can check it for yourself, you know. Yeah, uh, There's like the way she like she holds it up, but then she like switches it around. It's so like she's like holding it to the light. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, you can see like the background, like the windows. Even, I know that's a letterbox header. There should be a better one. I'm sorry. I love that one. I don't so, know. It's so good. I know you've already got the hand. Like we've already used that for a long time. Oh, Honestly, yeah. I, I, have to, I disagree with you. I think it's like amazing. Shot. I think it's like one of the. It's a great shot. It's shot a great movie. shot, but it's not a top ten to twenty shot in the movie. For sure. It's just like it kind of like perfect. It's like it's just it, it's it's that's, like, that, that's what the movie's yeah. about. It's money, you know. And she's like looking for the counterfeit too. Like, it's like perfect. Honestly, it even goes to the point of like saying no absolute value in the image. Like yeah. literally, like she's holding up a a bill she thinks is real, but it's actually fake. Yeah. Like literally has no value. <laughs> uh, Damn. But um, no. But yeah, the, the next thing is like they leave. She gets she gets yelled at by the boss. Yeah. Like, Why do you accept the counterfeit? Yeah. And it's so funny because it's another like example of no one wants to take blame. Yeah. Because yeah. she's like, but I just rejected one yesterday. Or uh, no, the guy's like, I just rejected one yesterday. But she, and then she's like, yeah, that. but two days ago you took a couple. Uh, no, yeah. I kept on waiting for this guy to get his comeuppance, but of course he's like out of the movie after this first part, basically. So he'll come back in a way like it's kind of Brisson's point, just another cool yeah. kind of twist that happens. But I'll I'll point that later. So, but right now this is the point I was talking about. Is like so that we just get that conversation of both of them kind of talking about how they both accepted counterfeit bills and stuff. Yeah. So they're both guilty. Hard cut to the white van. Oh, yeah. Well, he, the I I love it because the guys the guy you you can tell like. Even if we didn't have that scene of her saying, like, but you had you accepted two the day before or something, you could tell that he's done this before, that they've had this happen a lot. Because he's like, oh, I'll just pass it off to the next guy, basically. Yeah, it's so easy for them. I love exactly. that quote. Or, like, I don't remember the exact quote, but he's like, oh, I'll just pass it on. Because that's literally how this whole movie, like, how the chain reaction stars are just passing Maybe it's around. Maybe after he says that, it's the hard on. cut to, oh, yeah. this is the guy he's passing it on to. Yeah. And he can't really see what he's going to really do to this guy's yeah. life. No, you yeah. Know? Uh, and that's what I love about watching this rewatching because I know what's going to happen but at the same time it just like feels new watching it how it happens every time you know yeah. it's like just that brutal like now that I know he's how he's literally going to end up committing murder all that you know watching that just that glove enter for the first time it's just like so brutal yeah. to me it's like god no yeah. just like get away like <laughs> get out of the camera you know, it's like, like uh, I talk about Asai like kind of like being cruel to his character yeah. so it feels like that with Prasan you know yeah. 
It's like, yeah. just get out of there. Like, <laughs> leave. That's like, but that's that feeling you get with a horror movie. You know, it's like, you want yeah, the characters to get out of there sure. and they can't do it. It's like, it kind of feels like that. Yeah, um, watching this the first time, like, since I know it's been a long time for you, Danny, and probably for you, Luke, like, watching it the first time, it's just like every reveal of this guy's life is just like a gut punch. Oh, because yeah. it's like the first time he gets home, he sees the suit, like, you just see his daughter for the first time and everything like that. Like, yeah. you just see everything that he's, that he, he's, he's about lose. to lose. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, like, um, you're like, like okay, by the way, now that you brought that up, I, I, I mentioned earlier the, a movie I thought of in terms of this movie is Cure. Uh, yes. Cure but I, I was wondering if you thought the same, like, maybe one element of the movie is, like, uh, kind of separate from, like, the, uh, you know, money being, you know, God incarnate, basically. It's, like, uh, what what this situation can do to an ordinary man to turn him in. This is what, like, yes. human beings are just capable of. Yes. Uh, in the right situations. Yes. I sort of think about that, like, it's Cure. Like, Cure's, I think, a lot about that. Like, how we all kind of have... Despite like how good of a person we are, we still have this something in us. Yeah. Like, yes. That can come out in the right situations. Yes. Obviously, yes. Cure is like more like supernatural, no, but it's like more of I feel like it's more. But there's still a killer in that one in this one. No, yeah, Cure, exactly. Cure's supernatural is like how is he making this person do this ordinary yeah. person do this, and that's exactly, exactly how you're saying like large yeah. like how are, how is this how is how is society making this ordinary person do this? Yeah, it's like. So. Right, so that's like, like a big said, element. Like, of it. Unknown force that's yeah. driving us against our will, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. like. Uh, no, damn. There's a lot, there's I like, need to watch Cure again for sure. Oh, it's so oh yeah. I need to watch it again too. I have well, the I have the Criterion five. Right now, so. Damn. But uh, <laughs> you know he uh, he gets in trouble. Uh, he basically gets the bill. They give it to him, and he tries to pay at the uh, the restaurant, which is the hand you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, where he pushes the waiter. And it just hangs on the close up of his hand. Uh, just like so another good. kind of like connection shot, you know. It's like yeah. this hand is gonna, this moment is gonna lead to so much more, you know. And you just uh, hear like all the commotion in the background. Yes, like yes. doesn't even need to see. Because it, you really. could think like if he didn't push the waiter there, what would the court system and the cops think of him? Like if he had just been a normal guy and not like done that and not been aggressive, basically. Yeah. Would they have taken him more seriously about his charge? No. Because he already like proved to them that he's an aggressive type yes, that can, yes. that is like prone to violence yes. and stuff like this, you know. So no, they're already like, uh, against him after he did this. So and it, it's like almost like Brasan is showing like more kind of like compassion by showing like there are guys, people like this too, right? That just like they didn't, he didn't think about it too much like that exactly. He just it was oh, the he's moment a, he did it. He's a very charming uh, fat character in this moment. <laughs> in this moment, yeah. Just like standing up for yourself. Basically. Yeah, no, so, he has that rebellious attitude, but it's yeah. like he doesn't think about the greater consequences. You know, he kind of has that kind of. Uh, Doing yeah, just like um, everyone else in this movie, like basically. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, silly to me too. And but, yeah. to kind of go with that is like uh, Harun Faraki. Um, I mentioned a couple times, uh, experimental director. Uh, he wrote about this scene, especially this hand. I love his quote, so I'll read it. His quote. We see his hand grabbing the waiter and pushing him away. While the sound of the waiter falling against the table is heard, uh, Vaughn's hand pauses. It shakes from the strain. A hand, as if it had just thrown a pair of dice. Dice are an image of fate as well as killing time. Yeah, that's I love a, that. No, it's that's exactly, like, that's exactly how, how I think exactly of that how moment. Hands, exactly how your hands are whenever you And basically he's just thrown it. his like, yeah. dice you know, in that moment right there. Yes. You know? Now it's like kind of out of his control, basically the rest of this movie in some ways. Uh, no, I just love that. So, uh, but we, we, we'll keep going in the movie. Uh, we go back to the, uh, the, uh, I call him, like, I'll call him Robin Hood, basically. He's the Robin Hood character of this movie. Uh, the guy that basically helps put, um, him in jail, put Vaughn in jail for the first time, the kid, uh, at the photography Was this the guy that you were saying earlier, like, this is the guy who's love, who's advocating for money, but, like, he's, he's got this love of money, but he's advocating for it, for, like, a good way, kind of? 
Did I say that? You said something like we have these characters that ab- that always advocate for money in, in Brisson movies in like a good way. I remember I saying that about uh, no. To me, this that's the character in the prison that's saying money got oh and God oh okay like yeah, that yeah. like that's the guy like Balthazar yeah who's, like, talking to Marie you know who like sees God like money's what they believe. yeah that's their kind of motivating factor you know like that's. That's a good example because the guy in this prison scene who's saying money got, got incarnate, like you can, he's literally seeing money as his way of like his reason for living to get out of the prison, you know. Yeah. And he's trying to encourage him to his uh, bond that way. Um, but that's a you know that's true for a lot of people. So, um, but uh, uh, I love this. Uh, it, uh, where was I in the movie actually? You were talking about the Robin Hood guy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We see the uh, we see the Robin Hood guy. Um, I kind of I'm kind of out of order right now because uh, there's a we we forgot that I forgot the scene where uh, there's like a quick moment where the Robin guys in the dark you guys know what a dark room is yeah. in photography yeah, yeah the Robin Hood guys in the dark room with the manager for we don't hear what they say but it's pretty obvious where he tells them to lie um, and then the guy of red yes yeah heavy red yes yeah, yeah this this dark room yeah um, but then he basically lies and that's why he lies to the people uh, the cops when uh, they come to check on him. Uh, but uh, he gets arrested after that because the because of that guy lies, uh, and I love they're like t- there's like a quick scene where they talk to a lawyer to see what they can do about it. Yeah, and lo- it's so funny. Lawyers like uh, your boss must see your name is cleared. It's only right, <laughs> and it's just like no mention of the boss ever in the movie. Like there's not even like they don't yeah. care at all what happens to him. And it's just like just a, such a true thing, you know. It's like of course the lawyers yeah. say that, but yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. there's there's no help waiting for this guy. Um, but then it, we do get to him at the court scene and it's just like every time you think you're gonna get maybe a little resolve or something like there is a resolve of okay uh he does get granted leniency yeah you know but the judge says uh be grateful for the leniency you've been shown yeah. today and because like, it's I, like, like and like and he's like he's also uh, said like uh, look what you've done to these like uh, honest people like yes, great people yes, like, yeah just like even in this like good moment for him it's like, it's like rubs it it's just, yeah it's, it's like well, you're dude, proving it's how like, bad this world is in the first place oh yeah, for you know? sure because like he says all that, and then he's like, oh, you're great, you get leniency because these kind people didn't decide to press, or, like, didn't make you pay this back. And it's like, that already shows you that, they're, that their guilty conscience is obviously getting to them. Exactly. Because, like, he's, they know, like, he, they know at the very least he's going to lose his job. Yes. And they don't care, really, what happens after that. But, like, it's so just, like, oh, it's just so gross. Like, yeah, no, exactly, it's so gross. Exactly. Yeah. But you just have to watch it happen, you know? It's yeah. like... It just like because you uh, understand why this guy's so fucking mad, obviously, because you are. <laughs> whenever you're watching this shit, and like I put in my notes, like uh, you in this moment, you feel you watch like a system that wrongly, wrongfully convicts you, and then tells you to thank for thank you for it after. Yeah, you know, it's like, and he just and I love his reaction to because he is kind of like he has that rebellious face to him, like he just doesn't say anything uh, when the scene ends. Um, and then I mentioned the dark room because we come back to uh, Lucian. That's the Robin Hood character's name. Uh, great name too, honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the boy, the Robin Hood character, asks the manager. He's like kind of worried. He's like, "What? What's the punishment for perjury?" And the guy yeah. just says, "Don't worry about it." And uh, you see, and then the the uh, Robin Hood character literally just says, "I see." And every time a Brisson character says, "I see," like you should kind of just like be on alert because like that's a big yeah. deal for Brisson because like uh, he's literally in a dark room. Yeah. yeah. And when he says, "I see," that's kind of why I've been calling him Robin Hood because that's kind of his moment of realizing like this guy just doesn't really care about him. You know. Oh, for sure. He's only yeah. trying to get out of it. Um, I think in my head that's kind of where he makes this turn. Really, of like he's kind of fuck over this guy because that's I think we show 
It's maybe not the next scene, but he does end up robbing them. Well, he's... Yeah, well, I, I love, like... Because it, it shows, like, him robbing the store in, in air quotes whenever the boss is out the first time because he, like, marks up the prices on the cameras to get, like... A, That's a good idea, Pocket honestly. a couple extra... Ca- a couple extra I love just the process so. he shows of him doing yeah. this. Like, no explanation, but it's just, like, very smooth movements of, like, putting this sticker that he obviously plays. Yeah. And then the guy's, like... Yesterday, this was a different price. Doesn't yeah. say anything. And, he, and that guy's like, all right, fine, I'll still pay. He still buy it. Yeah. And then when he, like, takes, like... I'm taking the, notes. Yeah, well, it's yeah, like... Yeah, and, yeah. and whenever he leaves the sticker in the book, it's, it's like, does he want to be found out so he can be let go? Because he already made this plan, basically. Like, he already has the keys. Yeah. Like, whenever he's let go and leaves that day, he meets his friends and he shows He doesn't give himself really easily. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah, honestly, he might have got pop on purpose. It kind of seems like that. Yeah, because he wants, like, he wants to fuck this guy over now. Yeah. Like, he's a, especially um, since like, uh, this is uh, what I probably noticed. Is like, okay, so he does. Uh, the guy gets caught, and then uh, he, the Robin Hood says, "I thought dishonest people had an understanding." Yeah, which is yeah. so funny. Um, it's such a good point. But uh, I think his bigger point is he basically knows this guy can't do anything worse to him. Oh, for sure. Because what well, he's gonna get, he already knows what this guy's really done. You know, yeah. so it's like in a way, this is our world where like. If you're not innocent, you actually get off better than if you're totally innocent like Vaughn is. You know, who yeah. actually gets it off worse versus this guy who's like, because he's part of the crime, he actually kind of gets off easier in this case. Well, I mean, how do you think, like, mafia, like, the mafia have survived for so long? They just got dirt on judges <laughs> and shit like that. Like, yeah. that's all, like, if you have dirt on people, that's all that really matters. Like, uh, well, so. I mean, um, what's the Scorsese movie? The, the Departed. It's kind oh, of about yeah. that, how, like, basically everyone yeah. is ratting on each other, like, yeah. the whole time, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone had, was, like, information was powered. Like yeah, the final, final shot movie, Lily's a Rat, running, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, basically, yeah. Honestly, that movie has a very similar killing to the end of The Devil Probably, where we just see, is it Leo that just dies at the very end? Uh, or Matt Damon. Or Matt Damon yeah, at the very he, end. Yeah, because he kills, yes. and then, so as soon as he, like, he's, like, walking out the elevator, right? Yes. Or walking in the elevator, I don't Something know. like that, but it's just a very sudden death all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I just thought of that, but... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, he gets rid. Uh, he gets. Uh, he get, They kick him out basically, and he's walking with his friends. And this is like one of the most common phrases I feel like I hear in some kind of way. Is uh, he tells his friends, uh, "One day uh, I'll be good when I'm rich." Um, it's kind of this idea of like, okay, I'll be I'll be a bad person now, or I'll just do whatever I do to make money now. But in the future, you know, then I'll be a good person. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I, just, I like, mean, I feel like that's how every billionaire starts, basically. Yeah, yeah. They're like, that's... oh, I'm just gonna. Fuck over all these people now. Whenever I get money, I'll like I'll give it back. I'll give it back. So, I'll yeah. start an organization of my yeah. own, like the Bill Gates Foundation, and then we'll get you know yeah. tax write-offs and pocket some money. That's basically, yeah. and we'll just hold huge galas for ourselves and yes, stuff. Sir. Found it, uh, American dream, American yeah, dream. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> this is where I, I mentioned a scene earlier where we it cuts to the this kid that kind of started it all. And he like can't help himself. He has to keep going. So he goes and like sticks his tongue out at the at the woman uh, he fucked yeah. over. Yeah. And the woman's like, like classic care move. She's like, I gotta take this too far. She's like you know, I gotta take it farther. So she goes to the school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I get this kid in trouble. Damn. Uh, <laughs> which would be so funny. Like imagine a kid being like, damn, this lady like came all the way to the school. <laughs> that's that's, uh, something similar happens in a brightest summer day, right? When I don't uh, know, I, I barely remember that movie. Blake, it's been a while. At the beginning of the movie, when or uh, when. Um, Chaucer, like he, uh, it's like they, they, they like, uh, they point flashlights at people and stuff, and then, uh, then the person whoever he ever just did that to, like, went to his, his school, and then they're sitting, it has the shot of them sitting there, and they gets called. I mean, it's a very, I, I, I don't remember it exactly, okay. but I 
can easily believe that being a bear sign. Okay, yeah. Sorry, it immediately thought of that. But uh, to keep going to the movies, the the kid does have to come back home, and the mother, uh, instead of like saying he did something wrong, she tells him deny everything, stand your ground. Uh, basically, being being like uh, continue lying, basically. Yeah. And she, uh, she goes <laughs> to solve the problem for him, which is, uh, do you guys remember how? Oh, she's just, just paying him exactly, yeah. like proving Brisson's point that money is God. Yeah. Because. Uh, uh, I know you mentioned how this manager guy, you kind of wish to see him get his come up some more often. But to me, this is important both for this kid and for the manager. They both kind of resolve their tension the same way with money. Yeah. It's, uh, it solves this guy's, this kid's problem. Just pay him off. And then also solves this manager problem where he felt like he got robbed by the guy. But then when he sees, like, the Robin Hood check he gets back in return, he, like, has his tears in his eye, you know, and his problem yeah. solved, too, you know? Uh, and that's the power of money in this world. Uh but um, to keep going, uh, we come back to uh, Vaughn, who there's that scene of him getting the plan from the guy where he like sits at the cafe a while yeah. and the guy talks to him. Um, yeah, he Vaughn's persona setting up a heist movie, you know. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, that basically leads us to the heist. Oh, where, yeah. uh, the most persona heist. Did you see this coming ever. as a heist? Because no. I've seen this movie so many times, but did you see what was going on in terms of like he's going to get the plan? For a heist, because he said but there's barely no words. There's, there's like the he, he puts on the map, but I love yeah. how he does the map because it's like little two very small. Uh, yeah, there's like uh, it's like how he's supposed to know. What it, yeah, like, like how whatever, like he's just like he's gonna help have like, no find this later. Like whenever almost, I saw the map, I knew it was probably gonna be either a getaway driver or he's just going to pick someone up or something like that. Right. And that's that's what he's doing. That's but I didn't know that I was going to be there robbing a bank and taking all these okay, hostages yeah. and shit. Like, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't think he knew that either. I don't think he knew that problem. either, yeah. <laughs> he's as surprised as we are. Which is the other point uh, of the movie, right? It's like, we don't know what we're getting into. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this whole scene's like the most personal way to ever shoot Oh, it's, it's amazing, dude. It's like so silent. And then like, we get that one gunshot of the, where chaos happens. He's trying to decide if he should leave or not. Uh, he's like holding the wheel. He turns the gas on still like standing there for a while yeah. and he finally starts to drive off cops well, well no no cause, cause the cops, cops when they come back, yeah, oh yes, yes. They, they, and then they, they, they look at him and they come back and, and then he goes there's that moment where like if he would just wait a little bit longer the cops might have just kept going yeah you know there's like the little moments like in the movie like if he just made a little decision something else maybe yeah. he would have been fine you know but, yeah, but he decides to go a little too early maybe like maybe the same way as like with the hand uh He's kind of like an emotional person. Yeah, it's it's, it's an like, impulse, like it's an thing. impulse, like, exactly, exactly. Um, but it's like it's just one of the most efficient car crashes too. It's just one like, of those because he's too. He focuses uh, on the pedal more than pedal, the pedal. Uh, well, he shoots the pedal, uh, rear mirror, side mirror, pedal, yeah. rear mirror, side mirror. Then wide shot of the car crashing, and there's like two shots of it crashing, and that's it. Yeah, it's like and then wow. uh, uh, this is one of my best examples of like I mentioned this on like some of the other episodes where like there are examples of movies like. Where you could see it as a miracle just based on perspective. Yeah. Um, and the, the reason I mention that is like, so we get this crash, all of a sudden he crashes, and then it cuts to her in the police station, and she says he would be in the hospital if he was hurt. Yeah. Basically, seen as like, what it just happened as a positive. Damn. You know, like, uh, you know what she's saying, because like, she's, at least he's not hurt, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I just love that moment too, because like, it's like these hard cuts all of a sudden, you know, like, uh, you think something bad that happened, and then he undercuts it with a hard cut, and vice versa. Yes, yes. Um, it's one of those examples. Uh, and then it, it does hang for a long time, where the cop tells her she can't talk to him before a trial, his trial. Yes. And it just hangs for a long time. On a, she just sits there, like kind of thinking. Uh, it's a brutal shot, you know. Like uh, I kind of, I think I mentioned this with the, 
uh, stalker. Uh, like at the beginning of the stalker with the wife, he yes. kind of abandons. Yes. And he, uh, how Tarkovsky's camera kind of focuses on her a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of this too. Like he's focusing on like this is just another like fall off of this uh, what this kid did at the beginning in some ways. Yes, you know, yeah. like what's going to happen in her life too, not just his. Um, it's like it's just affecting more people than exactly, think, like yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, so this the next thing is then him getting sentenced. And this is the best example of red in the movie for me. Okay. And this example I've oh, talked about. Oh, is it the, the rose? Are the yes, rose red? The rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like a bright red. Uh, and uh, James Quan in like the A to Z video, he says that uh, even the judge kind of looks like Brasan too. <laughs> I didn't he even realize. Does. Uh, he probably sees it more than I do, but he kind of does a little bit. Like a younger Brasan. Okay. Almost kind of emphasizing this point of like Brasan judging his characters kind of thing as, yeah. a, as a director does. Um, and then uh, Raymond Watkins mentions a different critic who pointed out that Another reason why the red hits so hard in the mo- in the movie is like right when the ro- ro- robes of red enter the scene be- behind the white background that we get, yeah. uh, you hear uh, someone in the court yell "Lacour" really loud, which means the court. Oh. And so it's like he says it's almost emphasizing like the red and that the court scream at like, the same time just gives it like yeah. that that visceral reaction yeah. of red. And just, honestly, like, I thought it was. I think the first time I watched this, I thought it was like a Catholic church because like I thought they were cardinals mm. at first. And I don't know exactly. if that's like I, no. There's definitely that thing is he's kind of comparing all like authority figures in the yeah. same kind of yeah. way. Um, like the same way I mentioned the poli- the police. Yeah, the he's priests. like blending the line in a way. Yeah, like, yeah. These characters that judge. Yeah. You know, um, before anything else, like because if you think about it, a judgment requires you s- saying you have knowledge about a person. You know, but like Brisson's whole thing is we truly yeah, can't we know a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone's um, mysterious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh. Then we go to, uh, he gets arrested, they tell him, um, <clears throat> he has to go to jail. Do you remember how long this shot is of him, uh, getting in this van and it parks, the prison bus parks? Dude? Oh, cause, okay, there's one thing I love about this scene, is how they literally make them pick up their own luggage while in the handcuffs. It's yeah. like... But dude, it's also perfectly rhythmic, it's like, dude, it's so, yes. like, satisfying to watch sound-wise and stuff. Like, uh, but just like, it, there's something about that that I just, I find so, like sticks in my mind like no and it's funny I think he does it because he comes back to this later yeah okay, when the yeah. other kid also gets arrested it's the same exact yeah, shot the yeah, same yeah, way they yeah. all get off the same way I think that's why he spent so much time on it kind of just being like just another example now, now another guy's here yeah, yeah, this yeah, happens yeah. all the time it's, it's like the initiation yeah, into the prison like, and like almost like he could have followed a different guy that also gets on this bus yeah. that gets off this bus you know yeah 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 uh, but yeah um but then it cuts to... Uh, funny I mentioned that, because it cuts to him, Vaughn, getting arrested, and then it cuts to the guy stealing the safe. Okay, uh, yeah. Just the safe empty, which I love. Damn. And uh, this is one of the most insane uh, kind of Brisson moments of him just filming empty spaces. Is this scene of, like, he shows the empty uh, safe, and then he follows these kids as they're, like, going to the train station and stuff. Yeah. But he hangs so long on these doors, doorways, yes. the hallways of, like, the stairs to the train station, the, like... He hangs a long time on, like, the train after it leaves. Yeah. Of just, like, the empty tunnel. Like, just... It's honestly... Like, you know, he's just kind of... He's gone, just going crazy with all these, like, Dude empty spaces. Dude loves doors. Honestly. Yes, yes. I, was, I, remember, I remember that quote I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot what you said, but I remember yeah, what you were saying. I remember, I remember, I remember. Yeah. I'll have to find it. It was a pro-door quote. It's a very pro-door yes. quote. And this is the most door movie, too, so... <laughs> most it makes sense. Movie. It makes most sense. What, what's, what's the most door movie you think? Just this in one, general. This one. <laughs> it's one of, them. one of them. Okay. A great door movie is Kiristami's, uh the one with the kid, the first one. Oh, where's, where's Friends house? house? Where's Friends House? That guy. Yeah. Remember the guy where he literally makes doors? 
Yeah. They're like walking through all the doors he's made. It's like one of my favorite scenes. Like he was the movie I've seen. Okay. Wait, He Was Holiday. He Was Holiday is a fantastic door movie. So is Playtime, honestly. Literally, the, 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 the noises there. on the doors okay. are just amazing. That's another Brisson thing, too, is the noises sure. at the doors, yeah. not just the doors, you know, like... Uh, is it this movie or was it The Devil Probably that just had the shot of like the key being stuck in the hotel door? Well, oh, yeah, Playtime is also holy shit. Yeah, oh, Playtime. Yeah, oh my god. Big yeah. Oh. I mean, Playtime has one of the best door scenes yes. where there's no sound of the door. Yeah. We and, about and, and the yeah, one, we talk, about and the, one the club when they're like uh, and the club. Yeah, yeah and the club. Yeah. There's other ones too. There has to be. Oh, the, the Eiffel Tower the shot Eiffel Tower with the shot. door. There's on all the other shots. The too. elevator doors. The sound, I was literally just about to say the sound of the elevator door yes. is so pleasing in the movie too. Oh. Tati, the Tati might be the door no, director. No, 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 oh, no, no, he no, might no. be. He is might. there an edit for playtime doors and playtime? I don't think. I'll so. make one. <laughs> <laughs> I need to honestly. It's like doors and Tati. Honestly. You probably could. No, but this is like coming soon. I need to start like keeping ideas in my head for directors, and then the next time I watch them, like kind of keep them in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I might, I might. I might, I might hook that one up for the, the door channel, one would be good. for the Tati door one. Cause, cause it's not just cause I mean, my uncle, the 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 garage door, is in my uncle. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, another door. Uh, oh fuck, just the gate in my uncle too. Tra- traffic, <laughs> the car doors. Yes. I mean, holy shit. No, Tati's a huge door guy. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I can't lie. What? That's just the monster who looks all. Oh. Life. Also, the the door being uh, propped open by the wind in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy uh-huh. shit, Tati! I think Tati's the goat door. It's director. crazy. Tati I, I, has so many little moments that stick out in your head. Oh, you know, there's so many. Damn. Holy shit. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, but was there that shot? Again? Was that shot in this movie, or was that in the last one? I don't of know what, what you're talking what? about. Of the the key just sticking out of the like hotel door, because that made me think of Viva the War, obviously. But because <laughs> I remember Gentle Woman. You know, yeah, because I remember you we mentioned that. that. You I mentioned, remember Gentle Woman starts like that with a key in a door. And I yeah, mentioned that, that was a V-Logo. Yeah, so I remember you, we brought oh, that yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. There was another scene. There was another, I think there was another one, this one, where I thought where I was like, oh, that looks basically the exact same. So You might be right. It wasn't a close-up, though, so... But uh, no, but uh, to go to another kind of door scene is maybe uh, is when he see talks to his wife for kind of the last time he sees her anyway. Uh, this honestly maybe there's a lot of brutal scenes in this movie, but this one's really brutal. Where like uh, all she says is "Remember Vaughn, we parted without ever having been fought." And then he says, "When I get out, I'll work hard as I can. The three of us will start over." And then she just starts walking off, and he goes, "Where are you going? Come back." Damn. And it's just a shot of it hangs so long of her just walking out of the prison as he watches. Is that the last time we see her too? Yes. Or? Okay. Because nice. the rest of her communication with him is through letter. Oh my god. And uh, the reason I point that out is because th- that's another reason why I wanted to use this kind of poster from the beginning. Uh, that poster. Yeah. Is because uh, those uniforms like almost represent to me like the way <laughs> it's like they they become the viewer in some ways. Like, yeah. Uh, the way I'll point it out later, but like. Uh, Every time they read a letter, it's, like, so objective, but it yeah. makes it so much brutal more for it, you know? Because, like, they're reading what he's about to read, but they're reading from such, like, a detached perspective. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. makes you think of it detached that way, you know? It's like, oh, they're just reading another letter, and it says, like, uh, like, the same, like, the letter uh, that she writes the first time is something like, uh, um, uh, I have it here. Oh, yeah, it says, uh, the daughter's died, and that's why she couldn't say anything. Yeah, but it's like really like the we just watch it like uh, I wrote, I put in my notes. It's like a Versov like scene of watching the letter travel from uh, like uh, the beginning of the mail as the mail truck arrives to how it arrives to Vaughn. It's yeah. like almost like the same way like Versov showed like the bread 
um, going from the beginning yeah. of the bakery to like the the shelf. Yeah. But it's like it's like Brisson's version of showing this letter, but it's like a brutal way of showing it. You know, yeah. like it goes through like all these ways, and it goes to the this mail clerk reading it just such a from a dis- detached perspective about a. And then, uh, and then we finally see Vaughn read it after we already know what it says. Yeah, well, we don't even see him read it. I think. I think it just cuts to him like face down with the pillow. Cause, yeah, because it's by oh, side. It's and by side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why that's the guy. Really the guys peek at it basically. And the, they say one of my favorite yeah. lines, which is kind of a, a very Buddhist idea again, where he says, "We fear death because we love life." Yeah. And that's all he says. And they just both. And then they, they tear. Toast they yes, tell the story. Yeah. Just. Damn. It's just. It's just so many things. Emotional. It's a very beautiful moment. I really like that moment with the two prisoners, dude. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. We fear death because we love life. Uh, no. And then they just toast. So and then they, they hide the alcohol back under the yeah. bed too. That little moment. Uh, and then it cuts back to uh, we followed the Robin Hood character again, where uh, well it's actually the manager now. This is the letter he receives. Of course, this guy receives the good letter. You know, it's yeah. like I I just realized in my head like Brisson's even comparing those two. It's like Vaughn receives like a letter of terrible news. And this guy who doesn't deserve it receives, like, this letter of getting more money he doesn't deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Where he says, you played a nasty trick on me. I played an even nastier one on Vaughn, but I forgive you. Accept this check from your former assistant. Dude. And just, like, there's more reasons this world's kind of fucked up, you know, but also, like, he's for showing an act of kindness, you know? He's, like, yeah. forgiving him in a way. So it's... it's there's nothing clear in this movie, really. Uh it's so funny because the manager reads it and he has this, like, yeah. this tear down his eye. It's like the... Yeah. I remember you, I think, mentioned, like, when we see Brisson's crying, like, we always see the tear down. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, and this one, it's like, he's kind of making fun of that in a way. It's like, of course, yes. it's, like, it's like, this is his emotional moment. Well, you know, he just received This also money. connects to what the, the, yeah. the assistant guy said earlier about when he's rich, he's gonna, he'll be good. Yeah, no, he actually holds, that's why I'm calling yeah. him Robin Hood, because he actually kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. he tries to show a uh, hold to that. And so, uh, but even then, is it, it, will that, re- is that redeem him? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the question is yes. And then, um, do you guys remember Orsini? Orsini? Orsini. Yes, yeah. In Man Escaped. Yeah. Oh. Uh, do you remember, like, that, my favorite line where they're, like, they say, like, uh, basically, Orsini, like, he was a, a man who, whose, like, wife cheated on him, but now, uh, after, like, basically being in prison, he's kind of redeemed himself yeah. and stuff. Or he's, forget- or he's forgotten. Or forget he's forgotten over time yeah. or something like that. Uh, it's basically very similar to how they start talking about him in this mo- in this scene. Because, uh, uh, they keep talking, we see a few shots of, like, the letters being returned, all of his letters being returned, you know, that's not a good sign, obviously. Uh, and then um, they keep making fun of him, like, you know your letters are being returned, like, he's ignoring them, and then he says, uh, one of them says, uh, another woman who can't live without a man, and then it says, uh, some other guy says, yeah, without hanky-panky, or something like that. <laughs> uh, but it's, like, the same kind of idea, like, in Orsini is, like, a character who actually makes it through, you know, over time, and this movie is, like, the opposite. Like, a guy that has had that beaten down to him, but, like, he goes the other way. You know, he yeah. does snap. Yes. Like, it's, like, uh... Yeah, it's like another one of those no hope kind of uh, situations that's fun to compare with the Manscaped, where we do see more of that hope in the movie. Um, yeah, and then because that's when he, he freaks out on one of the guys, he he puts up the. Uh, um, it's like a. It's like a strainer. A strainer, yeah, he yeah. picks up a strainer, exactly, yeah. Picks up a strainer, and this is, I think, what you were saying earlier in terms of like maybe if he hadn't pushed the guy earlier. They wouldn't have actually thought he was going to hit him here, but because Basically, he did that, yeah. like they did, they won. They might not have thought he was trying to kill a guard, yeah. which I, obviously he wasn't. Well, is it obvious? Wasn't. I think it's obvious because we also have said though that he's an impulsive guy. I don't think know? he was going for the guard. I think he was going for one of the prisoners. No, I think. <laughs> but way, no, all that, they say but yeah. is he was going to commit murder. Yeah, and then because he does get arrested, and one of the while well, they're arresting him, the cop says, 
one of the cops says, "In here, a man who's never killed is more dangerous than a serial can be more dangerous than a serial killer." Yeah, yeah. And I kind of love that because it's like, to me, I, I, how I read that is like, he almost sees it like he might as well commit a punishment to fit the crime he's already been convicted of. You know, yeah. like he might as well do something because like he's already in this world anyway. Uh, but no, he gets forty days of solitary confinement, and uh, it's this is it's like. Brisson, this is like the one movie Brisson literally gives you no mercy because it's like in my notes it's like he gets condemned 40 days solitary confinement then it's the third time we get a letter this time the letter says uh, Vaughn we yeah. won't meet again I've decided to start a new life Damn. just all back to back like no mercy and this one uh, they decide to hold though like they don't send this to him out is that just because he's oh, in they solitary do hold the letter. confinement maybe it's or because is that he's like, in solitary I don't know I didn't know if that was it because he was in solitary confinement or because they were like oh he can't take this right now <laughs> probably that's why yeah. like both maybe because we do know he gets this letter later yeah, he doesn't yeah, yeah. Um, But this is why I also, like, in my notes, I put, like, this is, that moment is kind of, like, makes this movie, in some ways, the opposite of Pickpocket, you know? Because, like, let's say she decides to stay with him. Oh, yeah. You could say yeah. that's Pickpocket's ending. But because she decides yeah. not to stay with him, you know, like, this movie keeps going on in, like, just a more depressing way, whereas yeah. Pickpocket has that helpful ending, you know, like, they have, well, he has her, you know, to yeah, keep going for her. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I might make this the intro of the podcast. But it's like it's a noise I'll never forget is when he's just like scraping the yeah. cup on the ground oh, okay, yeah. as he's in solitary, you know, yeah. just like super rhythmic. Um, we get like a, a, a shot that's super similar to the shot Man Escaped, where it's just the peephole and a, like close up, and just the door and the peephole like looking back at him. Yeah. Um, I, I actually need to, I need to compare the shots because I'm pretty sure they're almost exactly the same. Uh, but then uh, it's a uh, we find out that he's been hiding all these pills. Uh, to basically, like, kill himself. Yeah. Uh, and he takes the pills, and we hear the ambulance, and then we hear those two guys in the cell, uh, and the, yeah. one of them's praying, he, and he, uh, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, don't mind me, I always pray for the ones who killed themselves. Yeah. And this is, like, another one of those moments where a hard cut kind of, like, reveals a positive and a negative. It's like, we think he's killed himself. Yeah. Hard cut to the hospital uh, beeping sounds that, like, reveal that he's still alive. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of just like a depressing moment, but it's still and, and then even a hopeful then, moment. And, and, and then, like, right afterwards, it's like, he, he gets out, but immediately the guy that, like, basically put him in this mess gets to the prison. Yes. Like, yeah. Immediately, yes. like... And do you remember, because he, he, we also get a judgment scene with him. Okay, it's almost yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. he gets a lighter judgment, too, because, like, if you notice, the, his judges aren't wearing red. Yeah. And he's okay. s- sitting for some reason on the opposite side of the court. Yeah. Like, he's not even sitting on the same side that Vaughn is, so it's, like, almost like Brisson's kind of saying, like, different people are judged differently. Well, he has know? money, so... He has money, class, like, basically, yeah. Uh, but but he is funny though because he does say uh, um, he's getting judged and he says uh, uh, he said he was like uh, why do you they ask him something I forget what they ask him and he says he uh, says he hopes to be acquitted or if not then to escape yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no they say be honest like what what do you plan to do or something he says I hope to be acquitted or if not then to escape and then the judge says your words may turn uh, the judges against you. A man escape too? <laughs> no, but I, <laughs> we get his escape. No, but attempts, actually, so. I think yeah, that's yeah, what this yeah. guy is. Though he's yeah. supposed to be the man escape guy. The guy's yeah. always looking for a way out. You know, like uh, he's because he even says in the next scene uh, when we do uh, um, when they kind of when they do meet in the prison, like at the church sermon, he says, "I'm serious. I know a way. I have a plan." Yeah. That's yeah. like literally something man escape, Fontaine says in the man escape, basically. Yeah, like is. when he tells to the young guy, he says like something like, "I have a plan. I know yeah. a way out." Uh, yeah. So it's almost like there's these uh, there's these other movies of Brisson's in this movie, you know, in the background and stuff. Like you could see with different yeah. characters and stuff. Also, it's fascinating that like we're talking about so much, and it's like this movie's still like eighty minutes. Yeah. Exactly. I, it's like it's 
literally, okay, I don't know if we meant, literally no shot is wasted in this movie. It's like literally just no, like... No, every shot tells It's like so something. perfect. That's what I don't, I'm saying. It's like, like, this, it's like this movie's like so perfect, it's like, it, 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 it pisses me off sometimes. Like, it pisses me off sometimes. I will say like, it's not always, it's almost like when I just binge watch Persan, it's like I start noticing a lot more where I'm like, like a normal movie will show like, okay, a character's being attacked by a lion or something. Persan will show yeah. that shot in one shot. And then move on. And then a normal movie has to take like ten shots to show it. It's yeah. gonna show from like seven different angles. Be uh, like the whole high section would be like yeah, a whole yeah. like hour. For, like, and then I'm like, what am I? Like when I'm in Brisson mindset, I'm like, just show it in one shot. Move on. You know, yeah. we got it. The guy attacked the lion. The lion <laughs> let's, keep it, let's keep it pushing. You know. Like, uh, no, that's yeah, yeah. No, I love how you said that because like, um, yeah, this movie flows so by, but oh there's so gosh. much to talk about. It's so, it's, uh, but then he's uh, back in the cell. He's, I do uh, love that judgment scene, honestly. Are we? Uh, did we? No, we've did, already skipped uh, with the or, kid. Right? Yeah, because yeah, like yeah, yeah. I love how like it's it. Well, first he's judging him at church, obviously. Like Prasad loves to do this, do shit like this with people judging. But um, he's literally like saying like I've got I, I've got a way to escape. Like you were saying, like it's foolproof or whatever. And he's like I would rather kill you than escape with you. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like oh he's like I'm showing you a way out. Why don't you just like I, I like I don't have a guilty conscience or anything. He's like I'm your guilty conscience. Oh my so, god. So the tagline is you have me on your conscience. Yeah, you have me on your conscience. And now you'll pay for it. Yeah. Damn. Oh, it's so That's good. Cool. Damn, now that I'm thinking about it, you could see him as those murders. He's trying to put this on his conscience. For sure. All these murders mm. that he's commits in the rest of the movie. As literally being like, now you're gonna pay for yeah, it. Like no, literally. Yeah, for you sure. know, like because Lucian is the one guy who kinda sees like this might be my fault. Oh yeah. yeah. Even writing that letter is like to the like uh, I even played a greater trick on Vaughn. Yeah. Uh damn. So like, you could even say all these murders being like he's just trying to play like a, a guiltier weight on someone else, you know? Because um, he's just so far. Like, yeah, it's like resentment. Mm, or, yeah. yeah, it's like it's one kind of. It's like it's one thing he can do to fight back. Yeah. You know? yeah. At least he feels. The thing, basically. Um, no, and, th- and then we get to he's back. Uh, he's uh, he's already rejected the guy. He's back in the prison with his other friend, who's like saying the money is God and everything. Uh, uh, I love his like his long speech about like how pat this is like the most passion we've seen in the movie. Yeah, this guy yeah. just like giving all of his like basically his reason for living is because of money, you know. And he's making oh, some good points, you know. Oh, like, as we've seen, him. money has solved the problems for a lot of characters in this movie. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's ended, uh, it's ended relations, it's or it's ended a processes where for Vaughn it's had to keep going because he didn't have money to stop it. You yeah. know. Um, and that's kind of what poverty is in a lot of cases. It's like that's what literally what it is. It's like you can't pay for medical bills or whatever, you know. Oh, other people can. Um, but yeah, so uh, in uh, at the end of the scene, like where the the friends are talking, uh, we get this like shot of I think I mentioned this before as like one of my favorite quotes in a movie. I think we did. Oh uh, yeah, because it's, uh, it's the it was I remember what you're talking about because uh, it was in the quick fire thing and yes, I said uh, yes. what's a moment in a movie that like, you can't stop thinking about and you said this one. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because I, I think I just rewatched Large Enough. <laughs> it's where he's like just smashing the door. Yeah. For the fist on. For, like, no reason. And the friend is like, uh, you won't smash the door, only your fist. I, I wouldn't let it humiliate me like that. Uh, I just love that. Because it's like... That's what I've been saying. Is like, when Breton teaches us how to see, it's almost like he's saying, like, don't commit yourself to things that have no point. You know? Yeah, don't yes. fight back for things that aren't going to give you... Is, there's no point to fighting back, you know? Like, in this case, just, like, there's no point in hitting this door. Because the door's going to win. It's only going to hurt your hand at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like what he sees a lot about this world is like don't commit yourself to things that are just going to trap you at the end of the day or yeah. you know um, and there's just like this one little moment kind of shows so much for me like that 
this really is like another like a prison like a prisoner story like a different prisoner story from the escape though because like i'm pretty sure the guy that he's talking to is even saying like well we all knew which night he was gonna do it we all heard the scraping and shit like that so it's like you're literally like hearing like his escape plan everything like what he was yes. doing to escape yes, that's I the exact same thing as a man escape basically i didn't forget that when he does get caught yeah like because uh, uh, he's saying like uh someone's already taken revenge for you don't worry yeah. about it kind of thing yeah uh no, damn, I forgot Yeah, he does get caught. Like, it is, like, the opposite of Man Escape. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Um, but now we get, basically, uh, to the last kind of bits of the movie. He gets released. Um, he goes to commit his first kills. Do you remember I what like how he gets... No, it's just right there. I can see the, the sign. I can see I the picture. See the I can yeah. see the sign in my head. It's, and I, it's hotel something. <laughs> it's hotel modern, modern, modern. Oh, basically. Yeah, oh yeah, my. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, brought on, you know, going to. I do think, love how they just release identity. him though, because like they release him and don't give him like anything, like anywhere. Yeah, no, like it's just like, oh, you're on your own. There you go. Exactly. Get on out there, guy. Do what you want. All he has is that letter, basically. No, it's even like all he's holding is that letter. Yeah. That's basically showing like everything he's in the real world has also been taken from him. You know, like that's what he's coming back to. Um, but do you like the way he commits this murder is almost kind of like you don't see it happening initially. No, yeah, uh, kind of, yeah, it's because he cuts to the hotel modern and it shows him going up the steps and stuff, and then uh, I think he it shows him robbing it, and we might yes. see some bodies on the ground. I don't remember. It's very like yeah. I don't think we see any bodies. Maybe not in this one because the where I recognize is we see his hand. This is another case of white and then red. His hand. We see are the red. sink. That's white. He turns the water on, and yeah. then the red comes in as he's washing the blood off his hands. Yeah. Um, it's just another one of the examples of that red kind of just like all of a sudden like screaming in your face about what he just did. Um, no, uh, yeah. So he that's the first set he kills. He, uh, he kills those, uh, those people at the hotel, Hotel Modern, and then he goes. Uh, it's honestly now I'm saying it's even more important that it's called Modern because this is like him killing Modernity, and now he's going to the countryside because yeah. oh, okay, he follows yeah. this. You know, now he's like it's like okay, maybe this is an option for him. He can go to the countryside yeah. now. It's like nope, not that. Too, yeah, the, the yeah modern yeah. life has like kind of turned his back on him now. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's his only choice, yeah. And so then he goes to the country, he follows. Yeah, we've already talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 this, yeah, do you think like the two people he killed at the hotel were the was his wife and her lover, or whatever that she left with? Maybe. Maybe I, I can know. see I that. I never, like, I just, never thought of that. But. I don't know. It's just like whenever whenever she asks like later on in this in these scenes like whenever he comes and eats or whatever, she asks like why did you do it and he said for pleasure and it's like. I don't know. Why would he just kill two random people for pleasure? Unless like he's already that far gone, which at some but I he never really <laughs> gives me that th- that thing of like him being so far gone that he just murdered two fucking people for no reason, but maybe To me though. he does. Okay. To me he does. Okay. To me he's already reached that point of like he's broken. He doesn't care at all. Yeah. Maybe for the most part. There are little moments like in this scene like yeah. where this woman is you think maybe he's gonna bring him back, you know, like maybe he saw this kind of love in him to like kinda of believe in life anyway. Um, but to me, he's, like, basically giving up, like, outside of this prison. That's why I think it's just kind of random. Yeah. Uh, but you might be right, because you may never see the faces or anything, I don't think. So. Yeah, we don't, I don't think we ever see them. Because uh, in that scene where he's saying where the lady asks him, like, why he does it, and he says, it gave me pleasure, I didn't take much, I already and I already spent it all. I remember every detail. He fell splayed out by the door. She tried to grab the knife. Their, pre- their appearance made me sick. And him describing that almost describes, it sounds like how Prasama described, like, a... A script for his movie or something you know like how he describes that murder scene or something you know yeah um that's kind of weird uh but then this that's also where she's he says she says uh you didn't go back to revive them and he says i'm not a doctor and then she says you'll be forgiven if i were god if it were up to me i'd forgive everyone Damn. like no explanation but 
you can basically tell like by the way she lives her life and like her surroundings like she actually believes that you know yeah. uh, but uh but then for it's never explained I love how you said you thought they were husband and wife because I thought so too but yeah. it does it, it does say that she's her father really? um, yeah. I'm completely missing yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost positive because that's what James Quan says too but I think he's fucking with the ages and stuff yeah. and the faces. Because know? they like, both look it's the a same side age thing. almost. It's a side yeah. thing I was saying. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. like, would fuck with, like, what, uh, yeah, relationships and for stuff. For sure. Um, just to make you think about it. But we get that like, famous shot with the teacup, like you were saying. Oh, the white, where she's, yeah. like, like, holding like, it. it well, yeah, and just, like, the fact that, like, the way he shows the, the kind of cruelty well, of the Well, do you remember right before he shows the teapot is, like, to me, it's, like, this is, like, a way of Brasson that shows... He actually does show love every now and then. Like, yeah, you know yeah. how people show, like, Cassavetti loves his characters because he shows, like, a bunch of close-ups of the actors' faces and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, to some degree. Like, he does do a lot of that. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say necessarily to show love. It's for his characters. Like, he kind of... Maybe. Shows I, anything for them, them. maybe. Um, Possibly. But, uh, at least for Brasson, in, in this case, he, he shows, like, a side profile shot of her. Okay. Like, and it, it stands out because he never does that. Yeah, And he okay. does one, and, and Devil probably similar when he smokes a cig- cigarette, when yeah. he gets a close-up, it's very similar. It's like, that's like Brasson's way of showing kind of love, you know, yeah. he's outside the movie, you know, he still shows some kind of love for his um, characters. But yeah, but like, uh, okay, the, the, but I just like, I love this shot, because it's like, it's so affecting, because uh, it's like the perfect amount to show, like, how cruel this is. Like, well, the fact that also, the, 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 the tea is like, just... All it does is fall in her hand, basically. Well, yeah, like, there's no... We never see the slap. Never see the slap. Only the effect of it, right? Oh, it's just like... Um, and just and the effect is like... It's like... I guess, like, objectively, like, yeah, that's small. Just in that, it's just like... there's It's just some, the right amount to be cruel. I don't know. It's... it's no, exactly. obsessed with it. And it's a similar kind of fall also with the teacup, and then also a little later is the wine glass. Yeah. Also yeah. falls. And do you remember... There's two other movies in my head that I can remember. There might be more, where we also see wine glasses falling. At the end of the movies, too, to kind of signify, like, basically something bad's about to happen. Is that a gentlewoman, though? It well, happens in Diary of the Country Priest. Diary of the Country Priest at the end, where he, like, drops the wine glass. Oh, in, uh, El In the bar, when he drops the glass. Oh, you're not thinking of that? No, no. I was, these two, uh, the one, two, I'm thinking of Mouchette, at the end, where she drops the glass. Oh, like, before yeah, her yeah, death. the coffee. Yeah. And then Diary of the Country Priest, same thing, when he's, like, talking to the uh, priest of Torsi, and he drops one. Those are two I remember, because it shows you close-ups of, like, yeah. the glass on the ground, too. But you might be right, Gentlewoman has one. A gentlewoman, I think I'm just thinking of the table falling over. Or the chair falling over that she jumps off of. Mm. That shot. But I don't know yes. if there was a wine on there or not. But I just remember that table and chair no. distinctly. No. Yeah, that same shot. That's yeah. why I remember them. Like, he stays on the effect. Yeah. Right? Like, he never shows the slap ever. Or, like, yeah. uh, we're about to get to a little bit. He never shows the murder. He never yes. shows the actual axe hitting any uh, person. But, you know... It's just... It's like that object... The effect of the object after is all you need, right? Oh, man. It's just... It's honestly... It's like... Oh, man. Like, when he when he pans, like... He's, like, panning the camera to show the bodies, like, on the floor. It's just, like... It's terrifying. Like, especially with, like, how dark it is, too. Well, it also makes it even, like, more terrifying or tense because the dog is so tense. Like, yes. The dog is, like, so nervous. It's like it's like the dog is helpless. Oh, yeah. Like, he, the dog's helpless. He's the one carrying yeah. the sound of this scene. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, so we get, like, the... The, the basically this he's going around basically committing the murder spree but like only in a Brisson way where just like certain shots of certain yeah. moments you know well because like thing. it's this thing in Brisson movies that we've talked about before where he loves animals because they can't hide their emotions exactly and the dog trusts 
him. Yeah, yes, exactly. And so it's like whenever he, the dog sees it him doing know all this, it's on. like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, like, yeah. I trusted you. You're a nice guy. Like, exactly. I don't know. I don't know why you're doing all this. Basically, exactly. Because even the dog's just standing there. Whenever he's about to kill the old lady, it's just standing there, kind of like barking at him. And I noticed that's like where it's, it starts but, to change too. Yeah. When the, its voice starts to change, where it, when he when the dog realizes it's about to kill the woman. Yeah. No, the dog is very. That's why I said the dog is really important in this oh, movie yeah. too, because it's like. It's doing the most, some of the most realistic action in this, like, does, of yeah, the emotion, yeah. of carrying the emotion, you know, because yeah. no other character in this movie shows emotion like that with their voice or anything, so no. it's only yeah. the dog. That's really why it stands out. It's like, it's just that, that noise of helplessness that the, do- the dog has, you know, it's like, yeah. it can't do anything to stop it. Um, no, and that's why yeah, it's like, there's that brief moment, you think he might stop. I don't know, you're watching, do you think he's going to kill that woman in the last moment? I honestly still don't know if she's actually completely dead, but... And dude, like, like, like he had he ha- he's holding. I obviously she's probably dead because he does swing it. But like we and, never. And see it goes it. to what you were saying earlier about showing her mercy. Yeah, well, we never see it. it. But he also like whenever he's like holding the axe like this, he's not holding it head out. He's holding it with the uh, with like the blunt edge yeah, first. So it's like yes, whenever you swing an axe, you could obviously twist that around and then like kill her. But I don't know, like yeah. that that blood spray could just be the blood that was already on the axe too. Yeah, like it's I think but it's, I I think it's a classic persona, like leaving you no. Know, yeah, like I I think he probably killed her. Cause yeah, I did but, notice like yeah, it is weird how it's how weird he how does have it's like the blunt side yeah, is. It's the blunt, I noticed that. Yeah, it's the blunt side, and then the blood that's on the wall. It just seems like it's the blood from the axe. Whenever, like, because the, yeah. the axe is already bloody, obviously. Yeah. But, I guess yeah, it's, it's probably, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think it's open. I think it's open for sure because he. He didn't kill that crippled kid. The crippled kid's not dead. I don't think. I think he only killed the husband and the two other ones. I think he killed the crippled kid. Does he? I don't know, honestly. I honestly can't remember if he killed the crippled kid or not, because I think the crippled kid was crying in his room whenever all this wonder. I wonder if this depends on, like, how much sympathy you have for him. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, he does test the limits of, like, sympathy. That's what I was saying. I was like, Prasant's really pushing almost funnily. Like, how many sympathetic characters can he kill almost? Yeah, and just, like, for him, too. Like, how much sympathy do you have for him? While he's, like, committed and all this stuff. Can you still believe in redemption for this guy? Yes, like... So I guess, like, it just depends on, like... Okay, do you think he killed the kid or not? It depends on how much you like still believe he is like a good human or just like at heart. And I did we did skip over like maybe one of my favorite moments in the movie is where the lady before she dies is the scene before but the most peaceful scene in the movie. The one that we've talked yes, about. Yes, we talked times about already. with the quotes on <laughs> But with the actual quote is yeah. uh, where he says, You you do all the work alone, no one helps you. Why don't you just throw yourself in the river? Do you expect a miracle? And she says, I expect nothing. Oh and that's like and, that's a connection to Musha too, right? Yeah. Yes. It's also a connection with double problem. Like, oh, yeah, that's a connection yeah, with the yeah. double problem too, though, because yeah. the whole point of Charles in that one is like he just wants to do nothing. So yeah, but to me, this is like Brisson's whole idea of like believing in chance anyway, or the new right is like a miracle is not something you expect. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the whole point of a miracle, you know. Yeah, and I can uh, see like him like if he does kill the woman, it's like the same effect as like Mouchette. So it's like uh, it's like for him, it's like a release. That yeah. for him it is. Yeah, that's for him. That's what we're saying for sure. What was the what's the video you're too much of a coward to post about this scene? Like you you were voiceovering this scene. I posted it on my channel. Did you on yours? Not on ours. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's just a quote I have on my letterbox of Monty Call's review. Or not his review. Oh, okay. His first time watching Big Pocket. Uh, <laughs> No, but it really the quotes about how what Brisson makes you feel as you're watching yeah, the movies. Yeah. No, because I like that video. You should post it on our actual oh, channel. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but um, it's what it's also like the way he swings the axe and he says, "Where's the money?" 
Yeah. And it's just like yeah. such a perfect moment of like this whole movie. You know, it's like large. The movie's called Money, but it's like even the way he says it's like, "Where's the money?" You know, we've just watched this innocent go from like he seemed like such a nice innocent guy to like holding an axe and asking, "Where's the money?" You know. Yeah, it's like. The, um, like he's, that, turned, he's turned to Jack Torrance, basically. Like basically, like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, to me, I was thinking more of Full Metal Jacket. Sure, yeah. Of, like that watching too. what the system does to people, like oh, at the sure. beginning versus yeah. the end, you know, and what it's trying to do to people. Is the hotel not the system? I'm not joking. I don't know. <laughs> probably someone probably does. Oh, oh, it's The Shining. Okay, yeah. I see. What you're <laughs> but uh, uh, um, there's also a great shot when he throws the. Uh, axe in the water. Oh, it's like so it sudden. Hangs, it's sudden when oh, you see the water all of a sudden hit the water. Uh, yeah. the water. But then it hangs on him almost like thinking for a moment. Like, to me, this is the moment where he decides to go to the cafe and kind of give himself yeah. up. And just like the way the axe falls in the water is so cool. It's yes. just like, it's like, just yes. like, there's no, like, it doesn't spin at all. It just like drops. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. And then he goes to this last kind of almost like most abstract ending for Brisson, honestly. Like, <laughs> goes to a cafe, just sits down. And then he gets up, like, uh, this is another, uh, where he says, uh, Watkins points out where we don't see a lot of the cops straight on, but we see ca- cops in the mirror. Yeah. We hear them all around everywhere. This is another example of that. Yeah. And he just goes and confesses. It feels like it might be a cop bar or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, they're, like, <laughs> celebrating something. Yeah. Uh, but then they go, and they, he basically gives himself up, and he says, I just killed uh, those people in the hotel and also his family or something. Yeah. And uh, as they walk out, the cops arrest him. We see this crowd, and it's, like, watching the people leave. But then the crowd just hangs on the empty doorway, watching, like, I don't know, what do you guys think that means? It's very open, but I don't know if you guys remember this last shot I'm talking about. Whenever they're at the house? No, no. At the very end, this cafe. The police have already taken them out. The movie's basically ended. And we see all these people at the cafe watching outside, and they're still looking through the door that's empty. Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. No, I thought the movie, I thought they went back to the house, and then it's him walking out of the house. Or is that the cafe that they're at? That's the cafe. Yeah, that's the cafe. Damn, okay. That's the cafe. It's all stuff where the cops have taken him out of the cafe. And it's literally the last No, yeah. Movie. Because, well, the reason oh. I thought that was the house is because it's so green. So, yeah. I thought. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're waiting on, I guess they're, so they're waiting on something. To me, this is like, uh, I forgot who said this, but someone said like, uh, this is like us as the audience waiting for the next person to judge almost, you know, the next yeah. person to watch. No, it's honestly, it's like a similar ending to like the Irishman, like. Waiting on the open door, like. But we don't see any audience door. members, so that's why. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, Frank Sheeran at the end. When he's like yeah. cracked to leave the door open. He's like waiting for something. No, I'm saying we literally see like audience members like watching okay, Yvonne yeah. walk out with the police, you know, and they're yeah. like almost like waiting for the next character to watch or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. No, yeah, but that's how the movie. Ends. So the next person affected by the system, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yep, yeah. that is Largent, the greatest movie ever made. The greatest <laughs> movie ever made. Do you think so? Actually, it's up there for me. Okay, it's okay, a very, yeah. it's a very up there for me. Uh, are we doing the, I guess questions oh, yeah, and so, ranking. I don't know if you have any questions. Uh, I really don't have any questions. I mean, I guess the one question I asked is: there anything one feature? Because I mentioned a few topics I have obviously every week. Is there anything for you that sticks out for Prasan? Honestly, like I, I uh, the presentation versus reputation, like. Is giving me like an interesting thing to think like categorize movies and just think about movies in a more like uh, interesting way like um, and just like yeah how to like categorize directors it's like an interesting it's like a new like really fascinating way to do that um, yeah it's a good like kind of category yeah a way to think yeah, about yeah, movies yeah. is there anything for you Blake 
Be efficiency. Efficiency, yes. That's no, even there's there's movies now. Well, that that I've been watching while we've been going through Bashan that are like ninety minutes, and even those movies, I'm just like, dude, you could you could like cut these uh, cut so you could cut cut this down to like seventy minutes max. Like, come on, guys, yeah, we don't need all this shit in here. Like, okay, some there's some directors though. You know, I'm just Luke, saying. Luke is always on his side. There's some good two and a half long films to be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 How do you? There know? are good long movies. Thank you for saying it for me. I, are I, there though? I'm there sorry. Are I, I kind of agree with Celine's Kiyama here. Oh my god. I mean, uh, Siyama. Siyama. Yeah, 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 I've never seen one of her movies. We should just not. We let's let's continue. Let's not mention. Let's continue. Let's continue one. Um, the Chantel Lakerman. I don't know if you guys saw it. Oh yeah, I just took two hours of someone's life. Yeah, let's go. Someone's life. No, let's go. I, I want people to feel the time. I just took two hours. And she's like smoking a cigarette. Yeah, it's like, so oh good. my god, it's so good. Okay, let's go, Chantal. Okay. Alright, alright. I do but love Chantal. I love how you said efficiency, too. No. Um, but yeah, let's go to. Uh, do you have your list? Ready? I have my ranking ready. Um, of the 10 I watched, we watched here. I'm curious if, if you guys uh, are going to expect these. I, th- I, think, I think it's pretty expect, uh, expected for me. But uh, number 10, A Gentlewoman. Number nine, Mouchette. Number eight, Diary of a Country Priest. Number seven, A Man Escaped. Number six, Lancelot du Lac. Number five, The Devil Probably. Number four, Pickpocket. Number three, Four Nights of a Dreamer. Number two, L'Argent. And number one, Asar Balthazar. Yeah. Interesting. Honestly, I would say, like, the top four, like, just, like, it's it's, like, those are like the the top four on the list: Pickpocket, Four Nights of Dreamer, Large and Arzar Balthazar. Or like, I would consider those like some of my favorite movies. Wait, say those. Yeah, uh, Arzar Balthazar, Large Four Nights of a Dreamer, Pickpocket are like okay, all my okay. favorite. Like I would consider them my favorite movies, probably. Like some of my favorite movies. Why you like? So mine is it was very hard. The first six or the top six are um, ones that I think are basically perfect. And I would watch again at any time. But, um, like, my list is structured basically, like, since the first six to me are basically perfect, it's in order of, like, what I would probably rewatch the most. Okay. So, my number ten, Diary of a Country Priest. Oh, wow. Number nine, um, A Gentlewoman. Number eight, Alhazar Balthazar. Oh. Number seven, <laughs> Four Nights but of a Dreamer. But you did say the rewind. Oh, okay, no, That's crazy. crazy. Number yeah, six, The Devil Probably. Number five, okay. A Man Escaped. Four, L'Argent. Oh, okay. Three, Mouchette. Two, Pickpocket. And one, Lancelot du Lac. Okay. That's like way different from mine. That's like a lot. Very yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting Lancelot du Lac to be number one. Honestly. I love Lancelot du Lac. Yeah, also, Lancelot would be too low, though. Well, uh, yeah. it was, it's a rewatchability factor, honestly. I don't know. It's pretty watchable. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, honestly, I was. But I was just, I, the Azar Balsar, I did not expect to be my favorite song. Okay. I was not expecting it at all. Yeah. It just like it, it like got. Maybe it's the playtime aspect of it. Well, I, I, I realized that afterwards. Honestly, no, no, no. like I didn't even realize that, that is part. Of, it's just the structure is like it just it just hit me. It just hit me right where I needed uh, it. Honestly. All right, so I have mine ready. Uh, okay. I'm calling my first tier like the S tier. This is the top tier. Okay. Uh, Sean, okay. <laughs> Four Nights of a Dreamer, A Man Escaped, The Devil Probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> Alpha Star Balthazar and right. Biography Country Priest. All his fucking those, movies. Best one, two, three. Those six. Those top okay, six. Okay, what? Rank them. Rank those them. are the S tier. I them. cannot rank, rank those. What's What's number one? Uh, what's number one? Number one is Diary of Country Priest because that's the first one. Oh my god. The second god. one is A Man Escape because uh, I came out after. Out. And then the And then Four Nights and they'll probably learn. No, we, we can't accept those that. Those top six are all equally great in their own way. Ah, uh, no, they're not. Because they all have something different to learn from, you know? But then this is where it's interesting. My A tier, which is not S tier, it's A tier, is. Uh, pickpocket, Mouchette, Lancelot, and Gentlewoman. I know. I honestly, I did. I didn't only Trial of Joan Arc is the last one. I'm pretty. That's my last one. I haven't rewatched it. That's my last one too. But I also haven't rewatched it. I'm pretty sad on those top six have to be in the same category. But But pickpocket, pickpocket, Larson is the greatest. That's insane. Dude, pickpocket and Lancelot do lock were my top two when they were in days eight tier. Damn. Okay. Honestly, I like that. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. you put pickpocket eight here. I thought you put that. In to me, pick, that's, I've been mentioning how like I like Larjant is like almost like the better version of pickpocket in some ways. Like, I, I, I kind of like the, they're, they're kind of like they're they are they are two though. sides of no, the they, same they coin, are, but I kind of like I love I, 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 I love both both sides. No, I love pickpocket. I mean, I gave pickpocket five stars. So yeah, okay, actually, yeah. So it's, <laughs> you're basically yeah, it's it's the ones four and a half I gave were Michelle Lancelot and Gentlewoman. Yeah, the top four are probably Michelle. I still I think I need to rewatch a few times and I'll get to five. Gentlewoman, maybe if I get a better quality print, and Lancelot is. I, also Gentlewoman that, like, has uh, stuck with me a lot more than I thought it would, and that's like I I wanted I almost put it above Four Nights of a Dreamer, honestly, but oh. <laughs> but that's only because I haven't seen Four Nights more than once, probably. Four Nights is so good. It probably honestly, has I, that's most, what I thought was going to be my favorite. It's probably it has its most so memorable great. scene. Okay. Like the ship is like probably the most memorable scene in a Persona movie. The yes. ship going by. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, one. It's, it's, so one, of them. it's one of them. It's one of them. It's one of them. It's the one that sticks out the most in my mind, at least right now. But, but yeah, I can see that. That is Robert Brisson. Um, Brisson. Brisson. I would say this is the end of Brisson, but honestly, I did the series just so now that every time I bring him up, you guys will know what I'm talking about. Danny, every episode is gonna, gonna bring up like yeah. this. Su- this sucks because uh, Brisson did it better. Yeah, Brisson wanted to show this one shot. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I just bring or maybe just the sound. I mean, that's yeah. why that's why Luke Vance watched Fellini or made me watch Fellini. Probably. Oh, we're gonna watch Cassavetes, and it's gonna be like a lot, like uh, very like half of the time. Most I will like, say Cassavetes, from what I've seen, he's way more efficient, even if his movies are long. Versus, yeah, like Fellini is just a very just like it's just so funny like. The acting, like, the, 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 the acting and the writing in Cassavetes is going to be such a jarring thing. Were you not hearing what I said, though? Yeah, but I'm not ignoring I'm ignoring, I'm ignoring. Uh, <laughs> No, Cassavetes feels way more focused, I'll say that. But, um, but yeah, that can end our Brisson series with one of the maybe most focused directors to ever live uh, in terms of like just knowing, understanding what he's trying to do stylistically. But also at the same time, just evolving over time. I, was, I think we've all, like, I love how Blake said his two top movies were like in my A tier because. It proves, like, you could say Brisson's style is the same, like we've said with Ozu, um, but Brisson, all of his movies have different themes or, like, different ways you could say, like, a different life can go, all these different feelings attached uh, with uh, different ways life can go, um, but yeah, uh, I feel like I've, I've got, I've said my say throughout all this Yeah, anything Brisson, else to get off your chest? I don't think so, okay, I don't okay. think so. Any quotes you forgot to say? No, no, not okay, quotes, okay, okay, okay. I was looking through, I Just want to make so. sure. I <laughs> Way more, but it would be way too long. Yeah, we, we don't. We, we don't. Yeah, have we've a, already, we're already done for three hours again. So. You, you, you again? Have to, we have to write a book again. So, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe, uh, I, maybe I have to make a doors video too. Like if you make one for a uh, playtime. I mean, or Tati. Tati. I'm doing Tati. Yeah, if you do Tati, I could just do one for Persona. Honestly, I'm, that's, we should. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now we'll definitely be talking about Persona more in some way. But. 
Yes, sir. Until next time. Oh, wait, what are we doing next week? Uh, 70s draft. 70s draft. 70s yeah. draft. So, all right. Let me draft. Until next time, hope to see you floating through the clouds.